everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is episode 185. Welcome. I yeah. am Peter. And that voice you heard there was Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it didn't count. And that voice you don't hear there, and hopefully if we're lucky it'll stay that way, Connor. Nah, tough shit. Sorry. <laughs> See, he couldn't be silent because then Pete's right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, the audio podcast listeners may have a bit. That was pretty much the only reason. Pete, it, did, Otherwise. Pete it didn't count. It didn't count? It counted. It didn't count. It counted, damn it. No, no. Jericho yelling it didn't count made my entire week. Oh, right. Oh, wait, we started yeah. this now. Started. No, I'm just. That was a little less. Was it was quick. a little more subtle, so I had to, I had to explain to. So the common people no, yeah, I, I, might yes. not get it. I, I love I love the dead account as well. I have I have yeah. I have things to say. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that bit later. No, that's fine. Uh, so <laughs> yes, we're going to have a comic book, DC Comics in particular. Uh, this week we have the following books. Feel free to count along at home. Uh, Detective Comics 1017 because it's written by, of course. And that's why we're reading that this week, even though we've not been reading it for a while. Detective Comics 2017, Superman 18, The Flash 84. I actually said I was going to reorganize these before I started. I didn't do it, but we'll just go with what's yeah. here. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, number four. Batman the Outsiders, number eight. Hawkman, 19. Supergirl, 37. Tales from the Dark Multiverse. The Teen Titans, Judas Contract, number one. Wonder Twins, 10. The Batman's Rave, number three. Far Sector, two. Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number five. And The Dollhouse Family, number two. Whew. 13 books. And I got 13? a Patreon book as well at the end. Oh, I didn't even put that down. Undiscovered Country, was it? It was, yes. Number Cause, two. Because I wasn't getting in next week, was I? <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. So that means I'll, I'll check out. I might go run some errands while, while Connor's talking about that. But I'll be back. Yeah, that's like, fine. But, but if you see me, you'll talk it, about... It'll, it'll, be quicker, <laughs> it'll be quicker than the last issue, quite significantly. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. My, it's my it's shot, a lot more straightforward. Yeah, I was going to read it this week, too. Just I, I didn't realize you were going to... You know, but I was gonna have it read just so we don't have that issue again where I hadn't read it, but my shop got shorted on their copies of it from <laughs> from Diamond. Classic. So, Diamond. Yeah, right. So I didn't get it. Um, so it's it's one of those weeks. Uh, me and Matt, yeah, we'll do a little wrestling talk. We didn't have one last week, but uh, we'll do that as a break after after solicits and news. Right. Yeah, 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 I know we'll, that's good. We'll break up the flow for us. Time for me to go get a snack. Yeah, you can go get a snack during that time. Uh, but, uh, so obviously that's for the patrons. They get the wrestling talk that we and Matt do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do have solicits. It's a big week. We have a lot of books. We have solicits. Uh, we have a little bit of news. I'll just mention the, the little side bit of news before we dive into the solicits themselves. These are, of course, the solicits we're talking about for March 2020. Uh, that's where we are in terms of solicits. Uh, so if I get up the other bit of news, uh, Batgirl's changing its solicit for issue 43, that's the January issue. Um, what's interesting as well is I noticed in the solicits that the cover they've got up for the issue in March was actually originally going to be the cover for issue in February, so they've clearly shuffled a few things around uh, with what's coming yeah, yeah. up in Batgirl. Uh, but yeah, they've changed the, the solicit. Uh, so the new solicit text is as follows after the disaster is dust up with oracle batgirl needs to regroup but when a power villain's imagination takes the city by storm she must go once more onto the breach of superheroism <laughs> the solicit <laughs> the maker has come to gotham to claim a prize from his past and batgirl must stop him before she loses herself and the grip of his twisted tales come to life so yeah we got a 
villain thing. Uh, before it was about her strange mother was the whole thing. Yeah, and red. a new villain called Opus. Opus. Yeah. Does he carry a magnum? Probably. If not, he's missing a trick. Is his real name Mr. Holland? <laughs> That's a Richard Dreyfus joke. You didn't laugh at that, Connor. I smirked. Just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's fine. That was incredibly disappointing. We got a lot to talk about this week. So, uh, solicits. Yeah. First of all, so, you know, we saw that in January they're doing the Wonder Woman 750, and they're doing that in the style of those 1,000 issues for Action Detective, where you got all the decade variants, you've got 100 pages, give or take, uh, of all these all-star creators doing all these stories that are anything between a few pages to, you know, 10 pages long, right? And we saw that with Wonder Woman in January, and then the Flash, uh, the, the February solicits hit, and we saw they're doing the same for Flash 750, which happens to be hitting the month after. In fact, I'll use this time to also add that uh, me and Connor's complaints about the numbering going to 750 and going back again have been rectified because DC are going to mm-hmm. continue the legacy numbering after the 750s, which I quite like mm-hmm. legacy numbering, so go for yeah, it. I've been on so- the record as not a huge fan of just jumping to legacy numbering just for the sake of it, but this is way better than jumping back again. Yeah. Um, do you think that that means eventually we're going to see Batman and Superman, some of the other biggies, switch? When they hit a nice number, yeah. Yep. Because uh, Batman, I don't know if it's the next issue or this issue we just had, but the, one of those is uh, 850. So that's where we are with Batman. And Superman's, uh, or is it the other way around? Is Superman just hit 850 and Batman's a little bit behind? But either way, they're both in the, the mid to early 800s. You might wait until 900 then at that point. Yeah. Just to spread yeah. these out a bit. Well, that's the thing. If they want these big anniversary issues that are 100 pages and have all these decade variants, they've found another way of doing it for March, because in March, the first solicit is Robin, 80th anniversary, 100-page spectacular, and once, like those other issues, it has all the decade variants, which I'll read out in a minute, and they're doing 100 pages of all these creators, some of which are very specific to, you know, Dick Grayson's past, and some of which are, you know, not, but... um. This is, this is, this is, like, I joked when I saw this, they're going to find a way of having one of these every month in 2020, because that's three for three in these yeah. 100 pages. Uh, luckily, uh, you know, we promised extra episodes for the other 200 pages. Luckily, uh, this one might have been one that we potentially would have considered skipping. However, the week this comes out happens to be a surprisingly quiet week for books, so yeah. it'll just be a regular book on that week's episode. Um John, I will give them one tiny modicum of credit for as as kind of throwaway and pointless as it you know feels like. Oh, hey, you know, any excuse to have that big you know one thousand yeah. style issue? At least they just called it eightieth anniversary and didn't try and make up issue one thousand like Marvel did. <laughs> Joe, it's funny when I first read this, I act my eyes glossed over the eightieth part of the sentence, and I started laughing because they just like they just made up a Robin spectacular one hundred page book, and I was like, oh, it's eighth ever. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, there's actually a a celebration reason for it. It's not just yeah. Like don't get <clears throat> me wrong, they are going to reach for any excuse now because these obviously are selling. Do you know what the sad part okay. is, is? Is that Supergirl last year had her sixtieth anniversary, so they've, they've just missed their big chance with her. Yeah, they hadn't stumbled onto the, the gold yet. We'll get her 61st. It'll be fine. <laughs> Everyone knows 61's a big birthday. Like, I I get this, but I kind of don't like it either. Well, I don't like having to pay for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a $10 I, book, you know. Yeah, 
that that hurts the wallet. But at least with this one, it is on a quite a week. So you, you like for for Connor, this like, if we count this as four books, for Connor, this puts him up to about seven for that week. So it's so not, it's not unfeasible. No. Yeah. No. Um, um, I think for me and Matt, it's up to about nine. So you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I think you've got like Superman and something else on, yeah. on the art week. So um, there, there is a pretty big name I would have liked to see in in the uh, in the author. Well, let me uh, read out what, what, what is there, and you can add in what you yep. think's missing. Uh, so the writers in this book are going to be Marv Wolfman, Chuck Dixon, Devin mm-hmm. Grayson, Tim Seeley, Tom King, Judd Winnick, James Tynan the Fourth, Amy Wolfram, Robbie Thompson, Adam Glass, and Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, not thrilled about uh, Adam Glass because I've not liked what I've read from him, but it does say and more. And more. Yeah, true. it says and yeah. more. That's true. Um, kind of bum. There's no Higgins. Like Higgins is mm-hmm. is doing doing a little bit with these Tales from the Dark Multiverse. I know how much he loves the Dick Grayson character almost as much as me and Pete, and yeah. uh, possibly more. Um, so yeah, I just would have liked to see that. Like he did that whole future story. What was it? New Order. Yeah, uh, and he had a brief run in the start of the New Fifty Two. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe he'll get um he might something be one of the more. In the 5G, yeah. I'm wondering. Like maybe in the 5G hits, he'll get a, a book. Maybe not Dick Racing because he's done Dick before. Yeah. Well, but... I'm just saying for for Robin, like if you're gonna do a Dick Racing story, I think a, a Higgins would have been really, really fun. Seely and King are doing a a Grayson yeah. bit, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that makes they sense. have to. Although Seely also did the the Nightwing rebirth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's true. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, Marv Wolfman, I would expect a, a new Teen Titans era looking Nightwing. Yeah. Um. Chuck yeah. Dixon, uh, probably Nightwing as well. Although, uh, you know, Robin, I expect I expect a few uh, Robin stories in here too. But Chuck Dixon, Tim, I associate yeah, with mo- mainly with. Um, well, no, I, I associate Chuck Dixon with like oh, Nightwing. Yeah, but well, no, not, not with year one. So like he did, he did the the original Nightwing ongoing from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that for like yeah. eighty issues. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but well, he did. But he he also did the Robin that you yeah. know with uh, Tim and yeah. Stephanie and well, that's the, and but, that. That's the question, though. Is this going to have the other Robins, or is it just about Dick Grayson? Because it is his 80th. It's not well, like the, the other Robins aren't turning 80. No, I think uh, if you no, read the description, it's, it's going to it's, have the others. It's Robin. It's it's all the Robins. Huh, if you okay. wore the mantle of Robin, there's going to be stuff, because uh, you want to give it a read. Yeah. It, it mentions yeah. in here, from the high-flying adventures of Dick Grayson to the tragedy of Jason Todd, the enthusiasm of Tim, Tim Drake and the arrogance of Damian Wayne, persistence of Stephanie Brown, and rebelliousness of Carrie Kelly. So... Basically, they're all getting something. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. I, I bet there's one that has all of them. Oh, probably, yeah. There'll be one that has yeah, all of them. Yeah, but I'm looking at all of these. So I'm pretty sure Adam Glass has been writing Teen Titans. Yeah, you're Damien. Probably going to handle Damien. Same Tomasi. with Peter Tomasi. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Judd Winnick, who he's written Dick and Tim. So it's it's pulling from all the he's, eras. Winnick's done some stuff with Todd as well, right? Yeah. Oh, well, he, he did. He, he did the Red Hood, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought him back. Um, uh, Tynan, probably Tim, given tech, but I mean, no guarantees, of course. I, I would guess Tim or for Tynan. Yeah. Steph. Or Steph, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I, I like the idea of this. I just don't like that. There, if, if we're gonna start doing this more, like, it's different when it's action and tech with the thousands, and then the seven fifties were already like, uh, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Now, eh, it's just becoming a little bit much, but since I do love Robin as a character, I'm, you know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if yeah. they have one of these in April, but 
<laughs> I mean, someone someone scroll the anniversaries and what issue milestones were hitting for April to see if there's any of them going to play out. Because um, what's interesting is Aquaman, because I was updating my comics database this week, and uh, Aquaman did actually hit its uh, issue 300 this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Issue 49 earlier this year was issue 300 in legacy numbering, so uh, they've just missed one with him as well. I, I guess that's not a big enough number to really go all in on, like... I guess, yeah. Fifty, you know, feels so much bigger. I mean, it is. It's, like, more than double, but... You know what I mean? Like, like those sound like, okay, we're getting towards the 1,000 mark. It's a big milestone, whereas yeah. 300 is, like... I mean, sure, yeah, it's good, but it's... I Even 250 Ooh. sounds like <laughs> it's a fact... more important number than 300. No, no, but the fact that Aquaman's had so many starts and stops, too. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been a consistent, like there has been with the others... Like the fact so, that it's only at 300. Yeah, like yeah. that's actually kind of shocking. Like there's been 300 Aquaman issues. I mean, there's a, we're actually getting close to 300 Batgirl issues, but what's interesting is that Batgirl didn't have, have a solo book until Cassandra Cain. Um, right. So that's only been since like 2000-ish, you know? So it's been pretty consistent as opposed to Aquaman. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah. definitely longer. It started much later, but it has been consistent once it started. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was cast and obviously Steph... Um, had right. had her run, and then it went into New Fifty Two Babs, and obviously yeah. we've been with Babs we've had since. Back up every month since then. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I'll just read the artists as well on the, the the variant covers because obviously those those are of interest. Uh, Tom Grummet, Scott McDaniel, Mikel Yannin, Kenneth Rockefeller, uh, Freddie E. Williams the uh, second, Javi Fernandez, Nicholas Scott, Dustin Wen, Andy Kubert, Frank Miller, and others are in the art. Uh, not looking forward to the Frank Miller just right. <laughs> art he, he's story. He's doing Carrie Kelly, surely. Probably, yes. yeah, that's true, yeah. He was and, and the 80s variant cover, as it says right here. Yeah, the variant yes. covers, uh, 1940s is Jim Lee and Scott Williams, 50s is Julian Totino uh, Tedesco, uh, apologies if I butchered that, uh, Dustin one is the 60s, the 70s is Carrie Andrews, 80s is Frank Miller, makes sense, uh, 90s is Jim Chung, 2000s is Derek Chu, and 2010s is Yasmin Putri. Um, so what's interesting is presumably... 40s through 80s has to be dick <laughs> well yeah. I mean 80s you could argue uh, Jason Todd was uh, there by the end so or Carrie Kelly or, right. oh yeah Carrie Kelly could be the 80s uh, but seven, 40s to 70s has to be just dick right <laughs> yeah in different versions like I can see that the, the 70s is a different a little bit different of a costume than yeah. the, the yeah that or the if they don't they, they might play with okay we're doing all the Robins just in the style of in the, sure yeah. okay I can see that uh, but I would expect that nineties would be Tim, two thousands would be Damien. Although Jason has to fit uh, in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. Yeah, I I think describing him as a tragedy is the most like. I mean, maybe I maybe do nineties Jason Todd, two thousand is Tim. Uh, yeah, because a lot of a lot of two thousands Tim was still Robin, and then twenty ten you do Damien. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't Robin Red Robin until what? Two thousand nine. Oh, yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand ten. So he was from from nineties to up to then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have Jason the nineties just because. Where else you gonna put him? Gotta go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see Jim Chung doing a decent, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that's ninety six pages, ten dollar book. That, that's uh, that's kind of weird, right? 96 pages, but the title is 100 Page Spectacular. <laughs> well, like, close enough. Just just put the extra four pages in. Stop being cheap. Put, put four pages of ads, even, just to just, pad just it. At least well, have it say 100 pages in both places. Well, then it couldn't... Well, just make it a 96 page, then. 
96 page per why not just do 80 pages it's the 80th anniversary sure 80 sounds good 80 page spectacular and oh look there's like 16 pages of ads (laughs) (laughs) fine it's fine well, maybe it works out. Maybe there's 80... Well, no, because then the 1000s not have ads. Wasn't that one of the part of the special <laughs> appeal of them? Well, yeah, that's what had, prestige format the, means, uh... though. I had pin-ups, but yeah, that, that, I would say that's okay. Instead. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but no, prestige format usually means no ads. It's just straight yeah. story, so mm. they can't even pad it with four. Even I, in... Well, I don't, universe ads would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't actually mind pinups instead of ads. Like, that's fine. That's yeah. that's cool. Don't normally put some pinups. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be ninety-six pages of story. Pinups yeah. are they're, they're nice to have there as breaks between the stories. Uh, anyway, so then the next discussion we've got here is Strange Adventures number one. Obviously, we've been looking forward to this for a while. Tom King writing with Mitch mm-hmm. Gerrards and Evan Doc Shaner on the art. Uh, that first cover, of course, is beautiful. Um, and I love the yeah. the sort of scribbled on speech bubble that just says "I kill." Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, someone's graffitied this because uh, it's kind of like an, an old school like uh, space propaganda. poster yeah the old propaganda like NASA thing um, also, really yeah. cool. also has war criminal on there and space my favorite though is space liar space liar <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Shana's cover yeah. um, I, is, was it a, a Garrett's or was it uh, Shana that has been making rounds as the um, phone background Someone tweeted it to King, and then King retweeted it. Is this his variant? I, I don't know. I, I can't tell, but um, if you dig through Twitter, you'll see it. It's a really gorgeous. It's bluish and purple in the background. Mm. So yeah, this book is a 40-page, $5 book. Obviously, it's 12 issues, uh, much like Mr. Miracle. Uh, should be a big deal. Um, looking forward to you know how King dissects mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. And Whatever the second character that he's been teasing, which I don't think has been revealed as of yet, like the second major character that he's using. No, no. Um, just call him Doctor Strange. I did, yes. Sorry, Adam Strange. <laughs> Adam Strange. He's not a doctor. However, if he has his doctorate in archaeology, he is Doctor Strange. True. Yes. But does he have his uh, doctorate? I I don't know. He's got a <laughs> doctorate in my heart. It's, it's, it's always <laughs> why I've been drawn to that character. It's it's an honorary doctorate. Nothing else <laughs> at this point. he's a male fuzz doctorate we've given him a doctorate it's fine yeah yeah. Uh, but what gets me here is that um in the solicit it says that you know mr miracle team of writer tom king and artist mitch garrods are joined by fan favorite artist doc shaner to bring you an epic tale in the tradition of Watchmen. the dark knight returns we're like okay well that's pretty hefty but then dc the new frontier and when you think about what the new frontier did Mm. um this makes me even more excited just because of of the way that played with yeah, superheroes of an, that era. Yeah, it's an interesting mix because it, it gives you the pulpiness uh, of New Frontier, but then it gives you the, the weight of Watchmen in the same description. Yeah. You're like, okay. Well, and when you Yeah, look, but New, New Frontier is also all about the Cold War, and there's the, those undercurrents too. Oh, of course. Out of, out of Cook, so... Um, but what, what I'm but saying yeah. is, is that mixing those things, and you look at Mr. Miracle and you see, yeah, like you can see how Tom King does sometimes do this really heavy storytelling, but with this, you know, this mm-hmm. this this coat of paint on top of it, which almost gives it a, a more, almost, almost a, a more impactful reach because it's, it's doing it through this lens rather than just being, you know, cold and miserable right. the whole time. Yeah, right. So, 
Yeah, Doctor Strange number one. That's the first week of March. That's coming out. It's Strange Adventures issue one, not Doctor Strange. God damn it! <laughs> Strange Adventures <laughs> issue one. Look, stupid DC and Marvel. Joe's the fight the It's not like I ever mix up Captain Marvel. No, they've got the exact same name. Maybe that's. I just get away with it because it doesn't matter. I can't get it wrong. No, no, no I got Miracle you... Man and Mister Miracle confused a lot. Just in the brain. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Strange Adventures number one, uh, week one book, which is good because week one's a little bit in the stale side right now and could use a dose of something exciting. So there you go. Mm. Uh, so obviously we spent a lot of time on those first two we can go a bit quicker through a lot of these regular books Batman 90 and 91 are coming out uh, James Tynion's run continuing obviously we're looking forward to those thankfully a better artist on these issues yes uh, Jorge Jimenez is joining both these issues so that's cool that's uh, exciting Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Deceased and Killables number two, uh, which just to remind you is a forty-eight page book. Uh, it's only three issues though, so they're doing double-sized issues, but only three of them. Uh, only five dollars though, which actually is quite good given, uh, you know, if you compare it to uh, Strange Adventures to get the name right, uh, yep. it's actually more pages for the same price. So it is uh, six dollars if you want the cardstock variant. Yeah, but oh, I mean that's that's true for all the books that have it the cardstock yeah. variants. The dollar more. Um, so a couple of the the youth uh, graphic novels up next we got uh, My Video Game Ate My Homework <laughs> by Dustin Hansen both writing and art uh, is coming out Gotham High by Melissa De La Cruz uh, with art by Thomas Patelli uh, so those are coming out and then we get into some of the other meaty books we got You're the Villain Hell Arisen number 4 which is the final issue in this in this mini you know what? I don't think I'd really realized until this time that oh it's only four issues even though i'm, I'm sure it was announced mm-hmm. as that oh yeah i've yeah. always known it yeah. but only it really sunk in that do you know what this is only four issues that's actually quite well, tight do you know what it is it's because free comic day happens at the start of may and then whatever the next big thing is is going to start so this is just neatly yeah. wrapping up in time for them to start you know really yeah. r- ramping up the, the next thing Pretty so much. so it looks like luther uh, according to this solicit has got a second legion of doom Mm-hmm. Which now we need we need a, a name for um, the Road Warriors. <laughs> that, that that's a wrestling joke. <laughs> um, what a rush! Uh, yeah. Um, I think they call them Demolition as well. Oh, they had a cracking good theme tune. <laughs> yeah, they did. We're gonna uh, smash them yes. anyway. Can I... <laughs> so, but says Lex Luthor's gathered a strike force of villains. He's leveled up to be the baddest bad guys around. Captain Cold, Oracle, Solomon Grundy, Black Manta, and Lobo. Each one, each and every one, a recipient of one of Lex's dark gifts. So, like, I kind of like this. I wonder what books are dealing with Grundy and Lobo. Because obviously... Well, Grundy is dark, just as dark. Well, I mean, he's been there. He's on the team, but he hasn't yeah. been really... No, that's it. what tells me that's all part of the Doom thing, too, out of Cersei, right? I so, could possibly be, yeah. So, but this tells me that Lex now also has a team to go up against the Secret Six, which Lex against the Secret Six is something. Well, this is he's, got, uh, DC. he's got a he's got a six hundred and sixty-six now. The the Batman yeah. who lets not just six, because uh, because of course. Joe, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to this event because it's Apex Lex versus Batman who laughs, right? <laughs> but it's acting on art, so I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, the art's... I mean, there's a, there's a page... You know, the, all the books this week had uh, yeah, but... the, the, a cover from it or whatever at the back, and Epting's yeah. art looks... Like, see, just seeing the Batman who laughs in Epting's art, so, so... You know what? I don't, I don't hate him as much anymore because Epting's art's just so, so good. I still do. 
<laughs> I still, I, yeah. I love um, Pete. Eptic's eyes just but, not good. Yeah, but how often does Tynan let you down, Connor? I don't want to answer that question. Exactly, because it's, it's mean, been very few. Very, very, very little. Probably not since, like, his earlier days with, like, Talon yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, I uh, no, I I'm I'm intrigued by this little mini event. I think it's maybe the most interesting thing coming out is the idea of these two supervillain teams coming to blows. Um, and I'm definitely what's interesting is that as much as I think they're using the, the Batman who laughs too much, I am more interested in that side of it because I you know I've not been a big fan of Apex Lex and what they've been doing with the year of the villain stuff. So yeah. the Batman Superman book and the infected stuff. I mean the one shots that I don't really care about aside. I've definitely been more into as a plot beat. What What's kind of interesting to me here is Justice League is ending before this does. And this is still about Apex Lex. And, uh, you know, it, it mentions, you know, it's, it's all about ruling next to Perpetua. So this stuff is not entirely... Yeah, this stuff is not entirely wrapping up in this Justice League volume. So this will finish and then we might have something else well, after that that kind of expands on that story. Well, no, knowing how close Snyder and Tynan are, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I, sure this plays into whatever Snyder has next. I feel like the Justice League are going to win, and Lex is going to lose his team, which is why he's got a new team. Yep. <laughs> I would expect. Uh-huh. Um, well, they, but, yeah, they they all get put away, and this is why you have. I mean, when you look at the lineup, they're kind of. If you count Lobo as a Superman villain, they're kind of all represented. Yeah, Cold's Flash. So I, don't know, I don't know where else to put, but Oracle is a Bat villain. You got a Flash villain, Grundy. Green Grundy, Liner, maybe? Uh, uh, um, Grundy, I kind of... I feel like I've seen Batman fight Grundy more than anyone else, but I don't know if that's well, necessarily... Well, because he's from Gotham, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, but the Manta's Aquaman. Lobo could kind of, I guess, Green Lantern, maybe? Well, but I uh, don't know where else to put him. Manta's the only one who's returning, because like, he was on the yeah. Legion before, and then he left. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he deuced out. Yeah. Because uh, the, the water war stuff yeah uh so we'll, we'll see how hell everything goes it's interesting because only four issues we've got the solicit for the fourth the final issue before i've even read the first one uh which, which is, is obviously next week next week yeah yeah so we'll see how that that, that starts to play out but uh I, I am excited to move on to something beyond you or the villain because i don't think it's been a I great think we all are. yeah i'm done I, I don't want to see that doom signal anymore i know i know and, and I, it's such a shame because I don't blame the core story for that. Like, I know no. Pete's not been super into it at all times, but it's all the superfluous tie-ins that have ruined it, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know... Part, part of the problem is, as well, is that they've treated it like this big event, but it's not actually, like... There's not really a core book, and I know Justly kind of is the core book, because that's where the main story's taking place, but a lot of the stuff where it's building up to this Hell Arisen thing is kind of spread out between multiple books, and I feel like there's not really a clear focus that says this is what's building to the next thing that you need to be reading. There's like so many scatter shots. The, 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 I mean, we've been enjoying Tales of the Dark Multiverse one shots, but you need to be, you know, dip your toes in that. You need to dip your toes in I the mean, infected stuff. You need to dip I your will toes. say in some ways that does remind me of going back to like, you know, Infinite Crisis before that. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's just all these random threads from all these which, various books. It can have an appeal, but I guess it makes a difference when you're enjoying all of it. Because at least yeah. then it's like, well, it's all good, so I'm not going to complain yeah, that much. <laughs> uh, whereas the quality throughout, you know, there's been some really good stuff, but there's been some not so good stuff. And yeah, looking at you, Flash. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking the ongoing books, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ongoing books have their problems with this. Uh, so yes, and again, I, as each week passes, 
the timeline of all this happening while the doom signals in the sky when Justice League's supposed to be happening at the same time as Flash is in like a winter nightmare version yeah. of Central City. It just I'm telling you, is there, we'll get there in this issue. It's confusing me, damn it. All right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, Action Comics 1021. Unfortunately, John Romita Jr. is on the heart for this issue. Uh, I am desolate <laughs> in my feelings get, about get that. starring the Justice League and Young Justice, and you have Romita Jr. drawing. Oh, I know. I know. This makes me big mad. I would love to be excited because one of the covers, the Romita cover here is a horrible cover, but I do love the concept of Superman flying in front of the, the Young so, Justice team. Sorry, are you telling me you, you don't love Romita Jr. during that Drake costume? <laughs> it needs to be kicked into a fire. Now, the worst part about it is Superman's face. That is actually the thing my eye goes to there that's just making me wince and pain. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. Like, why, why does he draw Superman's face like he's got a five o'clock shadow? I don't understand. Anyway. Um, the speed lines from the wind. Come on, Pete. Better, uh, it's better than when he drew him like a Neanderthal. Uh, <laughs> the big old forehead. Uh, we got Amethyst issue two. Uh, Amy Reader, of course, doing that. Obviously, it's issue two. We don't have read issue one yet. Don't know how we feel about that yet. So we'll see. Still excited. Uh, Aquaman 40, or sorry, 40, 58 is coming out. Um, okay. with, uh, I want to just look at this variant. Oh, that's that's nice, it? Yeah. yeah it's... So the solicit kind of reveals nice. a little bit too much, and so I don't want to read it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not re- yeah, I've not read it, so I'll, I'll stay away. Don't but... stay stay away because it, it gives away something about the birth. Okay. Um, and I kind of wanted that to be a surprise still. Um, but what happens after that? And this goes into it. But I'm really liking Kelly the, Sue the, the, on Aquaman. So yeah, Aquaman's one of my favorite ongoing books right now. So. It's been really solid. I mean, I've had like you know, an issue here or there that I've not been as into, yeah. but overall, well, like this, yeah. like this Black Manta stuff is kind of more hit or miss. I mean, but we did get mm. Mecha Manta versus a Kaiju. That was so, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like this. So there's still fun stuff in there, but I want um, more stuff with all the gods. Yeah, this this solicit not to give anything <clears throat> away. It, it does delve into the more traditional Aquaman stuff with Orm and sure. Atlantis. So, yeah. which I'm, I'm cool to see how. Uh how Kelly Sue deals with that. Uh, I'll, I'll say this as well. Like, I'll be surprised if that cover, that variant cover, doesn't win the cover of the week that yeah. comes out. Depends what else is out, obviously. But... Do you know what's interesting? Because there's some of these, co- like, um, I think it's the, the, the Chew covers feel like they're just the knockoff art gem covers, right? Yeah. Uh, and this could feel like, well, it's just trying to be a Matina cover, but it's so good that you don't, it gets away with it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got that kind of digital sheen to it, but it, yeah, as I was gonna say, it's a little bit too digitized, like digitally clean. It's, it's like the Matina one. What's the other ones? Who who does uh, well, Middleton? Yeah, Middleton, yeah, but I feel like those two guys. It, there's a lot more shading. This could have definitely benefited from more shading, but that's not what they're going for. It's all the light, I think, that gives it that digital. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we got Batgirl 45 and noticed that the cover uh, was originally solicited with issue 44 for whatever reason it is now this I one. I have seen that cover. I really like it. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's all right. Eh? Uh, this, this, uh, the buildings in the background making the, yeah. the word Gotham. Yeah, yeah. That's that's neat. Uh, Batman Beyond Forty Two, Batman Curse of the White Knight issue. That's the final issue of that. I can't wait to talk about that book this uh, this week. Yeah, we got an issue today to talk about. Uh, Batman's Grave Number Six. That's halfway through uh, that twelve issue book. Batman the Outsiders Number Eleven. Um, I, I noted when I was reading uh, this week's issue that Dr. Soy was back after one issue off and it's nice to yeah. see him still on issue 11 so because uh, Soy's great and that book's really benefiting mm-hmm. from his work it's, so. uh, it's also really interesting to see that has a landscape variant yeah 
Oh yeah, it's, so it's uh, just a wraparound variant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a very nice variant as well. No, I'm looking at it well, full well, size. Thing, I don't know if it is a wraparound or if they're just kind of Landscape. printing it that oh, way. They sure. have done that before. They've done that like with the um, Darwin Cook. Yeah, I so think, it doesn't uh, specify wraparound. I think the variants get away with it more than they used to now because they do that sort of, you know, almost no text. They take yeah, away the logo. The Virgin covers is what yeah. they call them, isn't it? Um, because it, because it's like that, I think you get away with the, the horizontal one more than you would otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's coming out. Um, Batman Superman number eight. Uh, Can I? I yeah. just looked at that cover and I realized it looks as if someone dipped the entire city of Candor in the Lazarus Pit. And I won't explain <laughs> to them that's not how it works. Oh, the main cover. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, main okay. cover. It's also, covered in like green goo. It's great. Um, yeah, right, like... <laughs> Nick Darrington on the art as well, so, I mean, that's that's yeah. going to look great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Catwoman 21. Uh, Joel Jones still going, not final issue. Sure. I'm... I, I, do you know what? I'm not sure on that. I know it doesn't say final issue, but if you read just the first line, I, me. I, I will be surprised if Joel Jones is still on the next issue. It's not a final issue of the book, though. Like, the book seems to still be going, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I'll be surprised if it's not someone else on the next issue. Because DC... I was going to say, right. DC, to their credit, always puts final issue when it's the final issue. Yeah. yeah. Also, if Catwoman doesn't end on uh, issue number divisible by nine, they're missing a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, the art germ knockoffs, the variant cover for Catwoman is pretty nice. Yeah. With a cat no, over no, her shoulders, it's that's really good. Uh, of course yeah, Ian McDonald. I'm not familiar with that. One. No, this I mean, is a new, no, no. a new art job knockoff. Oh, Ian I mean, looks good. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so the listeners out there, viewers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, should should I get caught up on Catwoman or not? Because uh, I, I have a whole digital backlog I'm going through, but I did like the stuff with the creels in her. It was when we started getting off. You know, on on the side quests, yeah. So to speak. I, um, you know, it's funny. So actually, know if you guys kept up. It's funny actually because I I was just this week concerned, thinking, oh, maybe I'll binge uh, Tomasi's Detective yeah. just because it's built up a little bit, maybe a little bit easier binge. And Tomasi uh, said that to me. And Joe's funny about it is I may do it, I may not do it, but usually with other books that we've dropped, every so often there'll be someone saying, oh, please catch up on this because it's really good and you give it yeah. another chance. No one, not one person has tweeted at yeah. us, not one person has emailed us saying, hey, Detective's actually really good, you should give it another shot. No one said anything. No one's talking about it. Uh, so I don't know. But it's also Detective Comics so I feel weird not reading this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also has a, it has a great Bameo variant. Oh, the next, oh yeah, this one here, 21. Uh, which I, I think we noted in the last list is that it, was, it seems to have went monthly now, but um, just again yeah. here. Although it's worth noting that because when we were told about this, it was everything's going monthly in, in next year and it's not. No, it's just detective. Everything else is still double shipping. <laughs> I mean, Batman's still going, Flash, Wonder Woman. Yep. That, uh, I don't know if there's any others. I think it's just those now, yeah. I think it's just those three. Flash, Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah, which is fine because not a lot, you know. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, so um, we got Flash. So, so again, this is going back to the, the numbering continuing. Real, oh. Yeah, real quick, back, back to the Detective Ten Twenty One. Sure. Uh, we all know I love Two Face. Like he's my favorite Bat villain next to Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, never once did I ever suspect he would have a church <laughs> or a cult. That's not a Harvey Dent thing. His his Church of the Two. That's the name of it. The Church of the Two. Church. 
<laughs> right. Why right. Connor's not just me, right? Church of two. Right. Uh, and that's why I shook my head at you, Pete, for saying you wanted to okay. catch up. Well, yeah. in my defense, I hadn't I hadn't read this text. Yeah. <laughs> I had just been seeing covers when I was uh, updating my database. I was like, oh, maybe I should just do a little boundary to detect them. Uh, yeah. So Flash 751 and Flash 752, it feels great to be saying those numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Godspeed back. Oh, that yeah. could be interesting. Someone called Paradox, which, which makes me think it's the... You know the the villain that we saw in the future in the prison. Oh yeah, you know, okay. kind of hinted that it might be Superboy Prime. Um, oh, mm. of course it is, right? So everyone's Superboy Prime to Matt. Hey, remember when I said I don't want to read this book? No, this comes out. And I'm like, I gotta keep reading. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Such uh, a creature of habit. We got Jen Luck issue five continuing Green Lantern season two issue two uh, coming out. Harley Quinn 71, still Sam Humphreys on that. Hawkman 22, uh, still Vendette. So the Harley Quinn 71 has a Booster Gold appearance, and I might have to read it. (laughs) That makes me so mad. It's a a Heroes in Crisis spinoff, I think, because they're they're doing a murder investigation. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Maybe that's probably put that off. Spiritual sequel. Yeah, He-Man Masters Universe. I, I understand that. But yeah, so he, he ran the Master Universe issue five is out. Just League Dark twenty one, which notably is Ram V on the uh, on the writing there. Yeah, I think there's been the last couple of issues he's been co writing with Tynan, but it feels yeah. like okay, they're just handing it over to him now. Yeah, he may be making if you know if Tynan's doing this event, and maybe it's leading into a new ongoing yeah. book for him. And he's doing Batman, obviously, so he's got that going. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's leaving Dark. Maybe Dark's not going to be a Tynan book for much longer. Which is disappointing because. I've only tried like a handful of issues by Ram V, but I've never been that into them. I think he did the the annual with the Department of Flowers that I never read. I think Matt read that. Uh-huh. I liked it. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it'll still be good. Oh, Hopefully. Justice League's double shipping. That was the other one we couldn't think of. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, Justice League 42 and 43, Vendetti, of course, uh, who's only a few issues in at this point, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. There's a Mikel Giannin variant for uh, the first one. Uh, which is yeah, that's real nice. Which is pretty, 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 pretty. Uh, just like Odyssey nineteen, that's still going. Not a final issue, bizarrely. <laughs> I can't believe that's still going. No, and Matt, I keep seeing Starfire, and cover, it's a slap. Yeah, and it, the, the, all these Starfire covers are slapping my face. <laughs> yes, I just I feel like <sighs> just read the book, Matt. <laughs> no. mind your business connor i just like i just want jessica cruz to be like a green lantern again and be in something that i want to read that's all that's, i want yeah like all i want like so in the green lantern solo said it talks about how um how jordan's back on earth and i was like oh is you know um morrison done we can get back to green lantern i like but then i realized no this is solicit for the morrison book so yeah. You've got another not. year yet without another Green Lantern book, except Far Sector, so buckle in. Surely 5G is going to have one. Yeah, yeah, but from everything we've heard about 5G, it's not a light, a rollout all in one month. It'll be kind of staggered. Okay. So I imagine it'll come after Green Lantern Season 2 ends. That's when we'll get that. He's got his hold. I mean, 5G may not even start until the end of that anyway. Um, That's true. We were always told the start of 2021, which kind of lines up exactly with that book more or less uh you got legion of superheroes number five still going uh lois lane number nine uh i'm just going to click on that cover there with the black and white on the red background it looks very pretty uh i'm into it mm. uh 
We got Looney Tunes 254, Metal Men number 6, end of that miniseries, Nightwing number 70, uh, that nightmare. Joke, joke just... is coming for four Nightwings. Four. <laughs> we got uh, Red to Delta 44, Connor's favourite book. <clears throat> With a nice, I don't recognise actually, which is interesting. Paolo mm-hmm. Pantalina. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ruby 6, Suicide Squad number 4. I keep, you know, because we've not got the first issue, I keep forgetting there's a Tom Taylor ongoing uh yep. happening yeah. uh so a really nice variant cover oh it is yeah it's very nice i, I like that dead shot especially yeah with it because they've got this sort of this smear over the, the light so the light of his like uh he's 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 you know his laser you know eyesight. i think yeah. yeah it's kind of smeared to the side oh i really like that very pretty mm. very pretty uh supergirl number 40 still jody hauser happy to see that um uh, bizarrely though that's moved week again that's in the fourth week in that month oh it's just what you need yeah so Supergirl's been moving all over the place for some reason recently With the most anime variant cover I hate that variant cover <laughs> <laughs> I really like it <laughs> yeah it's very anime yeah um that's appealing to I mean, a, fa- Supergirl a, a and Go- fan base Supergirl and Donuts go well together but not on that cover I do I do love that they're embracing the Donut love from Benoist yeah. a little bit yeah. I'm not. I'm not. What more than the that. show has done in the last year? Uh, there was a donut reference this season, I think. There's been one donut reference. Uh-huh. Uh, Superman twenty one. Bend is still going. Uh, Jimmy Olsen number nine. That's still going too. Jimmy gets a clue. Oh god. <laughs> cover. Tita, it's forty. Terrific's twenty six. Still not a final issue. I am. I am very impressed that. Terrifics is lasting to 26 well, at least. more so, this is A Bold New Direction starts here. Yeah, Yeah. so that's at least another arc, probably. So is that is up to 32? 32 issues, probably? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Wonder Woman 753 and 754. I really... I, I wish I wanted to read Wonder Woman right now. I really do. I really do. And also, I hate that variant on the first issue. That face is absolutely... Oh, I hate so it. So what are the reasons? That's Jaylee. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Carl's connections for some reason is tanking right now. He's coming yeah. through really uh, garbled. Um, however, is that which which covers this one? The uh, Robson Roca with Max. Ah, oh, these pretty Maxima son of a. Yeah. <laughs> no, that Robson Roca and the thing he covers really nice in the second issue there. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm also when I said Princess Maxima, I was like, oh, okay, well. And then I didn't read the full solicit, and then I look at the cover. And go, oh no, that's that's clearly Maxima from from Superman. Mm. Um, to be fair, out of the two issues, I really like like three of those covers. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the main cover for the first issue is fine. Yeah. Yeah. All the complaints. Um, it's just, I mean, Jai Lee, I can like some of his artwork. It's not like I hate everything he does, but I hate that face on that Wonder Woman. I hate it. Uh, anyway, moving on. Young Justice fourteen. Uh, is coming out. Uh, sounds you wanna, you, cool. You want to tell me something wrong with that red arrow? Unless something's happened I'm unaware of. Uh, there's a blonde red arrow there, which does not appear to be Emmy. That's, that's not Emmy. <laughs> yes. No. Don't do this to me, DC. It, it does mention, though, that you know you were getting Dial H for Hero and stuff in that book as well. Well, I mean, though, so. just, just to put, point this out, the cover has a blonde female red arrow. It has Aqualad, spoiler, and sideways, and I am I'm actually really pumped for this uh, new team yep. that they're introducing yep. here. Because uh, I I want me some more sideways. I love spoiler, as you know, and Aqualad is just fine. So uh, it's nice to see some different characters get a spotlight here. 
Um, yeah. Is this going to be like Steph's team? Or is Steph going to have her own separate Young Justice team that he's going to introduce? It feels yeah, like it, it might be, cool. be. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, Basketball heads number six, ending that mini. Super cool. No, Actually, no, no, that's no. Got seven that's, issues. Yep, the seven. Sorry, I assume yeah. six was the the end. Not one more. Uh, Daft Burn issue three, Dollhouse Family issue five, Lolo Woods issue four, and Plunge issue two. Uh, to round out all the uh, the Hell House books that will be ongoing by then. Um, and then we got Far Sector number five, of course, which we'll be doing issue two of today. Uh, and then we go into the Sandman universe stuff. So I'll just quickly sort of list these off: Books of Magic eighteen, The Dreaming nineteen, House of Whispers nineteen, John Constantine Hellblazer issue five, The Last God number six, Lucifer eighteen, and that wraps up uh, the books. Uh, obviously, barring your facsimile editions and your trades and whatnot. Yeah. So, just uh, a couple of things that I noticed weren't there that is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, still no word on the three jokers, which again we were told would be you know early next year, and also um, still no Batman Catwoman. Uh, yeah. I know King was tweeting recently saying he has uh, a date planned for it. They just haven't announced it publicly yet. Um, I was kind of expecting any solicits. Um, I'm not particularly worried though, because they did say we're pushing it till it's ready, so we can have the same artists. So no, I, w- I wasn't saying that as a yeah. concern. Um, just you know, I noticed I was, every every month I'm like, okay, this is going to be started now, and still not. Yeah. And uh, Shazam, no solicit for Shazam. Finally, they're learning not to solicit Shazam until they're kind of getting caught up a bit. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so that is the solicits for the month of March. Some interesting stuff in there, um, and we'll see how it goes uh, going forward. So uh, b- before we go on to anything else, though, I have a special treat for everyone. This better not be bloody sales figures. It's sales figures! <laughs> yeah, uh, so we not have enough shit go... this week? Uh, <laughs> Emmy's not on the Teen Titans anymore? Uh, according to a quick Google search. Oh, Matt's done some research. Huh? Yeah. So... Matt's doing more research than the rest of us do, because we're, we're lazy. Well, yeah. I, I like Emmy, and so, yeah. But yes, we're looking at sales figures for the month of November oh, 2019. Um, and I hate to say this, but let me just double check my, my numbers here. Yes, uh, there's only one DC book in the top 10. Uh... Marvel have got a stranglehold right now. Did they have uh, a lot of issue ones? No, I don't think they did, actually. I don't recall no. a lot of issue ones. I count four Marvel number ones in the top ten. Yeah, I mean... That's a reasonable amount. It is, yeah. <laughs> so reasonable so what amount. did they have? They had Yondu. Yeah. Yondu's not one in the top ten, no. That was an issue one, though, is, is all, I, all I'm saying. That's, no, that's true, that's true. They, and Again, not in the top ten. They also had Scream Curse of Carnage. Oh... Uh, sure. <laughs> they had Morbius number one, which was also followed oh, yeah. down the list. Yeah. Uh, they had twenty nine nine Alpha. They're 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 all X Men books, aren't they? They're Annihilation, Marauders, Excalibur, uh, X Men, and Why Let me finish this title, David, because I'm 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 baffled by this. Annihilation Scourge Alpha is a book they've got a number one of at number thirty seven. I I just come to terms with Marvel that I like what I like over there, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm, I, I don't venture out too much. Like, uh, I'm behind on Immortal Hulk. Um, behind on Cap, although Cap has been... Excellent. Stupidly good. Yeah. yeah like... Um, but, the, yeah, so... The, the, the four issue ones in the top ten from Marvel, in... I'm going to guess the order. 
X-Men, New Mutants, Marauders, Excalibur. Right, so you guessed X-Men, New Mutants, Marauders, Excalibur. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can tell you that two of those are on the top ten. Okay. What <laughs> other X-Men books did they launch? Oh, well, there's uh, also other X-Men books. Fallen yeah. Angels? Also, X-Men wasn't issue one this month. It was issue two. No. How was it? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. There's been other issues since. Yeah. Because they, they keep delaying them all, so I don't know. All right. I was gonna, um, I'm going to put you at your misery. Here's the top ten. Number one is new, is new Mutants number one yeah. with 138,000. Number two... Which, which is Hickman. Yeah. And number two is X-Men number two with 117,000. So that's good for number two. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, number three is Absolute Carnage issue five with 106,000. Just to say, Matt, I don't think issue uh, uh, New Mutants, I don't think that is Hickman writing. No, I I, it, it's Hickman. He's doing X-Men and New Mutants. Is he just? I thought he was just co-writing New Mutants and plotting. Uh, maybe he was... he's... Well, maybe then he's just co-writing, but his, yeah. his, I know he's responsible for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then number four is X-Force number one uh, with 105,000 uh, copies. Uh, number five is Fallen Angels issue one. I also said that for, one. for Marvel. Uh, 86,000 copies. I don't even know what that what, is. What's that book about? Uh, that is... It's got X-23 and Psylocke in. Ah. Yeah. So it's, it's another X-Men book. I like um, X-23. You X, yeah, you said X-23 and got... Uh... Yeah, that's why I started with her, because I knew Pete would be like, oh, maybe then. I'm yeah, still, yeah, New, I, New Mutants is uh, co-written by uh, Ed Brisson. Yeah, I am still pissed that uh, X-23 yeah. by uh, Tamaki only had 12, 13 issues. Yeah. Also, yeah. Fall, Fallen Angels is written by uh, Hill. Oh, uh, Brian Hill? Yes. Oh, okay. I like As in Batman and the Outsiders, Brian Hill? As in he's doing, X, he's doing X-23 and yep. Psylocke and stuff. Okay, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to try Fallen Angels. And, uh, and Young Cable, I think. I don't Whatever know the hell's going on with Cable I don't now. care about Young Cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six is Deadpool number one with 83,000. Okay. Yeah, so Deadpool got a new number one. Uh, how many number ones does Deadpool add? Probably at least a dozen. That, that was particularly disappointing because that one was written by Kelly Thompson and it was kind of shy. Oh, that's a shame, especially since they, you know... They, I mean, they cancelled West Coast Avengers, which really upset me. And yeah. uh, Captain Marvel's still going, though. I'll catch up on that at some point. But... Yeah, I... Once it started um, crossing over into whatever's going on right now, uh... I was out. So... But it was only a couple issues, and now they're doing something, I guess, pretty okay. cool. Um, it's always the Star brand and stuff, so I might have to catch up as well. It's always the the, the problem with uh, when you want to just read one comic by one creator you like, and it starts tying into things. And it's a bit, Marvel are especially bad for doing it in like the first six or seven issues. Of yeah. Them. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, so that was Deadpool. Uh, number seven is Amazing Spider-Man 33 with 77,000 copies. I think that was Gleason's first issue. And it's the they're oh. doing the, the twenty ninety nine stuff with Miles, uh, not Miles, so. Miguel. Miguel, thank mm. you. Um, I think it's interesting though that uh, Spider Man, much like Batman, starts off really high, but by the time it gets a few, you know, dozen issues in, it starts to get to about the eighty thousand mark. I think it's interesting they both have a very similar pattern, and it kind of shows. It, it kind of shows you that Batman and Spider-Man's popularity are actually kind of compatible. I mean, I, I would argue Batman's a little bit more popular worldwide, but like not by much. Like they're very comparable. Yeah, it's I, I and Spider-Man hooks the younger generations like Batman did with us, mm. our generation. Yeah, know? I think so. Because so I think they always go back and forth though, you know. So and that, yeah. that's okay. 
Yeah, I, I think Superman obviously is usually pretty popular, but I think Superman's, you know, he's like a third and fourth place like, in terms of popularity most of the time these it's days. It's one of those where he's, he's definitely like one of the most instantly recognizable and well-known. But in terms of, yeah. you know, if people choosing their favorites, he's usually behind Batman and probably Spider-Man as well. Yeah. For a lot. And it's gotten a lot murky in recent years because the, the Marvel movies have made people fans of so many, you know, yeah. what was one smaller characters so all saying I was... is get your shit together dc <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and this is oh man don't get me going yeah let's not start with this whole making so i was saying shazam bollocks. 2 was announced that they're gonna they're gonna, gonna be doing that and that's, that's true the wonder yeah. woman yeah the wonder woman 84 trailer looked dope as hell no nobly so... shazam 2 is only about four months after the current date for black adam uh right, which right. may be so... important not that i want a connected universe but i want them to have a lighter fun tone that can be you know that's malleable um yeah someone i follow on on twitter uh said that they saw the james gunn suicide squad uh script Mm -hmm. and from what they read it's hilarious like legit like i should hope so uh, i mean right let's be honest the bar for suicide squad after that last movie is so low that he could come in and make a five out of ten it'd be much better (laughs) yeah so like yeah but still just to hear that it's funny after that, sure. you know, the, the first Mess. crop were not... Yeah, they were humorless. Um, I think... Well, yeah, I, I agree. I don't need them all to be connected. Like, Birds of Prey. No. I'm fine. Don't connect anything to that's, it. Just have a Birds well, of Prey movie. That's fine. And then that's, that's gotten comparisons to Rashomon. Like, that it's going to be told <laughs> from different points of views. <laughs> that suddenly like, became more interesting. Yeah, right? That, that went from a movie like... Okay, well, if we all know Harley's an unreliable narrator, but if we're getting, if all we're seeing in the trailers are her point of view, and then we get to see the others, you know, and then go, that's not how it happened, and then we know, see everything uh, play out again. Yeah, Simone's been like, really hyping it up, saying she's she's yeah. obviously seen a lot more than what we have. Yeah, I I, I I hate all the trailers. I hate the new one at the Games Awards. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm just worried. I'm just super worried that these characters are. Oh, what just happened? What? Nothing happened. No. Oh, okay. It was the Epic Game Store just popped up, and it was just, it was just a big black window oh. saying "Connection Lost." I'm like, "Whoa, Connection Lost on what? Who? Who? Was it Skype? Was it? Like, was it? We'll, we'll get lost." We were, we were, <laughs> yeah, so, like, nothing happened. We're both, <laughs> we're both here. Was it caught in? Make sure we didn't freeze. Epic Game no. Store just been a dick. Uh, but hey, so, what's it saying? But anyways, with, with Birds of Prey, uh, yeah. uh, the new trailer you hated so. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I'm, I'm worried, that, especially with Cass, with Cassandra Kane especially, from the glimpses we've gotten of her in the trailers, I feel like they just wanted a kid, regardless of what the characters actually like, just so they could... Like, oh, that's a name people recognise, and put her in, and their character's going to be right. nothing like Cassandra Kane, and that bugs me, because... Well, I'm but, but again, we, we, that movie, though. But we've gotten nothing to suggest, I, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I will... So here's the thing. They also announced a new date for the Flash movie for like uh, May 2022 <laughs> or July. Yeah. So I, yes, uh, I, I, I highly doubt they're going to hit that because that I, Flash movie's been through so many directors and so many restarts. Pete pointed out in the group this week that they announced Ezra right as either it was the day Flash went into production. It, no, it was the day of the right, pilot. It was the day the pilot aired. The day of the pilot. Yeah. There you go. We've spoken about this before. And so. And then I just so I watched episode six of The Mandalorian, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, and um, the fact that they couldn't get something worked out with that guy. Oh yeah, uh, he did a uh, dope right uh, that, that movie. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Great, loved Fantastic. it. Fantastic. That's so I told told my wife this morning. Um, 
And then I found out he played one of the X-Wing pilots at the end. And yeah, all three of them are, are directors yeah. from the show. Right. Well, I recognize Filoni, but... It, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't at first. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, without the hat. Without the hat, yeah. the wolf on it. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? But anyways, the fact like this, I don't want a Flash movie now. And I love the Flash, right? He's like in my top five favorite characters in... Yeah, I don't so, trust someone, them with it. so someone so, pointed out to me that if the Flash TV show's still going, and it may be because CW, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it will be ending season eight if it hits that date by the time the movie comes out. Why would anyone yeah. give? I mean, don't get me wrong, Flash has not been that good, but why For would well. anyone give a damn about one movie that's probably going to be mediocre at best? Yeah, when there's well, eight seasons of the Flash where at least some of it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some of it is, right? Like, there's. There's solid stuff early on. Actually, Matt, did uh, you, have you watched a uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths yet? I have. I have not. I'm thanks to hockey. Yeah. I am behind on Watchmen. I'm behind on. Oh, Watchmen's um, so good. I I know. I started, but I went to a live game on Tuesday. I had a friend come in from from Maine. He had never been to a pro hockey game, so he's like, "I'm taking you." So I went mm. and got to see the Knights versus the Blackhawks. Messed me up the whole rest of the week. Because it got me out of my sleep schedule. Because <laughs> uh, once you go to a live hockey game and they win five to one, and four of your favorite players score a goal, you can't go to sleep that easy. Oh, uh, hell, it, got me- it doesn't even have to be anything that extreme. Like sometimes, if I just watch something I really like, that's yeah. okay. That's me jazzed for a couple hours. I can't go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, that, that so, would yeah. be the night I first watched Mr. Robot. I, yeah. I, like, yeah. I put it on at three in the morning thinking, oh. I'll fall asleep during this. It's fine. And then five yeah. minutes in, I was like, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm behind all those. There's movies I want to watch that I've missed oh. over the summer that oh. are out now. Yeah, so, all I'm going to say about Watchmen is that because it's the, the finale is coming up this weekend, right? So the, the second yeah. last episode, I won't spoil anything about it. Uh, all I'll say is, you know how Doctor Manhattan in the comic, right? The way he perceives time is like he yep. experiences everything at the same time. Right. This episode uses that as a narrative structure device, and it is uh, freaking beautiful. You know what I love is that both Doomsday Clock and Watchmen act as sequels to the to the comic yeah very but different both took vastly different takes and they're both equally valid yep right one's really valid for storytelling you know of of what that earth is the other one is storytelling in comics through you know through the uh, yeah like doomsday clock, Do- but- doomsday clock is about what it did to the comic book industry and what it did to dc right. comics right so it makes it feel mm-hmm. super valid by mixing it with everything like it's not yep. just a cheap thing to me and then the, no. the the tv show is like well what actually happens in the future of this, this world is- right exactly yeah. Uh, yeah so um how many wait how many i thought it was 10 episodes nah it's nine nine uh it's nine okay yeah. Okay. So finale's this weekend. So I'm on the one post post the nostalgia episode. I started that on Tuesday before I left for the game. Yeah. Well, you're not that far behind because that's that's episode seven and eight yeah. was the last one. So you're not so too I, far behind. I, I have that and I have I, I need to finish that. I'm behind on wrestling. I'm behind on just about everything except for comics, which I caught through. It's all right. Um, about half an hour before we started this, I realized that shit. It's like you know Saturday evening and. Mm-hmm. I have until Wednesday to watch all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh, see, we've we've been doing that, so we're we're, we're good. I just have I, a Solo and Last Jedi. And, a kind and of time snuck up on me, and I didn't realize that it was next week. You know, this week yeah. basically. I've got less, you know, like four or five days. Whatever. Yeah, which was next week yeah. as well. Um, oh my god, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, Matt, 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 make make alert. <laughs> yeah. But, um. 
Yeah, I, I realized on Thursday we were exactly a week away from Star Wars, and it instantly made my two shit days at work go quicker. So I was by yeah. myself. Because I'm, so, I'm going to yeah. the, the, the triple bill, so I don't have to watch those two beforehand. Nice. Which is conveniently the same day I'm doing my 12-hour Christmas stream, so if anyone wants to come and hang out on next Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday the or 18th. you can go watch Star Wars. Uh, not if you're new. Yes, you can. Not on Wednesday. Uh, That's true. That's true. <laughs> so you're all free but if you're international go go see star wars guys that's, here's, here's that's the other thing watching pete. Not, not to go into this um i i'm i understand where pete's coming from about being tired of star wars however i have a love of star wars that i'll talk to connor i'll talk to alden i'll talk to our friend dan but basically if i don't know you i don't care about your star wars opinions <laughs> i'm so, right there with you yeah yeah so I, i've reached a little bit towards the dark side of pete being like at eh, star wars but I still have. Uh, uh, honestly, Matt, I, I, I'm at that point now where I'm that with everything. Like, and, and that sounds really well, jaded. Yes, but... That's what makes you a robot. No, you no, know but... no, no. I, I get it. Like so. I, I, like um... I, I am so because that's that, like, the Ghostbusters trailer came out, right? The new Ghostbusters, yeah. and it looks fine. It looks perfectly yeah. fine. Here's the problem, though, is that all of these franchises keep coming back, and, and I'm officially at the point where I don't want to see more Ghostbusters, more Terminators, more anything. I love all these original things. All these movies that come back, they all don't justify why they exist on their own. They're all just nostalgia trips, right? To some extent. And However, that Ghostbusters one, though, if it was just by itself and not tied to Ghostbusters, I'd be excited for it. Yeah. Just if the way that it looks. You're saying if it was just know? a Stranger Things-style movie about kids finding this yeah. old tech. And and it, yeah. But yeah, that's my jam, though. So, however, tying Ghostbusters into it, that's fine. Because uh, our friend James called it Super 8 meets Ghostbusters, and then uh, redacted that and turned it into Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters. Especially, which, especially since one of the actors is actually from Stranger then, Things. <laughs> right. Sign me up for that, though. Right? Like, that's, again, that's... No, don't get me wrong. Goonies, Be- before right? people call me on my shit, look, there are exceptions where the comeback movies do exceed or justify their existence. Mm-hmm. The, the main exceptions to this, I'll give you three examples. The yep. Planet of the Apes trilogy is phenomenal and yep. out- outweighs the original they, movies. They did their own thing, and that's not nostalgia, though. That's not like, hey, remember... Remember no, this? Just, this is Caesar's Rise. Like they were just fantastic. God, movies. those movies are so good. Right. Second example, Mad Max Fury Road is phenomenal oh, and actually, okay. and I love the Road Warrior. Mad Max Fury Road's a better movie and is just a straight up great action yeah, movie. Well, and, and it helps that it's uh, what's that director? George Miller. George Miller. Yeah. It, you feel like it's George Miller looking at it through his own like, like he's editing his own creation, going, "Yeah, this is how we do this now." Um, and then uh, yeah. the third example I give you is probably Creed uh, out of recent yeah. stuff because Creed was exceptionally good. Right, which Creed two falls into the trap that you're talking about more. Yeah, it does. Like, hey, this is just Rocky yeah. four in in the modern. Whereas the first Creed is that was in my top five movies of that year. Yeah, because um, it's a super solid movie. So there is there um, is examples of them kind of yeah. justifying themselves like, and being great just standalone films. Right. There is, and I just feel like the excitement. So like I didn't end up seeing Dark Fate. Like, because I wasn't jazzed on that first trailer, and then I heard, you know, like, uh, it's okay. You don't I mean, need to yeah, rush out to see it. it. It's better than the other so, sequels post T2. It absolutely is, but right. it's, it still feels like, no, it's just here because we want a new Terminator movie, and right. it can't like, escape the nostalgia of, you know, like the example I always use is like, so Terminator 1 to Terminator 2, right? Sarah Connor has this, like, 
metamorphosis where by the time we get to right. T2 she's changed so much but in Terminator Dark Fate despite the fact that it's been 20 plus years since T2 right. Sarah she's Connor's still. the exact same as T2 because that's the Sarah Connor we recognise and we don't want to have anything that we don't recognise do you know what's funny right. is I was talking about this with uh, someone the other day and how uh, Empire is yeah. in very in very similar ways a, a great sequel and doing things so different the entire structure the big battles it, it at the flips. start instead of the end mm. you know, you know, all, all these beats well, and it is like just complete opposite in every well, way and, and again, to get to real quick, while I have the thought for, for Star Wars, because, you know, people love to beat up on The Last Jedi for not being their Star Wars. Not like Pete, who goes at it from a critical, because Pete's one of the one people that, you know, I'll listen to his complaints about it because they're not grounded from a place of, this is not my Star Wars. He just doesn't like the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> like, right? I don't have a Star Wars. <laughs> no, but... but Empire Strikes Back is equally as different from A New Hope as Last Jedi was to Force Awakens. But we didn't have social media in, yeah. in 1980 yeah, for I people mean, to complain about. For, for, for me, you know? it's, like, it's a case of, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that it's different from uh, Force Awakens and it's not just Empire Strikes right. Back again. But it's just that doesn't necessarily make it good as well by default. Like, it has to also right. be good. But, <laughs> like there's, but no, yeah. but the point is that people go, oh, it, it, it's so different. They... They split up the trio, and they well, they did that in Empire as well. It does. Oh well, it's just a long chase scene. Well, Empire which, is kind of a long chase scene. Which, for, too. for the record, I prefer the original Star Wars over Empire right. because I prefer them being together. One of the things I don't like about Empire is that it splits them up. Oh, but that's a fair, a fair you know, yeah. reason to prefer one or the other. And uh, yeah, right. I, I don't begrudge you that but, opinion. I think you're wrong, but I don't begrudge but, you your opinion. And this to tie this back into the nostalgia thing, I get so much. I had a friend. I got into a real big disagreement about about the Ghostbusters because his whole track was not my Ghostbusters. And I was like, bro, you, de- you defended the Melissa McCarthy one. Like you, you said it was a good movie, which I, it, it's fine. I don't, I have more of a problem with that one playing off of the nostalgia and Hey, look, Ghostbusters. I mean, Hey, the, then the new one will the, probably this. be better. It probably will be. And it might even right. be great. It may even be one of the exceptions where it completely justifies itself. Right. But, but at this point, I can't just let myself like get taken over by the oh, the nostalgia hype because at this point, no. I have been let down too many... And not even and like in really... Right. And not in extreme ways for the most part. Yeah, Halloween 2018 was a major bummer for me, but it's not like I come out a lot of these feeling like, oh my God, they've completely... I just come out going, yeah, that was fine. It was okay, but it never... Well, just, was that special? Just do what I do and buy into the Paul Rudd hype because that man <laughs> does no wrong. I, I think ultimately it's, it comes down to all the people who are like, "Oh, this ruined that franchise." No, it yeah. didn't. Go and no. watch the the movies that you do like. They're still I, there. Just no, 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 is, is, is none of these films ruin their franchise, but collectively they're ruining mainstream cinema because there's nothing else to go see. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right, calm down, yeah. Scorsese. All right, we can. <laughs> um, can yeah, can we just talk about which? I don't know which awards it was, but. Yeah. The Irishman got nominated for Best Stunts and John Wick 3 didn't. <laughs> I've not even seen John Wick 3 or The Irishman oh. and I know that's silly. <laughs> he kills a book, a dude with a book in like the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing though. Pete, Pete always brings up the Ron Swanson quote about awards, right? Well, yeah. And, yeah. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get there more and like the Golden Globes just... those. Like, the Golden Globes aren't put together by people that do movies. It's put together by people who want celebrities at they, an they, event. They want to throw a party. And exactly. Yet, I feel like sometimes the Oscars fall into that trap, too. You know? And, like, I like I haven't seen The Irishman. I don't want to see The Irishman. I'm sure it's fine. But that feels like an Oscar movie just 
because of its pedigree. When it inevitably gets nominated, I will force myself to sit down and watch it because but I like, do that. But but from what I hear, like like it's fine, but the visual effects are terrible. But I can see it getting nominated for visual effects because it's the Irishman, and this is, goes into the John. You, you Wayne. mean like how it got nominated for stunts? <laughs> exactly, and like John Wick is a movie that was directed by a stunts guy. If any movie deserves a nomination for stunts by the the, the guilds, yeah, I mean, I've not even seen John Wick, but I'll I'll say this: if if I don't necessarily think John Wick probably deserves a lot of other nominations for any other categories, yeah. but if there's one thing it should get nominations for, it's probably the stunts right. and action stuff that yeah. it's doing. And yeah. also, the Joker got nominated. I can't tell you outside him getting hit by the car. What other stunts were in that movie? Um. I don't know. And for the record, that Ron Swanson quote, because Matt brought it up and didn't say what it was, yeah. is uh, no. awards are stupid, but they'd be less stupid if they went to the right people. Right. So, you know, but anyways, that, that Ghostbusters trailer, um, I it was a nice surprise over the week. Um, it looks it looks fine. I, I, you know, I'm a bit of a jaded asshole when it comes to this stuff, but I feel like... Shit. Like, but here's the thing, like, people, I always, people always say there's always been sequels and things have always been remade and stuff. And that's true, that there's always been some of that. But I always go back to this. Imagine living from 1977 to about 1985, right? And just think of all the things that started in that time period, right? Think, in that period, you had the start of Star Wars, the start of Alien, the start of Back to the Future, the start of The Terminator, the start of Nightmare on Elm Street, the start of Friday the 30th, <laughs> the start of Halloween, the start, like, I could keep going. Like, the amount of things that we are still trying right. to copy today that started in that yeah. one, like, eight-year period is nuts. Right, but how many Friday the 13th did we get through the 80s? Oh, we got like eight of them in the eighties. Right, I, exactly. I, I I have no problem with sequels. Uh, I think yeah. the problem is is that we keep trying to go back to things from decades ago because it's it's, it's the same problem problem that uh, wrestling's had for. And I'm not trying to turn this into a wrestling debate, but if you look at WWE, like they don't make new stars; they just keep banking on the old ones that were popular yeah. in the nineties, well, and it's and starting to really hurt. They'll take a they'll take a concept like Hulk Hogan and then do it in the early two thousands and make it John Cena. And then they'll take that same template in the 2010s and do it with Roman Reigns and act like we don't know what's going on. Um, I, think it's like know. I think like, like weirdly, John Wick is one of those you know, new <laughs> franchises that has kind of, okay, no, it yeah, started you know, I, recently and it's earned its sequels. And now we've got all the knockoffs, some of which are better than others. I watched uh, Anna the other day, uh, which it's, it's all right. It's, it's really kind of generic, but the, the action's kind of fun. I don't know what Anna is, but it's, uh, it's uh, the the Besson one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, like no, like John Wick. Like, I I really like John Wick too. I liked the first one. I didn't necessarily get quite the hype at the time. Um, I'd probably respect it more if I went back and watched it again. But like, it's, when I, you see all three, like, so I watched one, two, and then went and saw three. Um, when you watch them all together. It's glorious. But I, I, but the point I'm making is I, I do respect it because it is something new. And you're like, oh, it's just a revenge. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would much rather, rather than a new Terminator movie, I would much rather someone made a new movie about a killer, do your killer robot movie in whatever way. And sure, people are going to compare it to Terminator because you can't make a shark <clears> movie without being compared to Jaws. You, you can't make um, a space opera without, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek probably being brought up because it's just the way people are. They're always going to compare it to similar things from before. But just do enough to differentiate it. Yeah, do your thing. Do your own version of it. Like, you know, one of my favorite things in the world is Firefly. Of course, Star Wars gets brought up when Firefly is brought up. But you know what? I love Firefly. It's my thing. Yeah. He says as we're about to discuss characters that have been around for 80 years. Well, yeah, and then also (laughs) The Mandalorian comes and does Firefly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a Western in space. 
comics are kind of a weird beast though when you bring yeah, them into this I conversation know. i was just um, kidding but um but I, I would be perfectly okay i mean i'm okay i mean i'll I, i'm like there's a lot of talent behind the new batman movie and what's the other one that year suicide squad james Gunn. So you got yep. james Gunn. you got matthew matt, matt reeves i just said the apes trilogy is one of the few exceptions to like these things coming back and being better uh, he did two of those like those two yep. movies have insane cast insane you know creators behind them they should be amazing and I'll, they'll, they'll probably come out and make me a believer but right now i'm not super hyped and i think it's just because i've been beaten down so much not only just with dc movies but just with superhero movies in I, general i think that's kind of weirdly why i'm kind of excited for birds of prey and mm-hmm. it just looks fresh it looks different it, it looks yep. like I don't know. It just looks like something new. It doesn't well, look like just another superhero movie. Yeah. So the Black Widow trailer came out last week too. And oh yeah, sure. I, for the first time in a very long time, when it came to Marvel movies, I was kind of like, huh. I got less uh, interested as it went on because there was a point yeah. towards the end when she was flying through the sky and it was this big CG battle. I'm like, it's she's a spy. Why is there a flying yeah. through the air CG battle? Well, I was stuff. like, <laughs> but but at that point I was kind of like, huh. Okay, I mean, I'm going to go see it, but I don't have that excitement. And I, I like Florence it, like... Pugh, so I'm happy Florence Pugh is going to be like a yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but... Presumably she's the, the next Black Widow, right? Presumably. Yeah, yeah, well, she's, she's playing Yelena, so... Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't even in, seen in the comics. Yeah, it's... It, it does a lot of cool spy stuff, and then um, Hopper uh, slash Hellboy decides to start making jokes, and it, it kind of loses you go, its Oh, tone. yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, it basically says, well, hey, it's just a Marvel movie again. <laughs> yeah, but in that overt sledgehammer way, not so much in the like. If that was Robert Downey Jr. delivering those lines, you're kind of like, oh, it's Tony Stark. Well, right? it's but it's kind of like he's um, not the same. It's kind of like um like the Wonder Woman eighty four, right? Which I think looks fun. Uh, I'm not like super excited, but I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be oh, uh, yeah. entertaining. But. You know, there is that cynicism, like, okay, I get mm-hmm. that they're, they're doing the swap thing where now Steve is the fish out of water because he's never been in the yeah. 80s and that's whatever, right? The problem is, though, is that I still have this, like, you just wanted to bring him back and you'll have some bullshit reason why he's back, yeah. but he got fridged. Magic. He should be dead, all right? <laughs> yeah, but she's she's Spider-Manning on lightning bolts, so screw it, I'm in. That is true. Hopefully the third act's better on the first, because I, I, I really like the first movie until that, yeah. that final fight. Yeah, I, I, I need- I need to rewatch that because it's been since the theater. Yeah. I, I do remember liking it. Um, that, so... that Trent scene is, is one of the best yes. superhero She's... movie moments in the last I'm I'm a little scared that I won't like it as much if I watch it again. I've not seen it since the theaters as well. That, uh, Pete, that, that's why I haven't. Because yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm going to see all... That's why I haven't watched Aquaman also because I'm like, <laughs> no, man, that's Jeff John's Aquaman. Like, nah, uh, nah. James Wan's decent. And then I remember the, the parts that... Even now, I'm kind of like... Even without rewatching it, Aquaman's went from a 6 to a 5 for me, I think. Just yeah, with, right? Just with, yeah. Night, just with I, time. I was, I was high on it, but yeah. I, I go back and watch our review. Matt loved it at the time. I know, yeah. Matt was like, I said, I need a 10, baby. This is masterpiece. <laughs> I think I said 7.5, because that's my thing. He's like, this, this is the superhero version of, like, of Das Boot meets Titanic meets <laughs> something else. <laughs> You know, I I did say that, but I didn't realize what those movies were at the time. It's fine. <laughs> I just associated them with water and thought it was <laughs> so Anyways, well, this was a long side side. It was, it was. Uh, conversation, I, but I, I think it needs to be said because of the current state we're in, in that DC, I, I feel that they're they're turning it around because uh, we all love Shazam, right, Connor? I, I know me and Pete liked it. No, no I saw it. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think it's solid. I enjoyed it. It's, it's very yeah. uh, dependable and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so... It never goes above and beyond, though. I think no, the, but... 
I think in the heart for it, it might put it above Wonder Woman for me, but I think I need to rewatch yeah. both before I can make a definitive yeah, yeah, statement yeah. on it. So, so that's my whole thing. I feel like they're making progress, and despite a, a select fan, uh, you know, I, I, we need to give them a name like the Phantom Menace has for Star Wars fans. But despite those detractors, um, uh, the Snyder cutters, I don't know. <laughs> Snyderites. Like, yeah, the the Snideys. Um, well, well, anyway, <laughs> um, well, the, the final part of making this movie stuff is that uh, Newsarama has this like rolling list they update constantly with the stuff. Here's all the superhero movies coming yeah. out in the next few years, and I will say that starting in 2021, Marvel has four movies every year, and DC has three every year, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, that's seven between I, just the well, two big companies. Add, added to Marvel, also the Disney Plus shows that are going to become. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canon, um, and necessary I, by all accounts. For some yeah, so that, well, that's why I said by, by Canon, uh, they're the next part of the story. Yeah, the, the buzz, the buzz is, um, is that because they said that the Scarlet Witch one would tie into Doctor Strange. The 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 yeah. speculation is that she'll actually maybe be one of the villains in Doctor Strange. Like you know, her story yeah. will lead to her going I, nuts or whatever. I, I hope so because that would make that character interesting. Yeah, she's yet to be but interesting since the Age of if, you, if you if you happen to skip that, if you oh yeah, I don't do Disney yeah. Plus, I don't need that, I don't watch TV. You know, I'm not interested in the yeah. TV show. I just want to see the movies man you're screwed yeah so yeah but if they adopt from commando and they're only a half hour long or as long as they need to be versus you know the cw method of them all well, being 44 minutes i think uh, they said that uh most of them are going to be six hours long well that means six one hour episodes are you know cut up however oh, which I, well yeah because like right because i was surprised this episode of the mandalorian is 45 minutes long um and I loved every minute of it. So uh, when the next one ends up being back at 30 minutes, it'll make me, you know, longingly want the next one to be longer. So it's kind of smart. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, they're moving next week. It's coming out on Wednesday, not Friday. Because of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine because I will come straight on from the comic shop to watch the Mando. It's what we do. Um, my wife changed her profile picture on Disney Plus to, to Baby Yoda. And uh, I changed mine to Hulk. So now we're both green. Uh, every, her, everyone with a baby Yoda right now. Well, she... she uh, you know uh, Paige is playing like a Sims, like four or whatever. Uh, and she, she covers it because they added baby Yoda into the Sims. <laughs> Alright, now we've gone too far. It's like a, like a, like a, uh, a right. statue furniture decoration, but I was like, right, okay, it's everywhere. Let me just rewind back because I hadn't quite done the top ten of the sales. I didn't finish the top ten. Uh, Connor, we bef- almost did it before all that, right? <laughs> I thought so, we got away with it. So let me just yeah. round out the top ten. Number eight was the the one non-Marvel or DC book, Undiscovered Country. Number one, seventy-three thousand copies. Number nine was Batman eighty-two, the only DC book in the top ten, seventy-one thousand copies. And then number ten was Amazing Spider-Man thirty-four, the next issue with sixty-seven thousand copies. Um, so it's out of DC obviously the next Batman was soon and then Justice League and uh, you know the Von Freeze White Knight sort of pops up the, but the usual suspects yeah there was nothing really sticking out uh, beyond anything but again worth mentioning the cardstock variants because they're a different price do actually separate in the listings so a lot of the books have got their, their numbers split by mm-hmm. about you know 20-30% of their totals to that separate listing so that's what it is, uh, but that's sales, I guess. The timestamp for this is going to be weird, because I'm going to be like, okay, sales start here, but most of it's actually a talk about the current state of superhero movies and nostalgia reboots and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, there no we go. No one cares about sales anyway, so this yeah. is better. 
They care about sales. We, I mean, there was a question last week saying they enjoy the misery on your faces as I give you well, sales you figures. you know what? When they said that, I adapted. Uh, so that's <laughs> what I do. And look what happened. I incepted Pete to talk about nostalgia movies. <laughs> I'll always go back to the sales at the end, though. You're just, you're just delaying yeah. everything. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it keeps me and Connor not from having miserable faces. <laughs> denying that person uh, what they want. All right, so... Let's talk about comic books then, shall we? Let's talk about this week's books and my oh my, what a list of books it is. So, Detective Comics 1017 is going to kick off the books. Uh, Tom Taylor writing with Fernando Blanco on the art. And I really hope this is a test. I really hope this is them seeding the idea that maybe he'll take over from uh, Tomasi when Tomasi's done. So, so the Alfred story in this, Tom Taylor, just, just those two stories... Tom Taylor's making a push at becoming my favorite Batman writer ever. After two issues. After two issues. Just because he writes a Batman that I like. There, there's a moment in here where Batman has a sly, smart-ass smile. I've never seen that before. Like, yes. in that way. And notably, that sly smile is when he's admitting to the kid. The kid, the kid says... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to offend you, Ethan, but my favorite superhero has always been Superman. And Batman smirks and says, "Yeah, don't tell anyone, but he's mine too." Mine um, too, right? And like, however you choose to read that line, it has nothing. He, that kid, could have said Wonder Woman, could have said Flash, Green Lantern, whatever, and it still would have affected me the same because I was not expecting a smirk out of Batman. Hmm. Like, and and just the fact that I feel like Taylor, what is it? Uh, subverts expectations. I guess that's that's the right phrase uh, of Batman that I I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this issue. If you guys oh, can't yeah. tell. Yeah, the premise of this issue. Um, you know, after a little flashback uh, showing how uh, Martha uh, had to convince Bruce to come to an orphanage when they were obviously when Martha and uh, Thomas were still alive. Uh, right. the, the, the Martha orphanage because it's like no we have to give to those less fortunate blah 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 you know the usual sentiment and it basically and, sets up the idea that the orphanage is important to the wayne family and the main plot of the issue is that there's a runaway from the the, the wayne orphanage and lucius brings this to bruce's attention bruce looks into it but it's suspicious because there's been multiple runaways and bruce has to find the kid and also see why the what's going on why is there multiple runaways right. what's going on here that's shady uh, at the same time, they have a group of black masks guys, you know, trying to blow up Gotham. So Batman's doing this on two fronts. So he brings in Damien, which I feel has gotten lost in King's Run. Like we don't mm. see too much of Batman interacting with Damien. And Taylor even brings that up here where or he's like, uh, Damien gets upset. He's like, oh, so you'll you'll go and hang out with these orphan kids when I am. He's like, Damien, I know where this is going. and Let's not do it right now. Um so, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Lucius is like, you don't have to sneak in the middle of the night as Batman, you know. You, your name's on the building. You can just show up in a suit and <laughs> they'll let you in. Uh, and they'll yeah. you do whatever you want because it's and, yours. Right. I also feel like this is the first taste we're getting uh, of Lucius as Alfred. And mm-hmm. I can't it is, say I hate absolutely. It. Yeah. So, um, and, and I also feel like if people aren't in the know and just pick up this issue, right, they don't follow it as much as we do. It still fits that Lucius is there because it's it's dealing with the Wayne Foundation stuff. Yeah. Like it, it fits in both. And we get a sense of time passing as they're as they're looking for the kid. Both both Batman yep. and Damien are like you know it goes through over a full week, and yep. 
eventually you know it keeps going it keeps going the, the temperature's colder each time and i have no idea what that is in real temperature uh, <laughs> well 30 33 34 zero to put that in perspective connor right so, so cold as balls is yeah what cold as balls yeah. when it gets to 10 degrees I'm, I'm sure that's like minus 10 or 15 I'm, or something I'm like checking. that it is it was minus 12 minus 12 yeah. oh well, i said 10 or 15 i think i'm no, uh, that was a good guess i mean we, we, we've both been in minus 12 enough it's cold as balls it's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just been snowing here today and it's shit it, oh it was 48 degrees the other night and i was freezing so plug that into your little uh translator and see what that is so you guys can laugh at me 48 did you say yeah that's like so, nine degrees that's yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable at nine <laughs> yeah, that's no. t-shirt weather no, outside it's not. I'm not wearing a t-shirt outside oh, in nine I, degrees. I, I do. Yeah. No. Not in nine. Uh, so, anyway, but anyways, the, this issue also. The, so the runaway kids, also an immigrant, his parents mm. um, are, are passed away. Yeah. So trying to immigrate. It, it also gets into a little bit of the uh, brace yourself, folks. A little bit of politics. There's a little bit yeah. of politics in here. Um, but but I also feel like like Taylor handles that magnificently because it never feels like preachy but batman's like no we're gonna help this kid no matter yeah. what and, like, that's the, where he's from. and that's the key thing about the temperature counting down is that yep. ultimately yep. the kids out in the streets it's getting colder and colder and when they oh. find him he is freezing to death he and yep. they're, they're rushing him to the hospital they're trying and this is when we get the conversation where batman smirks and he's trying to keep yep. him going but he, he dies at hospital anyway when they get to the hospital it's just it's too late and the kid dies and it's a really sad moment this yep. is a kid who's had a couple of pages and tom taylor makes me upset <laughs> that he's passed away uh, yep. I, you know every time tom taylor does a batman issue he makes me feel things i don't like it yeah yeah exactly and that's why he's jumping into my favorite batman writer just because it's he's finding room to tell these emotional stories and a character that i feel so many writers take like this clinical scientific cold you know and take on bruce's character and this injects much needed warmth and, and care and if i if this is the only tom taylor that i'd ever read there would be maybe a concern that he's good at these one-off stories but would he be good at a serialized long-form story but the thing is is i've read tons of him doing a, i've read mm-hmm. x20 you know it wasn't x23 it was x it was new all new wolverine to be exact right. it was x-men red uh, uh you know uh foes of Spy- oh, not friendly foes he friendly, friendly neighborhood spider-man which just ended which, this week so tra- screw you marvel yeah. yeah um so i've read enough of him doing longer stories that i know he can do that too uh the yeah this is super and obviously he goes back to the guy running the orphanage and it turns out he's been giving up kids and making sure the records aren't there for these yeah. kids uh so well it's not just that is that the records are so meticulous but it doesn't matter like these kids just vanished and so that's where where bruce goes in there not not batman Bruce and, Wayne goes in to talk to the and, guy uh, and punches him. him. Yeah, he punches yeah. him in the face. And and Tavian's uh, like, you you know, you're not in your cowl, right? And, yeah. But it, it basically, what what finds him out is that there's photos of the groups of the kids, and there's yep. there's, just, there's just kids that don't have records. That that because because right. like I like you saying, the records are so meticulous. But if right. you actually look at the photos, there's kids that are just not accounted for. And uh, I think right. what, what I like is, is we don't see this, but obviously, you know, Bruce doing his detective work. Mm-hmm. has cared enough to check these photos and realize yep. yeah. that these are missing files as opposed to just well here's you know probably a right. few hundred files at least right well, and it and it also goes back to his mother's um telling him that you know these these kids also need care and love and i know it makes you feel sad right but that just means that your heart's in the right place is that 
you can feel this and that that ties back to the end where these kids are already at their lowest and you have this this guy exploiting them and it pisses Bruce off you know so much that he punches the dude out you know like he's Batman right like no one's there so it's, it's, it's one of those where yeah it's one punch it's believable that you know any guy can throw a punch like that because this guy's right. nothing special no but, but yeah he's he's yeah. kind of channeling it all into it it, 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 yeah, it, yeah. it, play, it plays well um, and then at the end, he's he sort of joked that he'd build a new wing earlier on the orphanage because he's going to give them all this new science <laughs> teaching equipment. Um, I, that's another part that I love that he goes, yeah, I'm bringing the science you know, equipment and we're going to do all this fun stuff. And he goes, oh, man, you managed to, to camouflage it with ice cream. Yeah. yeah. He also and, ice cream and the guy's shot. like, I don't know if we're going to have space for all this. He's like, I don't worry about yeah. it. We'll, we'll just build a new wing. We'll, yeah, right. but so, he's, he's named a new wing after the kid that died, though. Uh, oh. It says he saved lives, or he saves lives. That, yeah, that made me a little bit dusty. Because, because that was the thing. He ran away because he knew something was going on. He knew something he wrong. Just, he didn't want to be next. Yeah, right. and by doing so, he brought this to their attention. So he did literally save lives. Yeah, right. Because now this stops. Exactly. Uh, so no, I I really... how, uh, Damien looks so proud at the end. Yeah, so he does. Super touching story, super touching Batman story, yep. uh, and uh, Blanco's art is is pretty solid, especially stuff in the yeah. snow. I really liked the. Oh, it's gorgeous, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think the, he he yep. does that mood atmosphere so well. Yeah, I think that's where it really excelled. Is that that countdown over uh, over the days as the snow's coming down? Yeah, yep. it, it never sacrifices a facial expression uh, either, which mm. is you know so important in a story like this. No, it's, uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, so Matt, what are you giving Detective Comics one thousand seventeen? This is getting a nine. I really enjoyed this issue. Connor? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a, a 9.5. Ooh. Uh, I am going to go with a 9 myself. So, uh, surprise, surprise, Tom Taylor wrote a comic and it got high marks. <laughs> <laughs> like, And now it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Um, but at the same time, he's just a really good writer. I like, think... I'd like to think we're fair, though, because there, there are creators we, are. we love that we've given well, some shit scores to in the we past. We were... Well, yeah, but also we weren't like hot on every single issue. Deceased, like we we more or less enjoyed them, but it wasn't like yeah, they were this. all nines. They weren't all like knocks no. out of the park. Yeah, so, I think the lowest were probably it's... like you know high sevens, maybe eights. Yeah, but... yeah. So, but no, he's he's I, I say he's the patron saint of comics on multiverse at this point. Tom yeah. Taylor. And I, I still sometimes think about that Supergirl story he did in that Christmas anthology a couple of years ago. Yeah, I checked it down. It's so good. It's like ten pages, if that. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I love it. So uh, that's the Detective Comics uh, 1017 or 1017. Uh, 1017 sounds weird. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying them that way. Uh, we're in a new dawn because we've never had four digits before uh, on these comic numbers. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're rattling through enough numbers, 1017 is fine. Yeah. But if, if you're just doing this one issue here, I think you have to do the, the 1017. Hmm. Uh, so next up we'll have Superman issue 18 Brian Michael Bendis writing with Ivan Reese on the art and this is the issue in which Superman tells the world that he is Clark Kent uh, he he gives gives that out to the world and so many things I love about this issue I love the you know the, the proud look on Lois's face as he's telling everyone this and, even, and I love the idea that he, he makes a point of telling both Perry and Jimmy first and you know in private before the public well 
he tried to tell Jimmy. Oh, he tried to tell Jimmy. I mean, I loved it. Perry married to Lois Lane, like. Yeah, Lo- Lois argues that she's known Jimmy for longer, so it was more her secret to tell. So yeah. Jimmy acts surprised for a second, and he's got and, and Clark's like, "You knew, didn't you?" He's like, "Yeah, since this morning, yeah. Lois told me." <laughs> so this was something I was totally against, right? Because I like that the you almost get a, a, a concept of the Trinity with Clark, Cal, and Superman, right? Is there's this Kryptonian heritage, there's this Kansas heritage, and then there's who he created himself to be, right? And this throw this all out the window now, because now they're all one and the same. Yeah, for me. But then the, as, the, 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 as the, I get, go ahead, I was just going to say it's a natural evolution that I think had to happen at some point. And that's exactly so. As I am reading this, Bendis is slowly re- winning me over by almost taking each of these arguments and breaking them down over a page, right? Yeah. And then he interjects the stuff that happened with Jarrell. And about all the secrets and all the harm that caused, and how basically these secrets are what caused the end of Krypton. And also, he says and, he says at one point when he's actually making his speech that one of the reasons why you know he kept everything secret mm-hmm. is to protect those around him. But mm-hmm. he 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 admits he's like, well, it's for a long time now. Everyone's known that Lois is close to Superman. Even you know, even if she's married to Clark Kent, everyone knows yeah. she, she's someone who's close to Superman. That Jimmy knows Superman. That, that the Daily Planet is associated with Superman. They're not right. safe anyway. They all know that he's right. he, even if they don't know it's Clark Kent, they know that Superman has a tie right. to all these things. So yeah. the reason to keep it safe. And I, I love that the, the Perry finding out scene is silent. It's just Bro. those those you know very uh, you know wide panels of uh-huh. clark well, just the white panels opening his shirt being a voyeur yeah yep opening that, his that, shirt and perry coming to hug him le- legit brought a tear to my eye i'm reading this first thing wednesday morning so i can't help myself not gonna wait for the physical copy i'm gonna pick up the the digital mm-hmm. i'm sitting there on my couch and i feel wetness go down my cheek <laughs> as i go through that page and i was not expecting that because you're thinking Perry, this gruff, this, you know, going to be mad at Clark for lying to him, right? And mm-hmm. then he hugs him. And, oh, man, it's such a great page. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, and uh, you have this whole scene with Adam Strange where he's going to Adam Strange to talk about what he's thinking about doing. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I have to talk about, you know, my, my day job, you know, and he mentions he has a desk and he's like, you have a desk? You, if I, at one point, Adam's just like, you have a secret identity? Are you Batman? Are you also Batman? Yeah. <laughs> which, which I also love that, that the, you know, that that comes up in another issue. Uh, that comes up, I think, in Supergirl mm. as well. I can't remember. There's so many books this week that I read. They're all blending together yeah, there's a lot at of a books. certain point. But, <laughs> but no, I, and I like that, though, too, is that, you know, the idea that he is, because they are so similar looking, right? Like... They could be one of the same, but yeah. I, I, did, um, I dig that. I dig the page where he's actually say, making the speech, and there's a, and he's he's talking about Jonathan and Martha. He talk, tells the whole story, and it cuts around a lot of the villains seeing this, the Young Justice scene. Mm-hmm. It cut. You see the Justice League. You see the closest characters to him. You see Batman and Damien watching, and even Batman's got a smirk in his face. Yeah, Batman's got yeah, a smirk in his face. Number two, Supergirls with um, Crypto watching. You know. Uh, Leviathan's watching, Red Cloud's watching, uh, Mel- oh. you, know, uh, uh, you know, what's her face? Melody, whatever, the firefighter. Yep. She, she's Moore. watching. Melody Moore, there you go. Uh, that's that's the other thing that got me, right, was the, um, with all of the, 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 the people watching. Um, there's one missing. And, well, 
Leviathan. This must piss Leviathan off. Oh sure, yeah. Right, because this was their 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 trump card on him is that they knew his secret identity by the end, right? Like, um, and they're they they want to release all the secrets of all the superheroes so everybody's equal. Well, now they just removed the biggest card from that deck, and and yeah. But who who's missing that you're? thinking well that's the thing it's missing the one notable reaction that i think everyone's dying to see and that is yeah, lex uh-huh. luther so we see superman fly off from this speech everyone's looking up at him and then it cuts to the legion of doom and again how this fits in with the continuity of justice league i have no idea but just uh, don't think about it that's what i've had to do yeah so they're just all they're all standing around and you know as brainiac who says luther how did you not see this coming and luther just looks over with you know this evil eye in the final page it's just this classic, and it's not Apex Lex. Like he doesn't look like Apex Lex, and these these couple of uh, he, he shape shifts. Yeah, yeah. He, he so turns into classic classic Lex, and it's just him looking yeah. evil uh, as the final panel. And I love how much this pisses him off. Yeah, I'll just say that that it's my favorite dynamic of the two. That that Lex was you know Metropolis was his city, and then Superman shows up and completely takes all all his spotlight, steals all of his thunder. So that's what ends up motivating him to destroy Superman, right? Is this is his fragile ego? So what's this gonna do? Yeah, I, I don't want to. Because Clark does say when he's making his speech that he's still going to try and be Clark Kent. He still wants to be a journalist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I have to imagine like the reactions to him when he goes to interview someone are going to be very different. So I wonder, like, if Perry or the types of articles or types of stories that he'll do now yeah. will shift to accommodate the fact that everyone knows who he is because. Investigative journalism. I don't know if that's necessarily going to fit oh, no, but you, him now. You could say the same about Lois Lane, though, too, right? Is that everyone knows who Lois is? True. They're not going to be keen to talk to her. Yeah, so that's true. That's what makes them the reporters they are. And if if Clark is a legit good reporter, not just because he's Superman, but I, I almost his ways. But I almost wonder if it will be more like okay, you can just honestly write about this from the perspective of Superman yeah. now after like something right. big goes down. Um, yeah, you know your first-hand account well, of fighting Darkseid. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, there, there's that, and there's he still wants to do good. You know, he can do whatever he was working on before. I don't see him not being able to work. And on he still it. has to make a living. It's, it's not like he's getting paid for doing his superheroics. Well, <laughs> I think Adam Strange brings that up too. He's like, oh, of course you do. You don't get paid for this. Like, um, but yeah, I, I kind of want a, a, a one shot of Bendis's Adam Strange after. He's been this small character showing up in Superman since then it started. Uh, like when he he called in the missing Earth. And that was a fun little moment. Uh, excuse me, you, excuse me, Matt. Dr. Adam Strange, I think you'll find. No, okay. <laughs> also, I looked up uh, how, how much that Adam Strange predates Dr. Strange, and it's by about five years. Oh, okay. Uh, 58 for Adam Strange in showcase number 17. And then... Uh, uh dr strange i didn't see what issue it was but it was 1963 probably dr marvel you hacks you know um yeah another solid issue and the fact that the fact that i was so outside against this going "Ah, man i don't know i i like the secret identity for clark kent and it allows him to be more flexible and then Ben just completely destroying that argument through the course of this issue. Uh, Superman's delivering it. Um, uh, it's pretty, pretty, you know, uh, yeah, Bendis is a pretty decent writer, right? Like, yeah, sure. Pretty decent. Or two. Yeah. yeah, right? Unless you're Connor. Unless you're Connor, yeah. Um, uh, but, so, um, 
Yeah. We should read it then. We should read it. Obviously, I mean, Ivan Reese does Ivan Reese art. You know, that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Don't delve into it too much. A lot of books this week. Uh, Superman 18, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm going to give this a 10, but I'm biased. So, <laughs> yeah. This, this moved me so emotionally. Just the... <laughs> Again, that Perry scene alone. Oh, baby. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I haven't been listening to all this. I've been in and out. I've listened to probably about half what yeah. you said. It didn't sound like you were talking about a 10 in, in the way you were talking about it. Like, Doreen, you've been positive, really positive, yeah. but I did not see a 10 coming with, yeah. from what I've been yeah. hearing. Well, I am going to give it a very healthy 9 out of 10, which, for the record, is two 9s I've given so far. Yeah. Two nines so far. That's not bad. This is a pretty yeah, good not, week. Not to spoil anything, but it's a pretty good week. Yes. That said, next up is the Flash 84. <laughs> Joshua Elmson writing with Christian Dix. Oh, every good week has you, exceptions. Well, here, here's the thing. When you ride a roller coaster, you have to go up first. So that drop means more. And we're going to hit that, that... We're going to hit going... It's a big drop from those two books. This legit made me angry. Oh, dear. Uh, because... So, Okay, just real quick. This is a mirror world, and if Williamson says it's not, he's lying. Well, here's my first problem, right? So last issue ended, Barry's collar came off, and you know, Kid Flash, yeah. Wallace had to immediately yeah. put the collar back on because Barry started vibrating through time, and it was messing things up because the speed force is broken. Yeah. Very quickly in this issue, uh, Weather Wizard zaps them, and the collars all come off. And despite the fact that last week it felt like the apocalypse might immediately happen because the speed force has been unleashed. A bloody crater at the end of that scene. Yeah. Yep. For some reason, all three of them going haywire on a speed force in this issue just amounted to vibrating a bit and being a little bit unstable. And, and, and Barry's like, I just need to control it. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yep. It, just, it felt like it waved away. Because last week it made it feel like, no, if you take that collar off, he might destroy the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. This week, so, oh, a bit of vibrating. <laughs> I'm thinking back on Williamson's Flash, and there's some been some really, really big highs. It's been some really, really, really massive lows uh, over the last year or so. so and you want another um, massive low? Magic bandages. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember what we were talking about earlier about nostalgia? I'm realizing that Williamson's entire thing on this so far mm. has been nostalgia for my Jeff Johns run. The, no, that's my not love true. of the Jeff Johns. The, the first arc, the Godspeed stuff, that was all fresh. It was all new stuff. It was, but since then, it's it's been you know, the uh, Hunter Zolomon Zoom, mm-hmm. right? It's been uh, Thawne and and how that plays out. It's been the Wally stuff, right? Um, it it it. I don't want to say it prayed because that makes it sound. Dark I think the, the Wally stuff I wouldn't necessarily count as nostalgia because we all care about them and we want to see the no, story continue with them. We do, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. I feel like I've given this such a pass because of what it was doing. Like when when it brought back Bart, right? We saw Bart for the first time in forever. Yeah, and and it was never brought up again in this book. Right. Obviously, he's backing Young Justice separately, but right. never brought up in this and so book. I feel like that nostalgic view has been like, oh well, it'll get better when we get back to that stuff. And then we got the the force, you know, stuff, right? The yeah. different varying mm-hmm. forces. And then we had a really terrible flashier one. Oh, That's so... not good. So, I yeah, I don't think I'd realize just how a cheap shot the Bart thing was until you just said that. Because that was like issue 50. 50. It was 50, yeah. So that was, you know, a while ago now. And, and this all pains me to say, because I really like Williamson as a writer. I've enjoyed way more of his than I haven't, like, 
Birthright, that image is really good. I love Nailbiter, even though it doesn't stick its landing. But then it's getting a sequel, so maybe that was all part of the plan. I think... To begin with. Um, I think I'm genuinely enjoying Batman Superman way more yeah. right now. Yeah. And I, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if it's just like... Dealing with the Flash and Speedsters and, and, and Speed yep. Force, I wonder if it just takes a certain type of writer because it's very easy to fall into the trap of just doing wishy-washy things with it as if it's magic, right? Yep. Well, and this is not the first writer that's I've, you know, been out on his Flash. Like, this happened with Venditti. Yeah. Right? I, I went in with a, with an open mind, and over the course of time, it it frustrated me so much, I just quit. So, I mean, it could be uh, that, like, there's good writers, but some good writers can't necessarily tackle a character yeah. like The Flash because right. of all this extra stuff that so makes it's, it... What's funny is, you, you compared it to, you know, John's nostalgia, and right. I kind of feel in a similar way to this as I did with Green Lantern under Venditti, the earlier stuff, you know, is, yeah. is uh-huh. still in the new 50 stuff where... It was kind of just more of the same stuff. Oh, look, all the color lanterns are here. Let's do right. this again. I can't feel it here. Oh, look, Speed Force stuff. Right, but but at the same time, Williamson is trying to do new things. I I just don't like the new things he's doing. And, it is not, and it's not because they're new. I just think they're very weak concepts. Yeah, I love it. As, and, a little bit, yeah. And if anyone if just... Yeah. I was gonna say, if anyone complains, you know, because we were complaining about the difference between the, the threat of the speed force being unstable with last issue and then this one, and obviously, yeah, it's true that in comic books the power levels of certain things and certain characters vary depending on the story because it's just natural when different writers are tackling different stories. But not not only is this a huge massive difference between the two, it's the same writer and it's one issue to the next issue and the same it, sequential story. <laughs> read this Times trade. three. Times yeah. three now. Yeah, if you like, read this in trade, there's a matter of pages between these. Yes. Yeah. Pages, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the, all that happens, and then Connor brings up Golden Glider. Remember, I was like, "What's up with the bandages? That's not her thing." Like, Glider's whole thing was she she could move quick on ice, right? She, and that's why her and Cold would go yeah. together. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, and well, now well, you have these. Was this okay. was this from the New Fifty Two? That that's these bandages. Is this I don't remember it? this. No, the bandages are new to this. Because I haven't read the, the Vendetta stuff dead. past a couple yeah, issues. No, she, she, she died, and that was part of, of uh, Len's whole thing, yeah, was avenging his head, sister. Yeah. Yeah. So during Williamson stuff, she was intangible. And that's where I felt like I was lost. And I feel like this issue, the, the one positive is there is a method to Williamson's madness. Now, will that be fulfilling story-wise? Probably not. But I feel there's stuff that we were picking up on that we were counting as negatives that's going to be part of the story. Which yeah, that's fine. I assume you're that talk- doesn't mean that they're good. Yeah, I assume you're talking about the other rogues saying yeah, Captain yeah. Cold's lost his way and this is not what the rogues are. And, yeah, there's uh, that and and the broken mirror. Like Again, I feel like this is all a mirror universe. Um, and that's because they keep talking about the, that Captain Cold stole Central City, right? So if he managed to transport it into a mirror universe where all this is going on, and that's why he's the king. Fine, but doesn't do- mean I like it. But the doom, but, it doesn't- <laughs> but the doom signal's yeah. still in the sky, and Lex Luthor's still calling in. <laughs> oh, I really yeah. hope in in, uh, in Hellerism when when he's part of the team. I hope it's yeah. Captain Cold, not King Cold. Oh yeah. Yes, and I, and I and I feel that it will be. You know, um, I don't know because it's all like this is him with the with Lex Luthor's gifts, right? So. That's what made him King Cold. So, yeah, uh, but 
I just it, it definitely feels like there's more going on here, and that and that's fine. But like, there's the the interior logic of each issue here now. Like, especially he's like the speed force stuff. He's talking to Lex in this issue. I'm yeah. like, so timeline shit. You know, yeah. I, I just don't know anymore. Don't care. It's shite. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where I am. I'm I'm angry because I love Flash so much. And then I even defended the redesigns of like Weather Wizard and all of them and, and whatnot. Like this is their like, their D D character, yeah, right? I I, but, I said originally I don't like this Weather Wizard. This Weather <laughs> Wizard version sucks. And not because he looks the way he talks. Hey, like, hey, hey Pete, mm-hmm. do you remember at the start of this when Matt said he wasn't gonna rent? I did recall that, yes. Um, now, I, I actually, I remember being on the record saying I actually didn't mind Cold's new design, but I've hated everyone else, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Heatwave's fine. He's fine, yeah, which is the end of the issue, is that they're going to have to work with Heatwave as well to take down Cold. Yeah. Um, and Cold, I'll stand by, I like the design. I, I think he's a terrible character right now, and he's not Cold, but the actual core design I quite like. Yeah. Mm. So, the others are terrible. Yeah, I hate how weather was. It looks right now. Um, it, yeah, it's it's rough going. Look, I hate his characterization. Well, was that too? Yeah. Like yeah. Anyways, I, yeah. This is throw this throw this issue in the trash. <laughs> All right, let's just leave it there, Matt. What are you giving it? Just just oh. one thing I think we should be fair on is that's pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When you're drawing match bandages and turning the Flash family into mummies, I guess that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna you know I grade a lot more. Um, I guess you say liberally than you guys. So even when it's real bad, it's still I'm, above I'm gonna a, give five. This a four. Well, no, this is the, I'm gonna give this a four because it did upset oh, me so much. Dear. Um, Connor. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to concur with the the four. I think. Uh, yeah. So there we go. And my cat Firefly keeps trying to get in the way and do things. So I'm just toss. That's the third time I've tossed him away in the last minute. All right, that's the Flash. That will take us on uh, to Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue four. Why is this so high in the pecking order? Because I forgot to move things around from last time we did this week. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> You get, a, you get a break now, Pete. I'll get a break. Yeah. So this is Jody Hauser writing with Adriana Milo on the art. Take it away. Um, it's road Poison trip. Ivy and, and Harley Quinn on a road trip to a dinosaur park that I'm sad doesn't exist in real life. Yeah, and they get there, and, and Harley's like, we are stopping at the dinosaur world. And yep. uh, and Ivy's like, fine, why not? And they get there, and Harley's like, this is Amazeballs, which yep. seems like a fair description, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I like how Ivy's like, why are you talking like that? Like yeah. that's not a word. And and, and how uh, like, oh, there's a Triceratops restaurant over there. The, Triceratops for vegetarians. There must be salads yeah. in that place. Yep, I love that. That's she is. That's certainly a word. Uh, yeah. So so they go in there and there's there's people in dinosaur hats. They look like the security of the park stopping them. And then you, as as it goes, you find out that a a lady named Dracorex, who has looks like she is. Fashioned herself a dinosaur costume out of, like, theme park character costumes. Pretty much. It's kind of uh, stitched together. It's real hodgepodge. Yep. She's taking over the uh, the dinosaur park and is, is keeping, you know, the visitors hostage. She's killed some people, uh, which I think it goes, for as light as this book has been, this is 
the darkest Hauser's gotten with this to show like there's a contrast here between Harley and Ivy who are bad guys trying to be good against people that have just snapped and are doing really bad things. Oh, definitely. Uh, Cause you know, we, we see some of the hostages and you know, there's a woman there yep. like, Oh, they killed my husband and stuff. Yep. But her whole thing is, um, it's, you know, people keep leaving this, this tourist yep. destination, you know, this, this, uh, this theme park and she's not having it. And, and yep. Harley's like, you know, it is a rest stop. And, and she's like, right. yeah, well, it's also a tourist trap. Right. <laughs> and they have a bit of a tussle. Some gorgeous yep. art in this tussle. There's a panel yes. on the bottom of one uh, of the pages of Harley doing like a, a handstand double kick. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal, that page. There's that. And again, there was, there's not the overt sexualization of, of Ivy that was in the last one. No. Which I do think was... I think that was the part of the story with Hatter, right? Yeah. I feel that was playing into that. So... There's a, but no, Mello's art is fantastic. Uh, the the colors here too also pop. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's the page where where Jacka Rex is is basically giving her monologue, and she goes, I, "I just like them always running away, or just like them always running away off to someplace better." And I like that Harley's like, "I charge for therapy sessions." Right. That. Yeah. You forget sometimes that oh, yes, my, she, she, your mic's good. Uh, um, but yeah, she, she, she's really played into that. But um, anyway, Ivy kind of ties up Dracorex with some yeah. lines. And, and then uh, the guards, they, they start, you know, writhing around the floor. And yep. it's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, shit, they were eating salads. Floronic man's here. And he <sighs> grows out of their stomachs. It's kind yeah. of hideous and amazing. It's, it's pretty cool because it, it does a splash with these, not a splash page, but in the interior. Um of it of it's all red against a yellow backdrop it's, it's like it's all this silhouette of it coming yep. out of them you've got like you know their hands reaching and all these mm-hmm. vines coming out from the bodies yep. it's incredible stuff but yeah but um ivy makes the uh makes the connection that these aren't quite floronic man they're almost like drones that he's yeah. sending and that she realizes that they're somehow following um Harley makes it uh, an improvised explosion out of a, um, a microwave, a microwave and a, and a gas line. Yeah, it looks like she put metal in the microwave yeah, to, to, to make it spark. Right, and so that was, that was again pretty cool. Um, but yeah, but they go to make their exit, and uh, the the woman that lost her husband's pulling an ivy. You know, because you have the let, car let keys. Let me come with you. The cousin had yep. the keys. It's like, no, that thing's that after thing's, us. You, right. you ain't want to come with us. So the, they both figure out that the those two flowers that we noticed from the last issue, that's how they're tracking them. So uh, Ivy has, has Harley take her arm off. Just gets uh, the machete out and chop the arm off. And right. she's like, it's It'll fine. I'll grow a new one. Yep. And, and yeah. Harley's like, sure, fine. Just grow a new one. It's just a normal Wednesday. Yeah, she's normal Wednesday, and that uh, she, you know, we finally get to be heroes, beat up some baddies, help the helpless, and then Mr. Side Salad has to barge in, make a mess of things, and hurt you. I'm done. So now they're heading back, and Harley and I are going to take on Floronic Man. Um, yep. This is a really fun miniseries. We're, we're over the halfway mark now. So um, instead of them running away, they're heading right back at it. I hope this is more of the Ivy that I like, right? So, yeah. Um, and- I think this might be my favorite issue yet. Uh, yeah. It has a lot of good banter between Harley and Ivy, which is what this book has been great at the whole time. Yeah. Um, but then it has, you know, uh, them actually trying to do the right thing, saving the people, but also kind of still being 
terrible as themselves. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they're they're it's kind of like Wreck It Ralph and his yeah. whole I'm the bad guy. Doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. Um, kind of, yeah. Right. So and I like that there. And so I, you know, Ivy's my favorite bat villain, you know, next to Two Face, as I said earlier. Um she does try to do good. Her her entire gimmick is trying to save the world, right? <laughs> but in order to do that, you gotta take out the people because they're the ones ruining it. Yeah. Um so but no, this is definitely more into the she she's back being a plant creature again. Um her characterization's on the way back. Uh, and I just I think Hauser's really good at this type of storytelling. Yeah. Um, one her simple. later. Um because she had another book out this week. So but yeah, no, uh what'd you rate, Nick Connor? I'm gonna uh, an eight point five. This was a, huh? this is a blast. I hate it when we line up because I was given an eight point five as well. Mm. So it's just, just a damn good book. Yep, really good. <clears throat> Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Now to go to Batman and the Outsiders issue eight, Brian Edward Hill writing with Dexter oh. Soy back on the art. Obviously, I had one issue off, and now it wasn't bad last time, but it's definitely nice to oh. have him back, um, on top form. It's it is almost different though. It brings a uh, soy like as although it was similar to soy, soy brings a little extra umph. I feel mm. uh, so. Um, yeah, um, all of this stuff with uh, with with not Cable. I forget his name. Caliber. Um. Caliber, feels all for nothing because uh, he had his heel turn and then he's he, he gets blown up in a plane. Yeah, seemingly so. Um, <laughs> like, we, we ended last issue with like uh, Katana and Black Lightning on the plane yeah. with uh, with him, and Babylon. there's a great moment. It's coming towards the city. Uh, I love how the cops actually have like a remote button for the yep. signal now because <laughs> the cop presses yep. it. Uh, because oh, there's a plane coming for the city. He has to see this. He has to see the bat signal. Um, but I do. I love the moment though, because the art's gorgeous. Uh, so the plane's going down. No one can land it. Um, yep. And uh, and the reason why, I mean, Caliber, he may have survived. Maybe I just I just feel like because um, we kind of we kind of felt what his role was going to be from the start of him showing up, right? Uh, uh, I hope there's more. I just so, hope he's not expendable. Because Sophia like dives at him and t- takes him out of the yeah. plane. You know, it's just Black Lightning and uh, Katana's left on the plane. And Black Lightning's like, here, come on, come close to me. He, he holds Katana and he basically forms an electric bubble uh, which blows up the plane in the sky so that it's, it's just debris and it's not hitting the city and then lowers them inside the electric bubble down. Um, it's yeah, really it's really cool. page is glorious. Yeah. But both the explosion full page and then the actual landing in the bubble page are yeah. both really, really pretty. Um, and we see Sophia get pulled out of the uh, the harbor by Batman, and yeah, and basically Bruce kind of warns Jefferson that hey, they may come for you. And Jefferson brings up that he just heard about Alfred, so some of the continuity yep. between you know books is there. is there. Um, and Jefferson's all on board to help with all this stuff. Sophia's taken to the Batcave and uh, is curious as to why anyone's trusting her. And, well, you're still going to be watched, but, like, you're not a prisoner. Because if you were a prisoner, you wouldn't be in the Batcave. <laughs> like, right. you know, this is not a place where we take someone. Um, so, no, I mean, it's a simple little bit. Ed Duke's also explaining his new powers to, to Cassandra. Um, who He doesn't want Batman to know, because if Batman knows, he'll, he'll, you know, bench him again. Uh, so she's kind of so they're forming a friendship there with them, and we're forming yep. a bit of a friendship with uh, obviously Katana and Jefferson. We've been yep. kind of building those up. Um, but the big thing about this issue, I think more than anything, is that 
uh, Jefferson's school. So he's on the phone to uh, like his yeah. vice principal, presumably, uh, right. uh, basically going over what's happening at the school. And she's like, oh, don't forget about it. You need to come out here. And he's like, I'm going to be dividing my time because, you know, Bruce Wayne's put me on this big project in Gotham. So I'll go to try and tackle both. Uh, but after she hangs up the phone, someone murders her. We don't get to see who. And then at the end of the book, Ra's al Ghul's complaining to Shiva, you know, that, you know, uh, they've lost Sophia. Batman's done all this stuff. Uh, and now Jefferson's on board. So Jefferson has to be, you know, reminded, like, the consequences yeah. of this. And the final page uh, is presumably that is Jefferson's school blowing up. Yep. Razal Gil. Yeah. He's going to be pissed. Yeah. He, his vice principal has been killed, and then his school has been blown up. It is extremely dark. This is a super dark ending. This is the most menacing Raz has been in quite some time. Like, I can't think of other moments in the last since I've been reading comics where he's been so merciless. And I don't think I'd have it any other way. Like, I feel terrible for Black Lightning, right? Yeah. Uh, and what this all means, but a, a nasty Ra's al Ghul is something I can get behind. Um, yeah. I do want to at least present the possibility that that's not the school at the end, and it's actually where, like, Jefferson's family lives, maybe, because it doesn't necessarily look like a school building. doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't. They're still awful. <laughs> like, he, like Raz Al Ghul is still using terrorist tactics here. Like, uh, that's right. that's the, the yeah. main point of the ending. Yeah, but it's super dark. Like, I. Well, yeah. Well, I also like how uh, how him and Shiva are talking, where he goes, "The detective has corrupted my grandson, my heir," and Shiva, you know, because of Cassandra, is children can be problematic. Like, I just I love that that back and forth here about generational stuff. Uh, and what Batman's cost them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or they, because they don't realize they cost it themselves. But yeah, and then you know, if this is the school that that ties in, children can be problematic a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is a, a really solid, solid issue. Uh, it's keeping up. Like Hill is, I remember his detective running being kind of spotty with that one character we saw in the, the last issue. Yeah, it was the villain who like it, like came yeah. back for revenge because Batman had kind of left him for dead, and that felt like a weird story yeah. beat. But yeah, and, and whatnot. But here it's just it's been really consistent, and and here I feel like he's he's upping it now. And then we got we got that solicit for you know things things kind of changing in in March. I feel like this is leading to that tomorrow wrestling term, the blow off. Yeah, is going to happen right before March. So. Uh, yeah, I think I think the, the, the it's finding its feet. The the only the only issue uh, I have with anything, and I said this last time, is that the last issue was the end of the first arc. Technically, this was the start of the new yeah. arc. Given that it ended on this plane cliffhanger and picked up, you know, from that yeah. here, it didn't feel like the ending at all. It felt like this is a weird place to split the trades. But okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, reading it single issue like... to single issue is yeah. fine. Almost felt like this should have been the cutoff. Like here, the, you know, the thing blows up. His his yeah. vice principal gets murdered, and then we we go. Yeah, this this, we'll this feels more the end of a story cliffhanger than the last one did. Um, yeah. but you know, whatever. This is some minor yeah. uh, quibble. Uh, but not really. Saw obviously the art is beautiful. Um, makes the book super readable. Is it? And Hell doesn't like overwrite his books. That does not like tons of text. I, it's very it flows yeah. very quickly. I flirted with dropping this just because of numbers. Not that I wasn't enjoying it. What makes me keep reading it is it is a very quick read. Yeah, like I don't have to like I can read this on break at work, and and get something done. So, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, super, super easy to read. Uh, and the, the ongoing story that I'm finding more interesting as it goes, mm-hmm. as it's building up uh, what Raz and Shiva are up to. So, uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to give this an eight. Wait, uh, I am going to give it... I, hate, I don't know why I just keep picking the same numbers as Matt, but I actually do think an eight's the best place for it. It's because we've been doing this too long, Pete. Probably. Probably. Eight out of ten. Uh, all round. Uh, which will take you guys on to Hawkman number 19, Robert Vendetti writing with, uh, I, I actually didn't check, but Patrick O'Leaf still on art? Yeah, yeah O'Leaf. Yep, there you go. Uh, we'll take it away. So, Shayera. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. So um, she showed up at the end of last issue, mm-hmm. and about half of this issue is them fighting and her ultimately kip- kicking the crap out of Sky Tyrant. Yep, because he's... And then he brings up, too, that he had another on Earth 3 and that she's in there with Shayera. And I'm just like, oh, my God, the possibilities this makes. Yeah. With with Hawkman and, and Hawkwoman slash Hawkgirl across the multiverse, as we've, as we've seen. Um, Joe, I can see, because obviously the end of the first arc was all uh, of the Hawkmen. Yep. I can see us ending another arc. Yeah. You know, well, the, end of the, the end of the first year was that. Yeah. I can see yeah. it's getting to a point where it's all of the Hawk women. Yep. Yeah. That'd be cool. The interesting thing that Venditti brings up here is, right, he changed the origin of, of Hawkman now when he brought in Qatar Deathbringer, which, yeah. that that's a bad name, Qatar Deathbringer. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, can't see, wait to see them at Monster Fest, you know? Um, that for each each life that he took, he has to make up for. And now you introduce the concept of Sky Tyrant and the Dark Multiverse. How many yeah. more lives? And and that's a big part. Sky Tyrant, right. it, you know, he was scared of dying. Not dying at, right. in that particular life, but no. of, you know, completing his, his mission, essentially, of, of right. saving enough that he wouldn't reincarnate. He was scared of that final death. So he just kept going? He, he and- just kept killing as many as he could to add more to the tally. Uh, such a great twist that I didn't even think of. Like, when we got to this yeah. concept of Sky Tyrant, I didn't even think of that that counting in. And, and yeah, man. And then you got all the stuff with Shira here, which I, I messaged Connor as I was reading this on uh, Wednesday. There was Thursday night. I was, I was reading it about if we could remember of how Kendra impacts Shira. And if this is just, you know, we'll timey-wimey it, that they can both coexist because of time and space and whatnot, um, which is, that's what I'm going to go with going forward. I, I think, given that we have had various versions of Hawkman at the same time in this mm-hmm. book, I, I don't think we can really complain that much. No, but this is the sheer that we saw in Justice League of Thanagar. Seems to be, yes. That, you know... Uh, so yeah, I just I don't know how this fits in with with all of that stuff because uh, we're trying to remember the stuff in Justice League, but that was yeah. like a year ago. Um, yep. I feel like I remember it being like out of sync in time and space, which is why it kind of existed. Right, because Shara and Qatar, right? That's the wingmen, and then this is Carter and then uh, Kendra. Kendra. But so if if Qatar did, so does that mean that if Qatar hadn't died? He could still be hanging around on Thanagar. Uh, I don't see any reason why not. Right, because if Kendra and Shara are coexisting at the same time, 
This is probably exactly why we had that Death of Hawkman mini. <laughs> right? So, okay. So, but yeah, it ends up with her. After after I got over overthinking that, like I always do, um, it, it it's a fantastic fight sequence between these two. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, her bringing up Shade called the Justice League because Carter wasn't acting like himself. And she's um, like, no, you're right. There's something not right here. Yep. And and then uh, Sky Tyrant playing up that, that, you know, Carter's in the passenger seat. So he has to witness all of this. And he's going to do his worst to yeah. Shara. There's a great bit uh, where Shara, uh, Shara steps through uh, Carter. Yeah. And it's, oh, man. Um, but yeah, so after she whips up on him and really great move where she's taking it to him and he's got his, his, you know, his mace that's all, you know, uh, you know, wrapped up and spiky and whatnot. She turns it on him. It ends up on the ground. She trips him up and he lands on it and it impales him. Yeah. And does, does a big amount of, of, uh, damage. So much so that he it's, gets his other transport out on back onto his ship. Yeah, he runs uh, away. Yep. And that, you know, she's basically won and she goes, you know, no to his escape, but radios someone and goes, This is Hawkwoman, he got away, but tell me in position. And he goes, Oh, already inside. I'm so she's pretty sure this is the atom. This is the atom, right? So look, not to spoil anything from the solicits, but this is Sky Tyrant's going to keep going through March. Oh, really? and, I, I didn't actually read the the solicits. Yeah, so. and it's also going to involve Adam Strange, um, and the Atom. So okay, we're gonna, I'm it's going to have those three: so Shira, Adam, and Adam, or Shira, the Atom, and Adam Strange, almost having an intervention with Sky Tyrant. I feel like this is where this is going, and again. Venditti is over the course of these issues has turned Hawkman into one of my favorite DC characters. Which... A unique book. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a it's a Hawkman story that's not no longer just telling the same Hawkman story. Because yep. as much as we loved that first year, it kind of was to an extent. It was, oh look, here's an origin again. Uh it's gone beyond that now. It's something fresh. Uh even though the origin kind of encompassed all the others and made them all kind of fit. Right. But but now we're going beyond the origin because uh, he told that story so we can get to this stuff. And like, what does that mean? And he's actually pulling off the whole Dark Multiverse stuff in story really well with this Sky Tyrant and and how that played in with his origin um, and how they, when they end up on the ship and he, you know, pulls a, a book on this bookcase and opens a, a secret entrance yeah. to the Black, the Black Journal. Journal. So, which I'm excited and, to see more about, right? And with with Sky Tyrant saying that he'll kill everything with the secrets held within the Black Journal. So yeah, Olis Arts really it matches this grittiness. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I started reading the, uh, the the Rough Riders stuff too, mm. from uh, I forget who it was, um, but Olif does the art, and it's this really pulpy, gritty, you know, take on it's almost like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but with American figures. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it so it fits Hawkman to a T, I feel. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of a real uh, revelation. Re- revelation. Yeah, uh, and I think again, I cannot praise enough how it's handling this Secret Six stuff. And nope. obviously, I'm not reading Supergirl. I, 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 from what I gather from your just general reactions, it's handling mm-hmm. it well enough as well. 
but compared to like those one shots, this is so much preferable. better. Yeah, much, much preferable. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy how just giving it some time to pace it and, and building it into the story in a way that like, because obviously uh, you can say, well, you know, the, the Doom stuff's all kind of been built into yep. stories and it's it, it still feels terrible. You know, this actually feels like a really natural evolution of what this particular book has right. been. So right. it well, really works. Almost as if Vendetti looked what was coming up and went, okay, I know what to do with Hawkman. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost feel the same when we get to Supergirl, kind of this along with, I don't know how long Hauser knew she was going to be writing or if they were like, hey, you're going to have an infected Supergirl, do what you want. Because I feel like she almost did the same thing where this is coming, I'm going to you know and fit it in it's it's not even necessarily that you know oh, he told this story because that that's what they were doing it was yeah. more of how do i work this into my story that i'm yeah. telling exactly. and you know a, a compare it to how this has been worked into this book to the the doom's shit in flash this right. feels so natural it feels like an evolution of that story whereas flash just feels like well we're just doing right. something that can't be real surely right so well, i think it's too is that uh sky tyrant's one of the infected and it's kind of central to the hell arisen stuff coming up but it feels right. And, and, you know, we said the same about Batgirl with Oracle that that is pulling it off real well. And then through the solicits, we find out that Oracle is going to be one of one Batman of the key players. laughs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, editorial, usually when we bring up editorial, it's we're, we're kicking them for messing something up or over injecting the doom signal. That Ed- didn't editorial is one of those things that you rarely praise, but you notice it when it goes wrong. Right. Um, and here, it they're doing a great seemingly- job. Yeah, it's seemingly thus far, and, and more of on that when we get Supergirl. So, yeah, what, what's your rating, Hawkman? Uh, eight point five. I'll oh, see. I'm gonna give it a, a nine. I, I really love this issue. It might be because it featured a kick-ass redhead too, but I mean, I'm sure that helps. Yeah, well, that's got a, hurt. That's got a type and. Yeah. I do. Although Matt's slouching more and more as the show goes on, and he's he's, he's almost off camera I, now at this yeah. point. My my back hurts. I overdid it at the gym yesterday because I had to make up for a missed day. Like, on Matt, I, I would happily just lift the, the image up, but you're actually at the bottom of your frame, so there's no more image of you underneath. <laughs> All right, let me go back. Just, I mean, you could have just tilted your camera. Yeah, you could take your camera down and stay slouched. I could have, but I probably need a setup. It's probably better for my sore back than... It probably is. <laughs> it's, it is. it's right here in your in your lats. Not not so much in the middle of your back, but right here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what... I find like myself, when we're doing this show, every so often I have to actually force myself to sit back up because i've just kind of gone down as we go i uh i just have to interject here so resident evil 3 got announced this past week the remake and i am obviously super pumped about it uh favorite franchise resident evil 2 remake was wonderful but uh, i just want to remember remember earlier what he was saying he was sick of franchises video video games are a different beast uh, as (laughs) as we said with comics because with video games you want a franchise to come back because in the case of this it's like the only way you can play that type of game there's no other games doing that genre anyway um anyway if you hear the dogs barking, I think the cat tried to go downstairs not thinking the dogs were around. Sure. And I, and I think they're objecting to her presence. I just wanted to interject here with the small little beat here that uh, after the announcement, they re-released the Resident Evil 2 demo because back when the game was out, there was a demo came out and it was timed. They put the demo back out this week and it was like, that's weird, but whatever. Um, they only they only just did that so they could put in a little Easter egg, didn't they? There's a little Easter egg for three. You can hear Nemesis say, stars. I like how Pete interjected, like this was oh. like something new, breaking oh. news. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, while you guys are going on about, about that, I'm going to 
check what's going on downstairs. I'll be ready. Like, right. This, this isn't last something long, he's but... just read like while we were talking about Hawkman. No, this but... is something he, he spoke about earlier on Facebook. He's tweeted about it already. It, he, it's just... He just wanted an excuse to talk about it. I just, I was reminded of it because when you two were talking about whatever book I'm not reading, I'm just browsing, you know, message boards, Reddit, whatever, and I'm, I'm, I was drawn to the Resident Evil 3 thread and you know people have like taken the map that's in the trailer and put the old map on top of it and it like, actually matches up and it's pretty cool and there's all these things it's really good I hope it's shit it's gonna be come on it's gonna be great if it's I like it's gonna be exactly on par with one two. With, with, well, with two yeah yeah it's gonna one be on par with two yeah, it's going to be on par with it. Well, because the, bu- the buzz is, is that, there was that they were actually developing them to be one package, and then they got so big that they just split it into two separate games. Um, and that's two why fi- they've got it so fast. <laughs> that's, that's what, that is generally why it's so fast, is the game is already like half developed by the time 2 is coming out. When 2 came out, we were expecting it to be two years, more or less exactly. Yeah. And it's like a year and like a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, it's really quick, but that's why, because they were actually already developing it at the same time. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, although... It's actually not Capcom. There's a new studio that's formed to make it, but it's like made up of ex-Capcom guys and ex-Platinum guys. So it's not exactly like a shitty little, you know. It's like oh, oh no, it's, so it's it's proper people. It's proper people. They've just formed a little new set division to do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll anyway, Man, games are gonna be crazy early next year. They are. Oh, they are. Like April is nuts. Like you got Resident Evil Three, then Cyberpunk. May's got Last of Us Two. March has got the Final Fantasy Seven remake. It's, it's a whole. You've got the Avengers game. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like I know you, know, you don't looks, care about it as much, but yeah. that looks like bad, though. It does look bad. Uh, to be fair, the second showing that they did looked a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you where far. So, someone far. said. Someone said it looked like uh, Asylum's Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks a little like Captain America, but not really. Um, well, I still need to play. More of the porn, porn parody version, the Ass Avengers. I don't know. <laughs> Ass Avengers. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Who knows? It might surprise us. But either way, it's it a big be, game coming out around that time. It, it's the same studio that did the Spider-Man game, right? Just no. doing Avengers? No. 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 Well, no, then never nothing, mind. Nothing related to that at all. No, no. That, okay, comp- well, that company mind. is clearly busy on Spider-Man 2 right now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're busy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just figured with all of the Avengers uh, Easter eggs, that was the next logical mm. uh, piece, but no. who knows? No, no, different company. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this Avengers game has been, we, we knew about that was coming in, in development before we even knew that Spider-Man game existed. I don't know if it was before we knew that, that existed, but it was definitely during the time between when it was announced and then came out. It was definitely before Spider-Man came out, for sure. Oh, yeah, way before that. It was a while ago. But yeah so okay uh we'll move on to the next book which is supergirl which i know matt mentioned a couple of times there supergirl yes, 37 yes, uh written by jody hauser art by rachel stott who i've never heard of but uh me neither not but bad. i really enjoy her art it's it's got that bubbliness that mcguire yeah had, um but in her own way uh and it's still very good action sequences. Do you know um, what's funny about this is that I was a little bit worried, even though I love Hauser, that, okay, it's a tie-in thing where she's going to be this infected version. You know, yeah. like that, that that's, that's a red flag for me usually with a book mm-hmm. is when you're doing this sort of tie-in thing. Um, but what they're doing here is, is not only interesting from the perspective of just like what Supergirl's doing, but they're treating it as because... Because Batman and Superman both show up at one point. Because Supergirl saves the school bus that's going to go off the cliff. So she's, there's still some Supergirl in there. There's still this need to be a hero in there. She's, yeah, she is still a hero in a dark, twisted 
yeah type way because of course the thing yeah. she does after saving the bus uh which she sort of puts down kind of ungently on its side <laughs> and the kids yep. are all kind of rattled so, by it ungently is putting it nice feet she throws <laughs> it over her shoulder <laughs> yeah but she goes and like get, grabs the driver of this truck who claims that it was yeah. an accident that there was you know like her what was it he says he's right tire or something when i don't know um yeah but uh superman shows up to try and stop her batman shows up in the batwing but they set up this idea that Kara's not quite as dark as the other ones because whether it's because this the serum was designed specifically for superman and not her right. so it's not got the 100 percent effect or if it's or if it's something else is it because she's just because she's supergirl i don't know so i so i thought about this in that I feel like the same thing would have happened to Superman that the the inherent goodness of them would yes they're going to be infected but it's not going to play out everyone else has been infected almost has a dark streak to them if you think about it mm. um that said I, I hadn't read Scarab I haven't read the the Deathbringer one but both Donna Troy and Jaime Reyes have a little bit of a darkness there with them mm. uh Commissioner Gordon definitely does Billy Batson does and uh, rounded things out. Sky Tyrant, right? With we just talked about that with and Hawkman. So I love this twist though, that if this was Hauser or whatever, that no, she still thinks of herself as a hero and that they're just gonna get in her way and she has to do it herself. Yeah, there's um, a, I mean a lot of the pages in this are made up with a fight with her and Superman. And then yep. Batman shows up in the Batwing. Um I love after she sort of like rips Batman out of the Batwing and then just throws her or throws him over her shoulder and oh. like Superman has to catch him, obviously, because he's flying through the air. And he's, yep. So Superman catches him. So we have Superman like lifting Batman up, you know, officer and gentleman style, <laughs> which obviously Batman never likes. Uh but it's the way it's gotta be. <laughs> However, uh, also her talking crap to Batman mm. about, um, yeah, she goes, so very sorry, Batman, but I'm not one of the teenagers who take orders from you. How many of them have you gotten killed at this point? Mm. And like, really, it's just one. But, you know, but, you know, uh, Steph did have her, you know, we thought she was dead, but yeah, yeah, she squirreled away. Is that in continuity? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. One is enough, but the fact that that's Hauser poking at, at you mm. know, Batman and, and the sidekick thing, um, I really like. But yeah, um, she ends up, and then I, her going I, and, and thinking about Krypton. Yeah, but there's a subtle touch here I love when she's like in civvies. It's a Joker colors. Yeah. She's wearing purple and green. Yeah. I love that little right. touch. Well, yeah, yeah. So so she goes and, and she starts thinking about Krypton and and how she's not gonna let that happen here. Right, like this. This was actually a gift, and this awakened who just who she needed to be. And that's where Pete says she goes and she steals clothes to, to you know, to dress to try to blend in. Um, but like Pete said, it, it's purple and green. And she goes Joker to colors. speak to Ben, uh, who's like, I've not well, seen she, you. And and yeah, doesn't she just she runs into him? Um, right. She, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. She, she's yeah. she's walking through and she hears the voice and says out his name. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hey, like, you know, we almost started dating and you ran off. Like, yeah. you know, you could have just yeah. told me if something was wrong. But Which it, I like how that plays into her missing time for what she was doing in the Draco stuff. Oh, yeah, how absolutely. Handled real well. Uh, but she starts kind of like having like, basically, when I mean, she's hearing laughter, she's hearing Joker laughing in her head mm-hmm. and it's giving her sort of like, you know, uh, 
or a blinding headache and she speeds yep. off kind of almost in front of him where he doesn't quite see her use super speed but it's like oh, wait no. that was weird like she just yep. ran off um and we end the book with her sort of coming face to face with essentially the ghost of the batman who laughs inside her head yep. you know it's not really him that's right. there but it's like his influence in her head that's clearly trying to convince her to go further to the the, the, the dark multiverse side mm-hmm. of things because he says to her you still don't get the joke do you but you will ha 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 you know um, so he's yeah. in there trying to like sort of coerce her and make her like sort of take that final step into complete darkness but um, you know uh, really cool um, like I say the art's really good uh, like it is definitely cartoon there's, there's one page when she's punching Superman where it kind of extends Superman's neck as if she's punched his head yeah. like out of its socket almost yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the art's generally pretty good and kind of fits the like you say the more bubbly uh, attitude that Supergirl as a book tends yeah. to have uh, and I love Hauser's voice for Kara. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying on Twitter, it feels familiar, but also fresh. Like it's this weird thing because it opens up with her saying, I'm Kara Zorel. And I immediately thought of the TV show. You know how they always have the, like, my name is Barry Allen on the flat. Yeah, yeah. my name is Kara Zorel. I am from Krypton. I was sent, you know, because my world was dying. Yeah. My cousin had and already grown that- up and become Superman. <laughs> yeah. And so I felt that here and I thought, okay, that's a smart you know, on here, but then there's that darkness underneath it too because she's infected. And I just, yeah, I think I hope Hauser's in this for the long haul because yeah, I do too. I, I really enjoy it. And this team, we know through solicits, are going to be going through March, right? Which makes yeah. sense for it's, that's timing. it. Though the March issue still has infected Supergirl, at least in some capacity. Right. So my hope is is that once we switch back to normal Supergirl, that Hauser's still still going to be there in yes. the book. I really want that. I, I do too, and and I and I think she is just on the account of, uh, she was announced as part of that that Superman special, right? Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. that had you know Rucka and uh, and uh, I had all the super book writers action. doing like one short story this. in that book, yeah. Right. So uh, and I and I don't feel that's tied to the infected stuff. So I'm I'm hoping because Supergirl's been pretty consistent. From from rebirth on, yeah, I like, like there's been some hits or misses. Orlando was decent. Like the one miss I can remember is when he tried to interject his yeah yeah you know, the the his thing that that weird but, team yeah pick. yeah like, you know and then and Draco took over and we were out in space for a while and it was it was a lot of fun and yeah and Draco stuff I loved uh, my favorite part of I mean Orlando was all right actually I mean I enjoyed Orlando but yeah. my, the best part of Orlando was that arc where Jodie Hauser funnily enough co-wrote the, the book with yeah. the high school stuff that was really good so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and Draco has been great so um, yeah Supergirl uh, is, is worked out okay obviously I had a break but it wasn't there for a few months but other than that it's, yeah. been, it's been on top form um, so yeah I mean obviously we keep saying that about Batgirl as well Batgirl has been oddly consistent since the start yeah. of Rebirth so Good. Yep. Uh, what are you giving this issue? I'm going to give this one a nine as well. I love this issue. <laughs> Matt, I, I Matt, Matt is just firing out nines and tens all over the place this I week. Am. <laughs> um, God, I am. Have some restraint, man. I am going no. to give this a very solid 8.5. A very solid 8.5. So, well, that's Supergirl 37, which will take us on to Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, Issue 1. Kel Higgins and Matt Groom on, on writing and Tom Rainey on the art. So, 
this is the story of obviously Judas Contract, but instead of what happened, uh, Terra, who originally, of course, was going to keep sort of betraying them, she's working for Deathstroke, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately uh, ends in her death when all the story comes together in the original story. And this version of the story, basically, after a pep talk from from Dick, uh, decides that she should stand up for herself against her her you know her mentor, which is obviously because Dick announces that he's he's not going to be Robin anymore because he wants to leave Batman Shadow. Mm-hmm. So she basically you know almost like bonds with him because she wants to leave Deathstroke so when Deathstroke tries to give her some shit she essentially uses her powers to rip his head off <laughs> no she rips yeah. his body limb from limb it, it's not just the head it's the torso is, the arms are gone like it's I just remember yeah. the, the head flying through the panel yeah, <laughs> yeah that you, cause, it's because you see the head in the next panel but you do see the arms yeah. come off as well fair yeah. enough yeah. So yeah. it's the whole, whole shebang yeah um so we, we we read Judas Contract for a uh, for for a Patreon thing way way a while back. Oh, that no, wasn't Patreon, Matt. This was back when the fifth week um, was so late okay. that we did a trade and you know in, yeah, a, a, okay. in place of books. And then I thought I thought it was just you know maybe the eighties that I didn't enjoy Tara, uh, the way she spoke and the well Higgins and and, and Groom transpose that here, and it was. I just don't like that version of Terra. Um, they they that, did a good job. Yeah, this is uh, accurate, right? <laughs> yeah, and so it just made me realize I don't like that version of, of, of Terra. Like it's just a thing. Like the way that she talks irritates me. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to judge them for that. I just thought like maybe I'm I'm running out of steam on these dark multiverses. Um. Um, I thought this one flowed really because obviously these books have been longer. Yeah, um, I thought this one went, went in quick enough. I didn't feel the the length. Hit, yeah, hit it's, me. see, I didn't, I didn't enjoy. Like, it's fine. Like, I feel like it's very middling. I, I think I enjoyed uh, all the the dark, the actual dark stuff, which was her killing, you know, Deathstroke, but also, um, actually, actually. So, so there's a bit before she kills Deathstroke, right, where she's kind of like complaining about the old man, you know, Wintergreen's around, right? Yeah. I love that after she rips off Deathstroke's body parts in his head and we see his head lying there, the very next panel underneath that, half the page, it's her throwing the doors of the house open and she's just going, oh, Wintergreen! I yeah. laughed out loud at that. I thought that yeah. was really funny. Properly villainous. Yeah. Like, over-the-top yeah. cartoony. Who loses and his hand. And kind of, yeah, <laughs> destroys his hand. Because <laughs> he pulls a gun on her and she crushes it with lava. Yeah. So <laughs> what a way to lose it. He tries to fight back against her to, to electrocute her. It doesn't work. Um, and, you know, so she's like kind of using him. Well, and she it, ends up with Slade's, yeah. So she ends up with, with you know, she had reason that there's no way that Slade wouldn't have a backup plan. Mm. So he has the same, you know, he has the equipment on hand to to return him into Slade. So that's what she goes for. Um, and instead of leaving it and leaving her in a coma like it did with Slade, she, she's fine. She's um, supercharged and becomes Gaia. Yeah, because because Wintergreen was hoping that that would stop her enough. You know, sure I'll go through with it, but she'll be in a coma, comatose like uh, state like Slade was. And it doesn't. And then, yeah, so she she redubs herself Gaia, being, you know, she is Mother Earth, not the Roman goddess of the Earth. I mean, they're the same thing, if you know your Well, mythology. yeah, I, I think it was more how the language evolved that Terra became yeah. 
uh, not a nice word, whereas Gaia still has uh, connotations of, I, you know, Mother Earth, like you say. I, yeah, so... Yeah, that's Which I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, all this talk of Mother Earth is making me think of Poison Ivy and Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, uh, she kills the Titans, and that's all dark and, and whatnot. Blows up the tower. Yeah, yeah she, she they... blows up the tower. She, I mean, she kills, like... And I think she she blasts Donna Troy on a rock into space. Like that yeah. that's what she does to Donna Troy. Oh, and she, yeah. she does my girl Starfire wrong. Starfire tries like to that. escape and then she just reburies her. Yeah. 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 Uh and then Deck and Wally are the last two standing. Uh, well, well Gar's still Gar's still yeah. existing, but Deck and Wally who are both kind of retired, they've both kind of left the Titans, suit back up to take her on because someone needs to stop her. Um, but they both fail. They both get stabbed. Uh, Gar eventually comes in to, because Gar has feelings for her. He tries to yeah. appeal to well, her. Superman comes in first. Oh, Superman's yeah. first. Sorry, I was jumping ahead. Uh, Superman yeah. tries to stop her first, and she finds all the kryptonite on Earth and uses it against them because it's still, it's still, you know, still wrong. Yeah. So she, <laughs> and and that's what I'm talking up to the slaveness, like sure, you know, she she was able to, you know, Separate normally she elements. would have done that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she separated the elements to find the kryptonite and then yeah. use it on him. And, and Superman's and, and Superman's you're being surprised, trying to talk her down, trying to right. convince her to do the right thing. Uh, but she just stabs him like with a shit ton of kryptonite. And then you know we see all the heroes around the world. All the earthquakes are happening, tidal waves, and the rest of it. Gar, who's all like you know two faced looking from from his injuries, <laughs> shows up and tries to convince her that you know she could be better than this. And yep. nope, she she kills, she burns him with lava. Yep. And then the last panel before we go to the uh, Tempest Fujinot to sort of round out the, the the bookend is just Superman lying there with lots of kryptonite sticking out of him, just dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a sad, yeah. sad state of affairs. I think I, I think what I like here though is the framing that this isn't a tragedy. It, this wasn't where something went wrong on this earth. It was, you know, Dick Grayson was was empathetic and went and spoke mm. to someone. And tried to do the right well, yeah. thing. It's, it's what Fujinite says at the end is that the, the sad That's... part here is that, that for the world to be okay, the tragedy had to happen. It was the tragedy of Terra's death, but that needed to happen. Not happening led to this world where she destroys most of the planet and is riding around on a rock dragon. It's pretty cool, <laughs> yeah, the rock dragon is pretty metal. <laughs> like, I love the rock dragon. Like, yeah. You know, Mad Slide's still out on this issue, but then there's a rock dragon, so it's all. I got to the last page and I got, I was like, no, this is fine. I just really, like, <laughs> I can't wait dragon. for her to show up. I, f- I feel like rock dragon in the future. Yeah. This needs like yeah. a metal version of uh, the Neverending Story theme to play. It's uh-huh. just flying a rock dragon. <laughs> the Neverending <laughs> Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what are we rating? Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, Matt. I'll give this a, a solid seven. I think that's fair, Connor. Uh, a little bit higher. I got seven point five. Yeah, I'd agree with Simple. I think the art as well. Well, I don't think it was uh, uh, faultless, okay. but I thought it fit the the the, the tone of the time it, period it was trying to emulate. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell it's going for the uh, George Perez version. Yeah, like like the Starfire and and Robin in particular, like they're very like down to the hair is very George Perez. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah it fits. Uh, okay. uh, so that will uh, take us on to Wonder Twins issue ten. Uh, Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne on the art. Uh, so, you know, feel free to fly through this one. <laughs> uh, am I the only one that read it? Oh, I'm here. 
Okay. <laughs> so the fact that Lex, this is what makes me wonder about the continuity here of Wonder Twins because uh, he's not all doomed out. Is this before any any of that? Uh, because just don't think about it. <laughs> okay, I won't think about it. But this is Lex is lost in space because when the Scrambler was gonna scramble all of Earth, Lex went to outer space in a spaceship, and he's been floating up there ever since. Um, and he's been trying to dial down into LexCorp, where a group of interns has gotten together to ignore him, which cracked me up. They, they've got his corporate card, so they're just yep. ordering in like lobster and it's like lobster, yep. KFC, and pizza all at the same time with like yep. bottles of wine. Yep. And Lex is up there on a ship going, Why didn't they, you know, they, they were supposed to put in the, the, the landing coordinates, but they didn't. It, so he, he, yep. he uh, and, and the interns yep. are bringing in like this other intern to their group. And they're like, is Lex okay with you using his card like this? And they're like, oh, I don't know, let's ask him. And they're like, finally, you're contacting us. Intern number five, a valued member of the team. Now, do your job and you know, give me the coordinates. And uh, and the intern's like, sure, yeah, yeah. You just need to do one thing for me first. And Lex's like, yeah, yeah, sure, anything. And he goes, tell me my, my name. name. <laughs> and obviously, he doesn't Joe, know it. Jason, no, Jethro. And he goes, damn it, and you were grateful when I get back to Earth, and they cut out. Um, and he has to, he's stuck only eating, uh, Luther based yeah. up in, up in the spaceship. Uh, but so our, our heroes, the, the titular heroes, the wonder twins, um, are having to infiltrate Lex news, which let's be real. This is just Fox news. Except uh, they're the, all, the they, they all, uh, shave the heads to like Lex. <laughs> yeah. Which give Fox news enough time and that'll be, you know, also <laughs> they'll, they'll all be doing the swoop comb over. Uh, give it the, time. the, the women uh, too, because yes. she's bold here as well. Like you need, the, right, like, right. Lex has got like no, you're all doing it. Yep. And so uh, the, they're bringing on the lady that has the Kryptonian, you know, device scrambler to to get them to get um, Philo out of the Phantom Zone. And um, so the Wonder Twins infiltrate where where <laughs> Zan or uh, becomes the water in the water cooler. Yep. Uh, with a thank God nobody decided to drink me. I thought that was that was you know classic Russell uh, yep. humor here, but they end up getting it. Um, Gleek's there with them and hide in the umbrella stand with his tail. Hide in the umbrella stand from from a security robot wearing a bow tie. That's the you know I guess segment producer for Lex News. Who knows? We never see him again. But um, uh, they end up. Uh, Basically heading out into space. Um, I'm trying to go through. This. No, yeah, no, they, so they, they, uh, they, they send get the coordinates. Yep. So so Lex gets the coordinates from uh, Gorilla Grodd, uh, who actually isn't Gorilla Grodd. It's Jaina in the form of Gorilla Grodd. Uh, they they land him, uh, trap him in a what looks like a bathroom. Yep. Uh, and and steal the ship, and they can't believe that it works. Uh, and they're heading off into space to to save Philo from the Phantom Zone. Uh, while this is going on, they end up. Or it, it cuts back to the the Colonel, right? The yes. Loeo. Yep. Um, this guy's who's great. been hooked in to the internet. Yep. Because um, he has to, you know, he gets told what it is, and then <laughs> the, he the guys are like. Maybe we shouldn't have connected to the internet. And they're like, wait, can he hear? He's like, what's the internet? He's like, wait, he can hear us. So what's the internet? Yep. Uh, the internet's whatever allows everyone to share, access, share and access information. And he's like, 
So, internet is communism. Sort of. Yeah. And so, so yeah, this was probably a mistake. They claim as they hook them into the internet. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but basically, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Philo's daughter, Polly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Polly starts basically being like, well, I, you kind of can feel like these are her true friends because they are willing to save Lex Luthor from outer space, steal his spaceship, uh, infiltrate Lex News to get her dad back. And take the spaceship to next to a black hole because they need to go to the event horizon uh, yep. because the gravitational stress will weaken the plane of the Phantom Zone or make it easier mm -hmm. to break out. Right. Where they, uh, uh, Zan becomes a, an ice particle, basically, through space. Yeah, because this um, is great. Because Paul's like, hey, hey, if you go to a deep space without a suit, you'll freeze in seconds. And he goes, yep. I know. I'm counting on it. It becomes a big yep. ice yeah. uh, needle. It's really, really good. Like, well, this is what's crazy is that, like, we we kind of knew Mark Russell, right, from the, the Flintstones. He did the Snagglepuss stuff. But he's kind of an unknown quantity uh, for, for DC characters mm. uh, when he started this. And, and then he like, put him on I the mean, Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins? Yeah. yeah. A little, like, I really enjoy these characters now. And, it, and it's all his fault. Yeah. You know? like So he, um, he, does, he smashes the, 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 the Phantom Zone uh, plane. <laughs> And it's yep. a fantastic two-page spread of the way it shatters. And yep. then uh, Jaina transforms into some octopus legs, you know, yep. just from the waist down. She just becomes an mm -hmm. octopus uh, and grabs everyone to save them. Yep. So pulls everybody out of the Phantom Zone. And, uh, you know, Zam looks worse for wear. <laughs> and, but... and they're like, yeah, yeah, please don't die. Goes, it looks like this party could use some ice. Yeah, but he goes, wait, how long have you been sitting on that line? I meant to use it before, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, Nancy, I don't know. So, like, that Harley cartoon premiered this week, right? Or last week yeah, um, for, for DC. I feel like we need a Wonder Twins cartoon in this, I'd with this it. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something I could have seen. Or if they want to do it in the old Super Friends style of that mm -hmm. animation, but with the modern... I mean, sensibilities. If they, if they can emulate Steve Burns' style. Yeah. More like, better. Yeah. More the better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another guy also, because there's a, a, a koala in, in the seat. Because um, yeah. of one of the guys that's on there. Um, one of the guys, like, my wife isn't going to believe any of this. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, so they're on their way back. But meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice, uh, Colonel 86 is taking control of the internet. Uh, and the Justice League looks like they're in trouble. Uh, yeah. Hawkman's there, so uh, it's nice to again. See. I have no idea what the continuity is in all of this, I, but I, I don't, I don't we, care. It's out of continuity. I'm enjoying it. The only thing that's going to make it weird continuity-wise is when these when these two show up in Young and Justice. They're showing up in well, Young Justice and uh, Action Comics because that's right. all of the young heroes and stuff. So that that's what I mean. I'm I'm glad they're there. I like that Zan and Jaina are characters of the greater world but whatever this adventure is if it's outside but then again it's also wonder comics so yeah i'm fine accepting this as just being its own it's, it's a 12 issue thing it, it doesn't have any connection it's just what right. it is that's um, that's fine yeah. so but yeah no it's it's a whole lot of fun uh yep yeah that, that entire sequence of them in space and him turning into an ice rocket essentially yeah and yeah, so and then not making the pun when he meant to, so doing it when he got yep. back instead. Yep, 
Oh, okay. So, all right. So, what's your rating, Connor? Uh, it's yet another 8.5 from me. I'm going to go slightly lower. I'm going to go with an 8. But I've already ridiculously overgraded things this week, so I have to even out. Yeah, I, I feel like this week, uh, the, the degrader is gone. Yeah. For uh, now. But they'll return next week. Yeah, the degrader never well, stays dead, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like oh. Jason. It's and I've tried, I've tried many a time to kill it. He has. He has tried. Uh so real quick yesterday was was holiday day at work for people to, to dress up and and their best holiday gear so you know santa hats whatever reindeer mm-hmm. ears but it was also friday the 13th so you <laughs> bet your sweet asses i wore my jason shirt uh mm. from from violent gentlemen uh, you mix hockey and and jason Voorhees, and you have a product that i'm of course gonna buy yeah i've got so, uh, i've got a jason Voorhees hockey shirt in the in the closet yeah, yeah. Nice. sells itself doesn't it yeah. 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 Honestly, I'd have worn it yesterday if I'd remembered. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Friday the 13th. Oh, no. I bought this shirt back in October when me and my brother went to California. It was one of the mm. reasons we went to that store, and I have not worn it. I saved it till yesterday, Friday the 13th, Wait, during hey. hockey season, to wear it. <laughs> yes, that's how yes. much of a nerd I am. Unfortunately, also wore a compass shirt the week before. Yeah. So. Me, me and Tim couldn't unfortunately have the next Friday the 13th movie which is Jason X for the record the next one we're going to do when we get back to it uh, but there is a handy playlist of the nine movies so far that we've reviewed on streams after midnight Slacking. should anyone want to go and check it out but we're doing Christmas movies right now it's middle of Christmas season which is makes it weird yeah but Friday the hey. 13th you get, you get one of those every so often you get Christmas yeah but every we got another year. one we got another one coming up because I asked my wife for the for the collection on on Blu-ray, so I don't have to rely on streaming the next Friday the Thirteenth. Because mm. uh, who decided to, re- to remove them all right before Halloween? Bunch of idiots. I think I've been Disney there too. It's always the who way. Knows? Yeah, but uh, next one's in March. Yep. Yeah, so I hopefully I have them by March so we can watch. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. All right, I'll take us on then to the Batman's Grave issue three. Warren Ellis writing with Brian Hitch on art. This is just me, so um, Matt gets a break for a change because I don't think Matt's had yeah, one yet. Yes. Super rare. Uh, I'm making this quick though, so don't uh, do it into. That's fine. Browse Twitter right now. Um, so Batman's Grave and um, Batman's investigate a crime: the the death of this uh, ex DA in a mansion. And Batman's looking at the crime. Much like the last issue, it was a very quick read because there's a good portion of it where once a fight scene takes place, it takes up like half the pages of the book with no dialogue. and uh, But it's super good to look at and the fight feels really good. So Batman, after some bickering with Alfred, uh, who has a couple of weird, like, but fun sort of... Uh, at one point, Bruce is basically saying, hey, Alfred, you, you work all day in the house and then you spend all night in the in the back cave doing batman shit like how, how do you manage that and alfred drops a joke imply saying that he's basically doing hard cocaine <laughs> the whole time and that's how he does it wow that's uh and he's just joking because they were talking about narcotics so it's kind of it's relevant to what they were saying so he just he didn't pull a cocaine joke out of nowhere but like it just it was that and then he, there's some joking after that about how a lot of batman's best work is done when he's at, at the bat cave just on the computer you know despite the fact that he's batman a lot of his his job is actually sitting at a desk on a computer and alfred then says oh they should do the office batman edition i'm sure that'd be a good show <laughs> like there's a couple of weird cracks from alfred at this issue but i'm not gonna say i didn't chuckle at them uh so he goes to the mansion where this guy lives 
um, and they're suspecting, okay, he, he was a dodgy DA, had a lot of criminal ties, maybe one of them wanted to kill him off. Um, he goes in, uh, once he gets to the mansion, it's completely silent, and it's him searching, you know, very, very methodically through the mansion, and he eventually comes to the guy's office, and he's attacked by this this big guy in a silly mask and suit. And they have a big fight scene. Uh, but Batman grabs something off the desk, and I'm glad that they made a point of explaining what this was, because it wasn't obvious from the art. And to be Is fair... Is that cocaine? It's not cocaine. <laughs> but... He did um, explain. It's basically like a, a you know, like a, an Alexa style device. You know, uh, one of those. But obviously, like a fake. You know, uh, what company did they say it was in here? Because because Batman complained that there was a Wayne Tech version that was a. Uh, oh, it's LexCorp. It says it's yes. It's Alexicon. LexCorp's uh, voice assistant, uh, home voice assistant. Uh, and again, this is an old dig from Alfred, where he's like, people put these things with microphones in their houses. And he's like, yeah, well, the the Wayne Tech version was beat by the Lexcart one. And he's like, uh, you wanted to put cameras and, and microphones in everyone's houses? And he just kind of smirks and Alfred goes, of course you did. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so basically look into this and they're like, okay, there was a bunch of drugs in his system. He was prescribed a lot of stuff by his therapist. Uh, he cut he cut the therapist off because he thought the therapist was abusing uh, his wealth. Um, but he got addicted to a lot of things and... Some of it's really weird and rare, and they're looking into this, and maybe uh, this is the other villain who who showed up to fight Batman was also there to like grab this uh, voice assistant, uh, but that's what they're looking into. Um, but yeah, so I mean, much like Ass issue, it's got a really weird structure, and then it kind of starts and ends with Batman and Alfred just in the cave, kind of like investigating stuff. But it it's really emphasizing the 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 detective work over like the other stuff it's not like these big plots about you know things but once again it has this kind of sherlocky scene where batman imagines he's in the crime scene and he's sort of going through all the details and he's talking as if he is the the victim and okay so my psychologist prescribed all this stuff i realized that he's maybe abusing me and then i you know cut him off but i'm already addicted and i might as well finish everything uh but he theorizes that someone hacked his uh you know his lex lexicon his alexis thing and you know basically tells him to kill himself while he's on these drugs that's what his theory is right now um so he's going off to uh to look, look into things uh and that's where the issue ends so yeah it is honestly it's solid uh, i think it's a very fine uh, little standalone batman story um uh, and i'm looking forward to the next issue art's very good uh from hitch and you know i never used to like hitch that much but he seems to have improved quite a bit uh in the last couple of years so uh yeah, yeah. Solid. Uh, uh, no, I mean, it's not essential reading if you want to rate for the trade. I get it, uh, but it is a solid Batman story that I think is well written. Uh, that focuses on detective work, and if that's appealing, then go for it. Uh, I would give this issue a solid eight out of ten. So hmm. there you go. Uh, which will take us on to Far Sector issue two. Uh, N.K. Jemsen writing with Jamal Campbell on the art, the murder mystery. And the mythology building of these three races and the people on this on this planet, um, including the fact that the vegetables like to eat people, especially people that they have a, a bond with or see as intelligent. Yeah, and th- and that's a compliment. The the you smell delicious. <laughs> it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of respect. <laughs> also, uh, so they're Venus fly flytrap people, right? You know, that, Basically, that's why they're all yeah. covered up. Yeah, I don't know if I got that from the first issue. Like I knew they were plant based. But now that that final page made sense, uh, with all the remember with all the plant stuff, yeah, jetting out, yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so we find out a bunch of stuff. Her her roommate, uh, uh, I think Joe, they're calling her for short because uh, yeah, for it's it's a joiner. Yeah, they're calling her Joe. Uh, so uh, Joe's roommate, who she's living with, basically, uh, who apparently they had like a quick fling because like she was flirty with her, but then they realized that that wasn't going to go anywhere. I wonder if that'll come up again because I feel like a weird thing to throw in there like that and then just kind of move yeah, on past or it. Or it's just establishing too that she's a little bit more fluid. Um, I think yeah, that she's she's very open to have, yeah. having it on with all the alien species here. Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, obviously, we get to the big dance uh, number later, but uh, yeah. she, you know, she's like, "Hey, but remember, he all he, because he said that he wants to eat you." Yeah, <laughs> remember Don't he wants ever to eat you. Forget <laughs> the plant people will eat you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. as 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 well as this, you know, as well crafted as this book is as great as the character joe is i'm just kind of thinking how fun would the story been with with jessica cruz you know a story like this Uh, right like we have other lanterns not again i don't want this to make it sound like old grumpy guy new characters suck because she doesn't she's good i I think i like her I think the reason I, I don't know if it was ever even considered, but the reason why I think that they wouldn't have said just do this with Jessica is because, and the reason why this is young animals because it's meant to be a mature book. So she drops f bombs at one point. And uh, I understand that, but I'm saying, while Morrison's off doing his own thing, this is the only Green Lantern thing I'm reading. Yeah. Right. I miss Green Lantern. Like, why couldn't we do one of stories? There's a couple of reasons. Uh, one, they're using Jessica elsewhere. Right, and they just don't want to deal with. Yeah, but I don't like that, Connor. No, I know, I know, because because <laughs> the book that she's in is not good. But that's that that sucks. I know. Yeah. And also, just hey, we've got another one to play with down the line now. Now we can do a story with her and Jessica. Yeah, let's let's talk about some movie references here because the book opens with her doing Morpheus. She sits down in the green yep. chair with the sunglasses on. Yeah. Uh, so you know, some movie references coming in. She's hunting the the culprit who who you know killed the, the prisoner last issue um, yeah. and, and ultimately loses them and actually loses the ability to fly she's kind of panics midair in this old woman yeah she's she, grabbed she loses onto. her concentration yeah and she thought it was really notable that even at the start where she's chasing after the guy and she's confident enough with the ring clearly because she's you know making the big hands to try and catch him yeah. and you know splitting mm-hmm. the crowd but she's running and i thought that was really notable immediately um before she even got to the point where she acknowledged that okay she's gonna have to fly and she makes a big deal out of it. You know, she she goes down into like you know the, the 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 superhero flight pose right before she does it. When I don't think she has to do that, but I think she's like trying to psych herself up for it. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure we'll learn more about how she ended up with her powers because obviously, as as we said the first issue, she doesn't have a ring in the way that she's been given it. She's she's kind of tapped into the same energy, but she's not a a, a picked lantern. You know, um, mm-hmm. so but the Guardians did send her here, right? Yeah, they did send yep. her here, but it's notable that they maybe sent her to the furthest outpost in the, in the universe because she's like, to, you know, she points to out get she's her off the books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and anyone so, else find it really interesting that the guardians of all people sent her to somewhere where they have no emotions? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's the thing. She's talking to her roommate about the emotion exploit and how everyone has their emotions yeah. dampened. You know, it's very equilibrium. It's very dystopian yeah. sci-fi, all that stuff. Um, and some people are like, are sort of like circumventing it, and they're seen as criminals and. Because there's a point here where uh, Joe says to one of them that, like, "Hey, you know that not everyone with emotions, you know, is crazy, right? Like it's normal." Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things I thought was really interesting, probably my favourite scene of the issue, honestly, it was the conversation with the roommate because the roommate, like, starts saying that she's jealous because, you know, you have all these emotions and I expected someone with emotions because we've spent centuries by this point also, you know, all suppressing our emotions. I was expecting you to be like a, a weird wreck who was doing things willy nilly all over the place, but you're not. You actually, you know, when to keep your emotions in check and you know when to let them out. Like you have this control, this natural control yeah. over them that they just she, she don't have. So these people who take yeah. the drug to circumvent the the exploit, it, it, they just don't yeah, know how to the control them. Yeah. Well, yeah. so the first part, she kind of just described Guy Gardner. <laughs> the, you can't keep your emotions in check and, and whatnot, like. So uh, yeah, that was pretty hilarious, right? And uh, but yeah, but no, she she was describing the human experience, right? Whereas that's part of our flaws as humans yeah. is as much as we want to dampen the emotions, we kind of can't. And learning to be or learning to be a human, like I'm a robot, but uh. it, in experiencing life as a human is learning to control those emotions. Yeah, and, and obviously we sometimes you know, lose control. We'll get upset or we'll get angry well, and like they'll burst out, you know, and some people are especially bad at that and those are the serial killers and so on and so forth. But like, And, and me during traffic because people are idiots <laughs> and don't understand how to merge. Um, oh, people have a yeah. list. They oh, are. Dear. They are, and that's it. And this is where, like, I don't know if that's straight uh, misanthropy from me or if it's, I expect so much more out of humans and they keep disappointing me and that's why they're the worst. Mm. You know, like, I, I don't know. But uh, but no, I really like like Pete saying that that's the main chunk of this book that really resonated with me was the, you know, I wish we could do this, but we can't and that's why we have these damn yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, we have that conversation and the two main things we really get from this issue is a lot more background on the, the planet people, which are the, the Ketopli, the Ketopli. Uh, yeah. and that page where the roommates explain it and we see the actual images yep. of what they look like with their, their cloaks off and the uh, big, it's kind yeah. of terrifying yeah it's, pro- it's proper horror movie way. stuff yep, um, yep, and yep. then of course she goes to see the other the other guy uh, who dances with her and he's obviously from one of the other races who is a bit more suave and as she points out like, one of the first things he says is that he's thrilled to see her and she's like that's a weird word to use for someone who's not got many emotions yeah, yeah. The, 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 she mentions how you know you don't really notice how many you know, feeling words they are in language and it's the same way how right. You know, if you just try to go to another culture, there's there's so yep. many just things that you know, like like phrases that you'll say that don't translate because they don't have that yep. that phrase. Yeah. Um, um. Well, and I also like too that the we we see that sometimes her ring translation struggles to keep up with yeah, with, with new dialects and different stuff. So I like that that happens after. Like she's like, oh wait, thrilled. That's a that's an emotional word. So, um. But you know, no, 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 that's kind of weird. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, she goes to see uh, the spokesperson for the NA, and I, obviously I didn't remember any of these names from last issue because this is a lot yeah. of new terminology to keep it's up. It's very with. dense. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so go see this guy from the NA, and he absolutely does. We had a big two-page spread of them dancing like all I, over the room. I felt like I was reading Wicked and Divine, and I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Which is probably why it was um, my least favorite page of the whole book. <laughs> no, uh, so. I also like that the we get a little bit more into the Na culture, how they all came in, and that's why they have the names that they do, is that they all came in on kind of different ships that became their own culture within the Na, which became their own nations. So when he says he'll talk to so-and-so because we're, what was the word, ship, shipkin, um, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, he, he's from the same place I am. Um, and and that's why I love these kind of sci-fi tropes in that way that 
uh, you know, it, it breaks down. He, everything you need to know about that culture is is summed up in those couple lines. Yeah, and the ship clan, I think it was. Yeah, at the end of the ship book. Clan. There you go. Yeah, you're back to Matt. Uh, the end of the, the book is uh, her realizing that he's on switch off. You know, the the, the, the drug yep. that's you know letting him experience his emotions. emotions on. And, yeah, and again, it's to, to us. Oh, yeah, you know, someone's feeling things. That's not that big a deal, but yeah. it's uh, systematically established that. The people here do not understand how to control their emotions. Yeah, and, without this, is, and, and this is a leader. This is someone who's high up. You know. Yeah. Um, so he's he's probably making some crazy rash decisions. Yeah. Uh, so no, very very interesting. Like you see, there's a lot yeah. of mythology in here. It's it, very dense, but. Um, I was I was surprised at the page count because the last one took me a little bit to get through, and this one was a breeze. Um, but the last one was longer, right? There's more pages. I don't think so. No, I just felt it. Just felt like it because it was so dense. Um, I I mean, I still think this feels longer than a lot of the other books I read this week, just because Mm -hmm. it is a lot more dense. But it wasn't as dense as the first one. The first one felt like it took a while to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one didn't. So when I got to the end, I I was like, oh, that's it. Okay, because I was expecting to be reading for a little bit longer. Yeah, but I I really uh, feel like we had a handle on the the mythology as well. Yeah. Yeah, at least two out of three. I mean, the third because I I couldn't even tell you right. All, all the fact that they were the more computerized yeah. ones, I couldn't yeah, tell yeah. you much about the third, third yeah, so culture. You, yeah, you kind of have the the ones with the fins and tails, the the nah, Then you have the plant ones, and then you have the robotic ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I say, we we've got two of them now. Like, and they're they're yeah. built like last issue was an introduction to a, a in a general sense. Yep. Yeah. All of them. This kind of focused in mostly on the plant people, but gave us some of the nah as well. We got mm-hmm. you know a bit of both. And it is kind of really, uh, you know, I understand the everything in this issue. You know, okay, everything's become a lot clearer, and I'm sure we'll get maybe next issue or you know, whenever it is that for yeah. the, you know, mm. the the more robotic people, we'll get that for them as well. And while maybe I don't know all the names exactly yet, mm-hmm. you know, if you say, oh, the plant people, okay, I know exactly what exactly. they're about. I know something yeah. about their culture. That, I know what they look like. Yeah, and that page where you look at the history of them, just done in like, you know, like memories almost. Yeah. I, uh, such a cool looking page. Oh, it's great. Uh, obviously, you know, Campbell's art is always fantastic, but this yeah. is some great layout work, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. That's issue issue two. Matt, what are you giving it? Oh, um, it was an 8.5. Connor? Yeah, 8.5. I have a solid 8. Solid 8. So there you go. That's first sector issue two, which will take us on to Batman Curse of the White Knight issue five. Uh, Sean Murphy obviously doing both writing and art. Uh, back to the main story. Obviously, we had the Von Freeze issue last month instead. Yep. Um, we start with Gordon's funeral. Yeah, sad, sad yeah, times. Very sad. Yep. Barbara's, you know, in a wheel in the wheelchair. From, well, that's what getting stabbed with the famous sword will do for you. Yeah, after the last issue. Um, Azrael basically goes rogue against the people who were in charge of him uh, yeah. and you know explains that his sword's covered in like kerosene or whatever it was and it was napalm that's what it was and yeah. he says that he presses a button to ignite it but it's still flammable like, I could still just put it here and if I put a candle a or something here a candle yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be, and... be very threatening with the whole thing uh, and of course the book ends and obviously I'm obviously a lot to talk about in between but just in terms of Azrael the book ends with him sort of in his Batman armor like, he's, he's, he's like now trying well, to you know, turn to Batman. Yeah. So, so the people that were the, the charged... best I'm Batman moment I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So skipping over a big, huge beat where because I, you know, earlier, earlier we we've had the you know the the nightfall right. That's what you think. Oh sure, yeah. Azrael. 
So when the people that are in charge try to regain control, they sick Bane on Jean Paul. And you're like, oh shit, we're doing Bane now. Yeah, we're doing and Bane. And now we're doing Bane. Yeah, versus Azrael. And he's going to break up Batman. Except, uh, no. <laughs> he's dead in like three pages. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just that he kills him. It's that Bane, because like, Azrael says something like, oh, that that yeah. you know that pipe going from the back of your head that has your venom, that's like a, a weak yeah. spot. And Bane says something like, oh, yeah. but that's, that's it's like a temptation to come in. If you're, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're that brave, then go for it. And he's like, it. sure. And he doesn't just cut the pipe, he cuts his whole head off with it. <laughs> Yeah, I yelled, holy shit, and my <laughs> wife goes, what? And I go, you wouldn't get it. Um, <laughs> it's it's this great subversion of expectations because you go, yeah. oh shit, Bane. You know, and, and like you say, and he you has know, him the up. nightfall connotations with Azrael, you're like, oh shit, we're going yeah. there. Yeah, he has him up, ready to do the, the backbreaker. And no, uh, the, the Phantom, you know, big tag to the to the partner while he's up. And that's it. Like, and I yeah. love Luchador Bane. Bane as a Luchador is my favorite take on him. And so his mask that's here, cool. yeah, he's he's got like the almost the Matador style coat. Yeah, and honestly, the, the Lucha flourishes is on the mask. So, as someone who's never really given a shit about Azrael, this might be a far more interesting Azrael than yep. the main continuity he's ever had. And so, <laughs> definitely. And, and it's so, kind of funny that we, we've talked about in the past how there's there's a lot of stories yeah. where Bane gets shafted. Yeah. Uh, even down to the current Batman story, yeah. right? And we, we've talked yeah. about, you know, Dan Outrises. But this here doesn't apply because you're expecting stuff because it's mm-hmm. Bane. But because it's, you know, it, it, this isn't like four issues later where they do this. Where, no. where, you know, it's, it's three pages. Immediate. Yeah. Immediate. And so, uh, <laughs> as cool as that stuff is, though, we get more in the backstory, which, you know, again, I love that Bane moment. But the backstory here, where we where we find out about the Waynes, uh, completely, basically shaping Gotham from the very start by getting rid of the original settlement settlement into a reservoir. Yeah, by flooding it, by putting a dam up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like oh and, and man, going, we're Gotham here now, bitches. Exactly, yeah. and uh, and because of what we think is the the so some of my favorite pages blood between yeah. the order of saint dumas and, and him um but yeah some of my favorite pages of this book are, are batman going down and with the breather to look at this yeah. old town um, that's down that's, there that is such a murphy read the wake shot yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i get to the way he goes <laughs> to the water and it's just the lines cut out the, the the form of him diving that that is i when i think murphy i think of scenes like that because that happens in the wake that happens in his american vampire story it's happened in, uh, I think, even in the first issue of Chrononauts, which is the only one that I've read, the the Millar oh, book. Yeah, I feel that's in there. So it's like his you know, thing, but but yeah. So he finds this this original settlement, and he finds a grave to to Saint Dumas and or Dumas, whatever we're, we're calling it. Um, uh, and then he comes back to tell them, uh, you know, tell tell the the group what what's going on. And yeah, the, the group the group just to remind everyone, the group here consisting of not only uh, Dick. But also Bullock and Renee Montoya. Right. Uh, That's a point. Joe, you know I think there was one moment with Bullock that I didn't like. I'm going to try and find out because there was one moment where I went, that's the least Bullock moment I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, he has an outburst because uh, Batman wasn't at the funeral because he was investigating, but it's also almost out of respect because he got Gordon. He feels like he got Gordon murdered and he couldn't handle being there. So it's this real vulnerable moment out of Bruce. 
Yeah. And he admits to Renee, which I, which I really, I really like. He explains the the, the backstory and yeah. you know what his theory is about what the revenge is for, and then yeah. he admits that he doesn't think the clue really came from Joker; it came from Jack Napier. Yeah. So he he goes to Harley to go and speak to Joker because Batman basically means that Joker will be the one that comes out, but Harley right. may have a chance with the kids, the new babies, to like right. draw out Jack, and that leads to her to go to the you know to go to Arkham uh, and speak to him. And eventually, you know, he's he's very awful to her, but eventually he does, you know, reveal Jack. And I think uh, there's a bit of a, a tease here where, like, he explains what the writing on the wall means to her. And he says, yeah. don't tell Batman because this will destroy him. This and, and the look on her face is horrified what, what, yeah. she, what he tells her. Yeah. And so... And later on, we see Batman ask, like, did he explain the writing on the wall? And she says, oh, he, does, he doesn't know. She lies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, that too, from, from the back... Uh, the backstory of Gotham is that the the people that that couldn't afford to be moved, like they couldn't afford it after they flooded it, were put into was it Brockport, where Duke's from. So it's like the low end of mm. Gotham, and it kind of shaped it from the beginning. So it's it's tying all of these people in Gotham together, and that the Waynes, you know, this curse isn't just like a and what we think of as of a curse, but of history as well. Yeah. Like he completely shaped the city, uh, and and Bruce continues to do that. Yeah, uh, the the group uh, look into the DNA. They, fi- they figure out it's Jean Paul yeah. Valley. They figure out he's got cancer, know who he is, and they also yeah. look into who his sort of henchmen are. And it's yeah. like these people who have been wronged in some way that he's went in to save. You know, he saved people from death camps. He saved people from like you yeah. know being POWs. But they're all people who you can you can kind of see why they've they've become loyal to him, given where he saved yeah. them from. Like, yeah. well, it's his it's his order. And they're kind of what are they called, like the Flaming Angels or something along that lines. And it was his. Uh, that was his squad, right? Uh, yeah. In the army. Um, yeah. And Blood he's, Angels. He's a Green Beret, Blood Angels, and uh, and that they're really like you know salt the earth types in, in their revenge, and that their code names are also the two that they sing a lot here are Gabriel and, and Michael, right? Which Archangels. Are Archangels, right? And I, you know, someone that doesn't know. Christian, you know, uh, I don't want to call it mythology, but you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the biblical stuff there, the references. I do know those two. Um, so, so yeah, so the idea of the book is that Azrael Batman goes yeah. to Arkham and basically kills a number of Batman's uh, rogues gallery. Like, I don't go- like this. Just goes yeah. through them with a flaming sword. Croc gets killed. Uh, you know, the what do you call Ivy it? Gets it. Christ, yeah. yeah. Um, Two Face. Two Face. That's a great panel, though. Yeah, down the middle it as well. Splits get, his face. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Riddler's gone. So he, he gets to Joker yeah. and he's like, oh, it's clearing out the competition, I see. So so he's here for yeah. Joker. I mean, I doubt he kills yeah. Joker, but you know, that's, that's what yeah. was the final page where he says, I'm Batman. Yeah. And you just see yeah. that there's row of dead yeah. bodies behind him that he's and just yeah. went through. Because, you know, they, 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 they let me the walk in. Why would they do that? Because I'm Batman. And it's just like, oh, yeah. shit. Yep. Now, that's how and you make it, that line work. It, it does. Uh, and he could have even added a goddamn in there, too. With, yeah, because <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. Right. You, you and, could, it would have worked. Yeah. And so, but yeah, he's in the in the blue techno kind of suit that we all associate with Nightfall. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, man, Murphy's just killing it with this book. Uh, I and, love and this version of Batman. It's so impressive that I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Give me Flaming Sword Azrael in the bat suit. Give me, you know, all the Saint Dumas history yep. stuff. Give me all the vampire stuff. And at the same time, I'm going, 
oh, God damn it, Bruce is going to be so broken at the end of this, even more so, oh. because the whole thing is Harley's like, you know, you've got to trust me. And he is working on trusting her. And, and it's not whatever the, it's not whatever she knows that's going to break him. It's the fact that she didn't tell him. I say, I don't know. I, I do feel like it's, she is going to tell him and that's going to lead to it. But I also feel like she, she's a psychologist, right? Psychiatrist. She knows yeah. how to deal with that, with this trauma that it's going to cause. So I feel like whatever, whenever she chooses to let him know, I think Harley is also going to be a key in, in him rebuilding himself. Yeah. Be, because of her past. And I, I feel that that's what, why Jack said it. Jack knows this, right? Jack wants what's best for everybody. Um, yeah, and, but I think I think it's something that, that Bruce maybe could have handled, but I think it's the fact yeah. that he's just coming around to trusting someone yeah. again, yeah. and and it's gonna do this. To, it's just gonna it's gonna break him all over again, and you know that's kind of where we where we started this story, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been great. I mean, the the only thing I don't love about this because one of the things I, I didn't necessarily like conceptually about the first story was this idea of like jack being inside i was never a big fan of that that jewel it's thing it's weird but it murphy makes it work yeah i mean it's not a huge part of this issue and i'm not gonna let it bog it no. down because i love the rest of it but i mean yeah, i didn't I like have to go with it don't you i didn't like I it almost, in the first story so i have to mention it. i've not changed my mind on it it's just yeah i almost i almost wish that it wasn't like when he turns into jack it's not just a a, a physical thing but like he's <laughs> the hair color and, and white skin are gone and that's kind of a problem for, I don't want to say believability. I wasn't sure comics. if it actually was gone or if it was more just a look wish we're portraying it that way. Okay. Because if that's the case, I could see that, that Harley looks around and instantly sees him as Jack and not Joker. Yeah, because I bought it in the first volume where it was taking like actual drugs. to that, that, Okay, sure, yeah. that'll, that and, you know, you yeah. stuff. But here is a, an instantaneous switch. So I don't know if it actually was a switch or if it was just more mm. perception okay. and it was just illustrating that to us yeah. by doing it. I, I also like how she explains why she wears the diamonds, which mm. uh, on her suit is because when he reached out to her for the first time in Arkham as Harleen, that it was on a three of diamonds. Mm. And so she wears that on a suit as a, you know, as, as a, a, not a remembrance, it's the word I'm looking for. Uh, reminder, I guess you can say. Yeah. Of 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 Jack and and Harleen, so yeah, it's oh man, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm gonna give this one a nine. There's flowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not firing blanks today. Uh, Connor. None. It's all right, you got back up on this one, Matt. I'm also giving it a nine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just going with a straight eight on this one. Very, 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 very good. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, a little bit lower than you guys uh, so that's uh, Batman Curse of the Waiting issue 5 uh, that'll take us on to the last new book of the week uh, and there's a very long list of books um, we may have broken a record with this episode I'm not sure I'll, yeah. I, I, I will not tell I've edited it for sure because obviously would you take out the tangents yeah the bonus bits and whatnot. it's, it's, it's hard to say the record I think is like 3 hours 10 minutes but I mean we'll see um, this has felt like an attorney <laughs> we, we got started late too you know so we're, we're still making the time after like it was what was like two or three books ago it was like maybe after Dark multiverse i thought oh Dark multiverse that, that's near the end and i was like oh my god there's still so many books left yeah because obviously the, the the hell house and the young animal and you know all that stuff always goes at the end yeah black label. No, of course, it does i know it does yeah but I'm, in my in my head when we're getting to dark multiverse stuff we're near the end usually and, 
<laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, oh my god, there's still so much. Usually. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think it's been a good show, though. I think people it's, will be it's enjoying this. It's a damn this. good job we're splitting next week in two, let me tell you that. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, well, that's the funny thing, is this week, this week almost feels worse because it's just it's a bigger batch in one go because we're not splitting it. Yeah. But it would have been, obviously, anyway. Yeah, anyway. I liked it. There was way more books this week than I'm going to have next week. And uh, Well, per episode. Think, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 All right, let's get through this last one so then I can ignore Connor on, on his Patreon book. <laughs> that's fine. So uh, Dollhouse Family, issue two came out this mm-hmm. week. Uh, Mate Carey writing with Peter Gross on the art. And this contains the story of young Alice, who, of course, ended the first mm-hmm. issue with her murdering her her father with a, with a hammer. <laughs> yeah as you do as you do and her mother takes the fall for her because she doesn't want her daughter to like go to you know prison juvie whatever she's she's like not i kill i killed my husband uh you know just tell my daughter i love her and this this um sets her on a path where she's at this kind of like boarding house for for kids um and this there's this kid named jenny particularly who's a little bitch and is making her life miserable to the point where she actually stabs herself so to make to make uh, what the a screwdriver the, there's these potential parents who are going to adopt yeah. uh, adopt alice and this girl when no one's looking stabs herself with a screwdriver that, that that alice was using for a little project and then says alice stabbed me and obviously the popular people are too scared to take her now because she, they think she just stabbed someone and you know, and all all this time the dollhouse is like, "Hey, Alice, we're here. Say say the phrase again and come, come in." Because that's yeah, it. Alice back. isn't saying a single word. She is. No, yeah. she's completely mute. And that's another thing that Jenny's getting up. The that that oh, she's a terrible brat. <laughs> that oh no, she's this is all just a play. She's playing this up so she but gets she, more. She can talk, but yeah. she's choosing not to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, that's not how trauma works. You you shit nugget, like, and. uh and yeah, so if I, I think it's even be- maybe I don't know if it's before or after this, but she's going to go see her mother in prison, and they yep. get a phone call that her mother's been stabbed by another prisoner, and her mother's and it, now yeah. dead. And it's yeah. and then she feels just the it adds to it because she's feeling the guilt because her mom yeah. took the rap for her, and that's when and she gives in she and goes, goes she goes to the house uh, and goes in. Yeah. Um, and of course, because it's going back and forth between this and the story and the, the, the you know the backstory the from the the, the, you know, the the 19th century, uh, we actually have context for who one of the people in the house is at this point, mm-hmm. uh, who turns out to be the baby from the the backstory, which we'll get to in a minute. But yep. um, they're, they're saying, "Hey, I know you turned us down with with uh, with your dad, but you know we can take care of this little bitch, Jenny. Like we can <laughs> we can take care of her. Yeah, we got this. You can stay here." And she doesn't. And no. the voice in the black room doesn't doesn't like get angry. It just says, "Hey, okay, that's two times, but I'm, I've got a feeling third time's a charm. You'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you'll you'll be back. They always come back." And yeah. um, but Jenny happened to see her do the do the poem or whatever it was, the magic words. Yeah, which this is almost like a dark Shazam story now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and so she tries it and. Uh, that doesn't end up well for Jenny, does it? No, the book ends with like Jenny, like you know, the voice talks to her, says, "Oh, sorry, little one. I'm only interested in people from a particular family tree." So even though yeah. we said last time the people in the house aren't yeah. literally a family, they technically are all related. But it sounds odd. Yeah. Yep. So, Cordwainer is is her ancestor great, great. in some yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm glad you remember that name because well, I don't remember it. <laughs> Cordwainer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's such a weird name. Um, um, yeah, well, also. The, the black room voice, uh, we'll call this the black voice going forward, also said that they tried to get Alice's mom, but she wouldn't mm. play. 
you know yeah. so um the, the final show just to finish off this jenny stuff is that the voice says to her but nobody who knocks on uh my door is ever sent away and the last panel is just her shoes left on their own in front of the, the little dollhouse it's just a great little like no she's gone <laughs> like she's been eaten by the house uh, uh I loved it. yeah no really really good stuff and then the flashback story is that after the guy uh after he comes back from his adventure in the cave uh falls in love with his nurse and wants right. to marry her and she's this poor nurse and she's like sure because you're from this rich family you're nobility and his parents are like you're crazy is this this filthy poor person oh, and she can't even even, give... even she's like why me yeah. like i'm i'm just a nurse and everyone around him is kind of like well you know how people are lord saint gail syndrome like mm. they fall in love with their nurses she even brings that up to him he's like oh no no i you're you're the one i know it yeah and, and uh, his parents are like she's barren she can't give kids why, why would you do this and yeah. Obviously, after they get married and his parents have kind of disowned them, they're having sex. And notably, there's a panel of the, the naked, crazy woman in the cave that, yep. that kind of like, yep. you know, seduced them last issue, who seems well, to it be. It looks like <laughs> there's a tail coming from her face. There is. Yeah. yeah. It's like. It seems yeah. like she's aware that there's sex happening right now. And it makes me yeah. think that she passed something into him that uh-huh. is re- the reason why, even though this woman's supposed to not be unable to give birth, she ends up pregnant. Well. Well, she's not supposed to be able to have children. She ends up having birth, but it doesn't uh, end up well for her. Oh, it doesn't, no, because we get this really gory page of, like, uh, she's hemorrhaged after the birth. And yeah. bizarrely, so there's, like, some uh, afterbirth that the, the, they ask one yeah. of the maids to t- take down in the furnace. And when the maid's getting the furnace ready, she turns around and it's gone. And she thinks a rat's... And we don't get to see what's happened, but she thinks, like, a rat's, like, dragged it off. And all yeah, I can yeah. think is, no, that moved on its own. That's, that's she, creepy thing moving. She sees it at the end. Like, because yep. she gets in there, she looks horrified. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't get to see what she sees, though, right? We just see her no, reaction. We, we just see her reaction, but yeah. we know she's seen it, and it's definitely not a rat. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a rat. She's got, she's got a broom, she's ready to, like, whack whatever it is, and uh-huh. she looks terrified. I, all I'm thinking is that this thing in the, in the afterbirth moved on its own. Is yeah, it? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my guess. It, it made me think of the, the movie uh, It's a it, It's Alive. Yeah. Where it, it had, the, you know, the, the poster of the baby carriage. And it's like, there's only one thing with the Johnson baby. It's alive. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, this is, I was getting vibes from that. And, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm so far Hill House has yet to disappoint. I, Joe, I'm really interested in the narrator of this story. Yeah, because yeah, it's a third-person narration who's talking about yeah. them. Yeah, because yeah. it's, you know, they're talking about, like, oh, when we cut to, you know, at one point, it's like 85. You know, I was years. never very good with time. Uh, Alice yeah. is older now, so this must be later. Yeah, and so it's not so, her. Yeah. No. And it kind of feels uh manhattan-esque right in the way that yeah. to, they, they seem to be experiencing this simultaneously yeah. it could yeah, be it makes it could, wonder if it's the the cave lady yeah i was going to say that the cave lady yeah. I, um yeah it's worth mentioning that uh, in the sort of the boarding house for kids about three or four years do pass so there's a couple of time yeah. jumps uh, the yeah. first one's like two yeah. years and then there's another year after that so um, just worth mentioning. Yeah, because yeah, we start in 83, and we get to, as I say, at least 85. 85. It goes 85, and then it goes to 86 or 7 after that as well. Yeah, so. and then the original two, the, the guy in the cave is 1826, and then a couple of years past there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as, uh, you know. 86 is the last bit. There yeah. you go. So, you know, time's moving in both stories. So, very curious. Uh, and it, again, we have to go back to the Celestial who fell to Earth at the start, <laughs> start of the first yeah, issue. There's yeah, there's that too. Yeah, there's maybe that that's the narrator too. That's why time doesn't yeah, know, maybe. Yeah. mean a thing maybe. to it. Um, and is it related to the house itself? Or is the house something that is like, I don't know. 
So it, many it questions. Me, yeah. It almost makes me wonder if this is like a struggle between good and evil and like the house wants to corrupt Alice, but who's ever telling the story knows that Alice is stronger, mm. you know? So, and that's why it's not been able to corrupt her. Like it has other members of the family. Like there's a, like Maybe. a bloodline, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, but I mean, it, it should also be her dad in with the hammer. So I mean, but it, it's yeah, that but... that's shown as like a choice of strength. Is no, I'm not yeah. letting the house do that. I'm going to do it myself. I'll deal exactly. with my own problems. Because yeah. if she, if, yeah, because if she just wanted to give in, let the house do it, she's selling over her soul essentially. Here, she's like, well, no. And then the fact that that led to her mother's death, and now she's lost both parents. But it, it definitely shows. Actions. But it definitely shows us a darkness because beating someone to yeah. death with a hammer is not healthy, normal. No, it's not. But it's, it's that. It's, not... it's that owning the responsibility of it. She's very yep. aware that. Oh she no, I I, I, I do get that, but there's clearly a and darkness it's... that's just around her and like oh, and, yeah, yeah. inside her and, and right. whatnot. Like maybe it comes from the temptation to to give yeah. into the house. Maybe it's related well, to that, but there is a darkness it, there. You know, there's definitely. there's something with the bloodline that started with the guy that fell in the cave. You know, like mm. it almost makes me wonder if this the celestial being is the afterbirth, and this is a way of it it returning to life. You know, like no one had made it into the cave for so long, and yeah, I don't know. Not mm, be. She had a tail coming from her front parts, man. What is with that? Well, coming out of something, well, probably. That's the thing is, <laughs> I don't recall her having a tail before. Do you? No. No. It's interesting. Yeah. She's evolving. Yeah. Getting stronger. Uh, there's a pun in there, but I'm not going to make it. Just move on. Okay, we'll move on. I don't even know where he was going to go with that, but we'll move on. Uh, so that's issue two. Uh, art's obviously very consistent with the first one. Um, same sort of mood, same sort of style. Um, so, no. Uh, Hell House is, I mean, at least the first two series, which have had both a couple issues each now, are both... Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a really good thing that when the, the two-page backup's the most disappointing, just because it's only two pages, uh, and I'm not reading it, that's yeah, I'm not bothered. Yeah, well, I had ten books. Collected. Yeah, I had ten books this week, so I was happy yeah. to just skip those two pages at the end. <laughs> yeah, I got to it. I was like, nah, that'll be collected. Just, soon uh, just read it as a one shot at the end. Yes. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That's uh, Dollhouse Family Issue Two. Matt, what are you giving it? Uh, eight point five. Connor. Eight point five. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it eight point five. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but damn it, I don't want to go as high as a nine. This is felt such a positive week. Except Flash. Except Flash. Flash is the outlier. <laughs> now, I'll tell you right now, I've been needing to use the bathroom for a little while, and finally, I'm going to get my chance because we're on to the, the final book of the week, which is the Patreon pick that Connor has to do. Uh, where and the reason why he has to do this is because of course on patreon.com slash TV there's a, a one of the higher tiers is that you can make me or Connor read a book and so one person here is making Connor read Undiscovered Country issue 2 uh, by Scott Snyder and uh, like what's Charles, his face? Soul. You, Charles Soul you say making but I feel like Connor would have read this anyways now he's just getting the Patreon benefit okay you know? I, I guess the way to put it there is to sort yeah. of make him talk about a non-DC book that he wants to hear yeah. about on the show. Yeah. There you go. Um, Maybe. Because I, I, I was going to read this anyway. I mean, I, I might have waited and, and read some in trade, but yeah. it was on my radar. So yeah. I, I went and read it after you did the last talk of it. I, yeah. I finally, First you issue. know, I read that and um, yeah, it was every as, as I don't say befuddling, there's a lot going on. There's right. A that, lot that's, to take it, on. It, 
it, it's it, like, that first issue is so dense. It's yep. so out there with its concepts. Things are all over the place. And you, you, uh, have, you have the characters that are related, brother and sister. Yeah, and you're jumping around in time a lot yeah. in that issue. But there's they're still American, right? But they're yep. they're expat Americans, and so how does that play into what does it mean to be American on the outside? You know, of, of, there's, a, of the there's small... actually some real real nice beats in regards to yep. that in yep. uh, in this second in issue. Two? Uh, well, because yeah. doesn't it shift to now the brother? So. Where the yes. sister was more, yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that in the solicit. Uh, so, uh, you you go ahead and talk. I if I pick up on certain words, I'll interject. Yeah. So, um, uh, how the first issue, the the flashbacks. I, I'll I'll just talk about the flashback bits first. Yeah. Um, how it was, how mostly how the sister got recruited. Uh, okay. it, this time it's the brother. But before that, we yeah. actually have a flashback to when they're both kids still in America, and. Oh. It's their parents telling them, right, we're going to send you away to England uh, uh, and now. And we have their, you know, the the doctor, Sam Elgin. Uh, he's there on their last day. Um, so so they know him. He's the one that they were looking for at the first yeah, one, right? Yeah, the one who, uh, you know, sent them the message. And he's the one at the end doing the, oh, yep. I need you. There's a prophecy. Yep. Um, so just to stick with the flashbacks, we actually get to, to see the the brother recruited. And um, he actually gets recruited by both sides in the exact same method, which is quite funny. Um, okay. Basically, one side comes to him and goes, look, you know, you, we, we learn that he actually tried to break into America already in the past. Uh, he mm -hmm. almost started World War V, starting it, uh, trying it. Um, World War V. World War V. Yeah, I know. And, and he's like, yeah, but I didn't even make it. I, I barely even got close. And she's like, yeah, well, you, you got closer than anyone alive. And you know, and you nearly pulled off the impossible. So for that reason, we need you. But we're well, we're not just going to force you into this. We're going to bribe you, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's like here you go. She pulls out a bottle of Michter's bourbon uh, whiskey. It's like, look, I tracked it down. This is we know this is your whiskey that you like. This you know, Michter's ten year, uh, and uh, the only bottle outside the U.S. Apparently, does it? You know, is this enough for us to you know have a chance to just make a deal? And he's like, all right, we can talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and then actually, you know, because I think that was that was three weeks earlier, and then uh, that was the uh, the the Afro uh, the Euro Africa uh, Alliance that did that okay. side, and then you know four days earlier we get the Pan Asian Zone approach him, and do the exact same thing with, hey, you know, uh, I've got this uh, this bottle of Mictas, uh, you know, can we talk? And 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 they've both gone. You know, it, it's it, we've been told it's, this is the last bottle outside the U.S. Unless, of course, they still make it, but we'll, we'll never know. Uh, this could be the last bottle in the world. Uh, but they've obviously both been told that same line because it's a, you know different bottles. Uh, it's kind of fun. But uh, so this guy got two free bottles of Nictus, and I mean, he's coming out on top here. It's lucky. Uh, but that's our flashback stuff. But it, I mean, it, it was kind of just this nice parallel, seeing how both sides kind of recruit him in the same way, and he's kind of being a double agent playing for both it seems like you know he accepts deals from both of them or while we don't see any specifics he's open to negotiations with both of them uh, right. presumably so the other he's, he's going in with the was it the Afrique one the he's euro Africa, the group the, as a whole because they said no, but the the two groups that are left standing um because they both try to recruit him so who's he going with like who's his well, they send the joint alliance. So you know, so the, the right. team that they actually send into America right. is this joint group. So it's got people from both sides, 
and he's there as like you know the the, the mercenary support you know the because he, he's been before sort of thing um and obviously both sides have tried to recruit him for personal advantage to favor them over the other but the obviously neither of them know that he's doing that uh, so we actually you know to, to cut into the present day stuff we learn a lot more about the mythology of the spiral um the, the this the the areas on the spiral the zones are physical spaces um each one of them is separated by a wall and to get through the wall into the next zone you need the key and you also need to find the door because there's only one door in each wall now the idea here is sam has the uh he knows where the door is but uh destiny's king is that what it was called the the, the, the tribesman uh he has the key and he also has uh, their pilot who he you know because he we saw him you know last time and you know with the, the bison and bits foot off. off yeah yeah and they're like well he's dead and and sam's like nah he ain't dead he'll be torturing for information um so we actually get a scene of uh destiny uh, the destiny man um yeah. torturing the pilot and you know he's chopped off uh, one of his arms and, and no, no just his foot his arms like you know injured and and the guy's like you know Hey, you know, if, if you if you help me find uh, where the door is, we'll spare you the collar. And he's like, well, the collar? Who cares about that? You took my foot. And he's like, well, you can still work the wall. Plenty do. And then we actually see what that means. And it is just people, you know, they're, they're hanging by ropes. Uh, they're, they're wearing nothing but, you know, like some collars and stuff. And they are obviously just searching for the door in the wall. And that's it. And they're just throwing people at it till one of them finds it. Uh, yeah it's kind of grim it's, it's i want to know like so i've met both soul and snyder i want to know where they pull such dark stuff out of <laughs> yeah right like they're both pretty well adjusted writers like they have some twisted ideas yeah like because it's not the first time out of snyder we, we've seen stuff like this i mean the swamp thing goes dark places and yeah. Soul a little bit like so did his one thing does too, but not nearly as bad. But yeah, man, yeah, that's rough. The collar sounds rough. Yeah, but uh, you know, we we cut back to you know uh, Sam and the others, and the the group as a whole are voting on what they should do. Should they go and because Sam's like made them a deal basically. It's hey, you help me get the key off the Destiny Man, mm-hmm. and come with me to open the door and see what's on the other side. If you don't mm-hmm. want to go through, fine. I'll give you the coordinates to get back out. Or you can just try and go now and make your own way without my help. And the group basically splits into two and, and to vote on you know, what they're going to do. And it comes down to you know, the, the brother being the deciding vote. And he says, you know, we're going to go after Destiny Man. And he's like, we need to save the pilot. And you know, they're like, oh, you know, let's not get sentimental. He knew the risk. And it's like, hey, I'm not being sentimental. He's the goddamn pilot. How are we going to get out without him? You know, we'll go, we'll get the key, and we'll get the coordinates, and we'll have our pilot, and we can leave. Uh, so they're like, all right, well, we're going to have to find find a way and make a diversion. And this is where things, you know, get interesting. We, we see, you know, you know, Sam in his big American get-up and his hat and everything mm. on the hill in front of the, the rolling city of Destiny Man. And they shoot him down, and then he gets back up all zombified. And um, we learn that this is uh, the drones uh, uh, actually kind of making a projection kind of hologram 
to do this um, as a diversion while they sneak in the back. So you've got all these, you know, uh, genetically modified animals. So they're on like the, the shrimp that they're riding on, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they come up behind. They take they take out the riders, steal the robes, and they have to kill the kill the shrimp because they, they realize what's going on. And they're like, right, we got the robes now. This is going to be much easier. And then, um, so we we see the brother. He, you know, he goes on ahead because you know this is kind of his job. So he's like, I'm going to scout ahead, see how dangerous it is. And he gets up to the city, and we we see the other the the black voice speech, which is uh, what we saw earlier with the Destiny man. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, are you prepared to fill your destiny? And uh, the brother, you know, oh, yeah, wondering when I'd see you again. Uh, I'm ready to do what he wants, what was agreed. And he goes, uh, deal's a deal. I'm Destiny's man. So he, he's, yeah, so he's, he's betrayed them all. And I'm, right. I'm kind of going, okay, so did he know about this before he was approached? Was the message kind of right. sent through him? Uh, it's real interesting stuff. Because uh, huh. again, you know, like, you know, so the flashbacks are, which side is he going to betray? Who did he choose? Who did he make the deal with? And then you get to this, it's like, he's betraying them all, right? Right. Uh or, or is he, I suppose, will be the obvious turn because, uh, yeah, this right. is a, a cliffhanger in a comic. Um, but it's, Especially it's a real... Snyder cliffhanger, which we know don't Often mean... Really, it doesn't mean much, no. Right. This could be just, this could be actually just him using it to get his way in and he's yeah. going to betray the Destiny Man, uh, which would still work perfectly fine in context of the story. It's just, you know, this is comic cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of sucks in that regard, but... Uh, no, this is pretty great. Art's uh, great again. Uh, Kevin Cully doing great stuff. Amazing colors. Uh, still so vibrant and alive and so unearthly, given that it is just kind of America, ultimately. Uh, right. But it, it just seems so different. It doesn't feel like we're on Earth anymore. No. Uh, it's real great. This is uh, I am 8.5. 8. Mm. I was just unmute myself before I, <laughs> before gotcha. I talk again. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, oh, I'm mute myself. Yeah, I better do that. And it just took a second, so there was a little bit of a silence yeah, yeah, yeah. before I got there. Um, no, no, cool. Uh, so that was the last book of the week on this epic, <laughs> epic journey of an episode. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's been one of yeah. those. Um, and yeah. next week would be even longer, except we are taking the smart choice of splitting the show in two. So I'm actually just going to get my list up that I made and tell you, tell you guys about next week and tell you uh, how it's splitting up. Are we not going to do that after all the end of the week stuff, usually? Yeah, right. I'll, I'll do that when I'm telling them what's coming next week. You're right. I should do it that way. Um, okay. Okay, in that case, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Obviously, this is the part of the show where we pick our favourites of the week. Stop, quite your laughing, Matt, you bear-shaped I menace. Love, I love that you have to admit that Connor's right, but you ignore it. Just move on. <laughs> That's how you do it, Matt. That's how you do it. I know. I know. Like, the trick is, is to never give Carl the satisfaction if you can help it, right? You never give him what he wants. You just circumvent as much as humanly possible. Um... That's the beauty of it. So, yes, this is the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week. We do a favourite paddle slash moment. We do a favourite cover, favourite art, and top five books of the week. And there's so many books that top five is actually quite a, a bit mean, of a fight. Pretty much all of these mean something this Yeah. Week. So, mm-hmm. here we go. So, panel slash moment of the week. Matt, you're up first. Uh, if we can go back to, like, four hours ago when we were talking about Superman. <laughs> we all know. Oh, Christ, Superman was this week. Yeah. We, we, all, we all know where this is going. It's been 72 um, years. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's when Clark tells Perry White that entire page ends with the hug. It made me weepy. It's hard to argue with that one. That page is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. 
pitch is phenomenal. Connor, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with from White Knight. I'm just trying to decide between which one I want. There's two. Uh, uh, um, I'm going to go with the Bane decapitation because that really yes. just threw me off guard. So I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome. It's so it, freaking good. It was that all because I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, all good choices. Um, I think... I think I need to go with the ending of Superman. I need to go with Lex. Yeah, that's a good one. Le- Lex's reaction to this and yeah. his anger, as brainiac as you know, like how could you not see this coming, Lex? Yeah, <laughs> you ideal. Mind human. you, he's the he's the smartest creature in the galaxy. He never once put it together either. But so... I, don't, I don't think brainiac cares though. Like, or, no, like, I know, really but him, yeah, right. But he's also like, well, you know. He... <laughs> I wonder if Lex is like, well, I could have asked you and you could have told me, but we never made it to that. I think in the context of the way Brainiac's seen this, it's almost like him making this announcement to the world yeah. is like almost going to inspire a lot of hope because he's being honest yeah. with everyone and it's like this really good-natured yeah. thing which goes against the whole Doom thing. Again, the timeline of how this actually even fits into what's going on in Justice League is baffling, but... Yeah. Um, so I'll go with that. Uh, best cover of the week. I will start off because I, I I was looking earlier while uh, you were doing Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not books. ready on this one. Um, and I really like the Batman, or the Detective Comics variant, rather, I should say. Um, but my pick is going to be the variant for Dollhouse Family, which is the one with the, the hammer and the dead body that's had its head bashed in, in front of the Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I really like that cover. Really moody, uh, really detailed, uh, lots of good uh, shadowing. Uh, very, very good. So, uh, Connor, what's your cover? I'm still of the week? looking. All right, Give Matt, me a second. what's your well, cover of the week? Mine's, mine's uh, White Knight, the the regular cover. I, I like the the Babs cover, but it's just kind of like a uh, a showcase. It's not really. But the one with Joker on there, he looked properly menacing. Yeah, I've noticed I've started putting the variants at the end of the digital versions yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. Yep. I, I kind of like to just be in the second page as just the next cover, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'll be honest, I don't because I don't always get to the very end, like you know, of the cover. I'll get to. All right, that was the last page of the story. Right onto the next thing now. Oh, it's just easier to get to the end rather I, than put it back to the I start. I have to. Yeah. No, no, I have to finish it. Plus, I'll, I I'll, get beaten up in my just, app. Just put Mark Red or Mark Unred. No, I know what you do. But it's usually just two more pages before it's done from the last page, so it's fine. Like, like for example, in White Knight, there's like three pages of like bonus features and stuff. Like, you know, oh, next time black and white pages. It's like four pages of that before you get to the variant. So I didn't even like realize that was at the end there. For example, hmm. that's fair. That's fair. All right, what's your cover, Connor? Yes, Stalin. Uh, I'm gonna go with the detective variant. I think, although I like, I love both the covers, but yeah, I'll go with the variant. Oh, Tim's posting uh, his new desk that he's all set up with all his Hellboy merch. <laughs> he's uh, like, course. here's the new podcasting desk. Although, we're not going to see any of that in the actual like footage because the camera's going to be pointing away from it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust him on that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just hear his voice while looking at Hellboy shite. Um, all right, best best uh, uh, art of the week is what we're on. Um, yeah, Cor can go first for this one. Oh shit! <laughs> you have to go first for one of your prick. I know, I know, I know. But this is so hard when you've got you've got Murphy on on White Knight. Uh, uh, you know, T- Detective was great. Far Sector was great. Oh man, I'll go with Far Sector. I think just. Jamal Campbell. Okay, I will throw my hat in for. I say Blanco for Detective. Obviously, Far Sector was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Murphy. Um, 
Bizarrely, I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Dexter Soy for Batman and the Outsiders. Uh, there's something about his style that I think is just so consistently pleasing to my eye. Um, so I'm going to yeah, go with that. Cool. Oddball choice, but Dexter Soy for... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Dexter Soy. It's not that much of an oddball choice. No. Sure, but, you know. Uh, Matt, what you got? Yeah, so so I also wanted to throw up uh, Supergirl, Rachel Stott. Mm. Yeah, solid. Pretty good, too. But it's going to be Murphy. I can't go against Murphy. Unless Gary Frank's there and Gary Frank's not there, <laughs> hey, so yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can't. It's, it was that struggle week for I didn't even mention Melo for for Harley and Ivy, which looked yeah. fantastic. Yep, Melo's always good. So all right, um, well, yeah. here's the tough part, Matt. Top five books of the week. Go. This means a lot more. Like Pete always says, it means a lot more. And there's a lot, but also when it's they're this good. Like this week, except yeah, for Flash. I, I, I've, I think I've only did. got two books under an eight. I'm I'm pretty sure yeah. Matt fired out enough nines that I'm, I think his entire top five will be nine and up in terms of ratings. Yeah, yeah, probably. So so number one, Superman, right? Number two is gonna be crap. No, I can't remember <laughs> which, which order. So I don't write this stuff down. Let me let me. I gotta look. Uh... Would you like me to remind you uh, of all the books we did, Matt? <laughs> No, no, no. I'll, we'll I'll number, two, number two, I'll give to Detective because Tom Taylor deserves a, that number two spot. Uh, number three is going to be White Knight. Number four is going to be um, Hawkman. And number five, do I do Far Sector Dollhouse Family? Or Supergirl? <gasps> so many Dang, choices. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep it in the Super Family. Supergirl number five. Cool. Connor? Uh, Detective. White Knight. Gosh, Batman books back to back. You know, that uh, sucks, right? I know. Um, Far Sector. So sorry you enjoyed multiple books. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, Hawkman and then Dollhouse. Um, I'm going to put Detective at number one, Superman at number two. Number, this is where it gets a little bit sp- spottier, though. One yeah. and two were kind of easy, but after that... Number three, I'm going to go with Dollhouse Family. Number four, I'm going to go with Curse of the White Knight. And number five, I'm going to go with... So many things I want to give give the you know the, the moment to, right? Like Yeah, I know. I did the same thing. So many it's things. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, but in that last slot, I'll give it... I'll give it to Hauser. I'll give it to Supergirl. I also think book for book, this might be one of the strongest weeks we've ever had on this show. When there's that many books that we're all giving like eights and up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the three and a half hour episode length of the podcast dictates that there was a lot of books. I agree. You're trying to wrap it up because I'm starving. Oh, I'm hungry too. Don't worry. Yeah, we are. Don't worry. So that's the best of the week. So I'll tell you what's coming next week. But more specifically, I'm going to go to my own list which is split into the two, so I can tell you what's coming on each each show, because we're doing two episodes next week, both of which are numbered, which is important, because our 200th episode is hitting in March as well, actually. Uh, so something else, we mentioned the March solicits earlier. Our 200th episode actually falls in that month. This doesn't throw that off, does it? No, 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 this is this is the number including this extra episode, okay. so um, uh, don't worry, that's all, all been thought out. Uh, but yes, so coming... Next week, unless there's been any last minute changes, because I'm not looking at diamonds, so you guys can jump in with corrections if there's anything that's correct in here. Yeah, I'm so um, I'm. I've got diamonds. Seems up. to be one missing. Right. So, so 
coming, coming, and so what we're doing here, just to explain this, is that we're going to have an episode at the regular time, right, which if you, if you didn't uh, catch this last week, uh, is now going up a day early for Patreon, uh, basically as soon as I can get it edited and uploaded on a Saturday night is when it's available on Patreon, and then it's up at, uh, it's up at 8pm UK, 3pm uh, Eastern on Sundays, uh, is now the official time when the podcast releases, so, um, so the regular episode, the first episode, which is episode 186, will feature these books. Doomsday Clock 12, mm-hmm. Batman 85, Batman mm-hmm. Superman number 5, which leads nicely into Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen issue 1, yeah. Suicide Squad number 1 from Tom Taylor, Justice League 38, uh, Batman The Last Night on Earth issue 3, and The Lolo Woods issue 1. That is going to be episode 186. Yep. Uh, and if you're thinking that's not enough books, well, remember Doomsday Clock is probably going to take about an hour. <laughs> so yeah, remember that this part. This is the final yep um and it's also tom king's final batman so there's going to be plenty to talk and, about in those and books. i know it's not quite as big but uh the the last night on earth is snyder's last, last. batman issue yeah plus tom yep. tom taylor's first suicide squad suicide issue squad. uh the new first issue one of a new uh hell house a lot of big stuff in that part and then the next episode which we will be recording on the monday and lately going up on the tuesday uh and keep in mind there's no books that uh, the, the yep. following week so it's not like there's a new batch of books on the wednesday after that mm-hmm. uh this is why the, the beat's so big but so 187 which will go up next tuesday after the regular episode on the sunday uh will feature mm-hmm. aquaman 55 legion of superheroes number two shazam issue nine Jimmy Olsen, number six, Metal Men, number three, Harleen, issue three, which we're looking forward to, Joker yep. Killer, Smile, issue two, and Basket Full of Heads, number three. Um, You've missed yeah. one, Pete. What one yeah. have I missed? Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, uh, issue yeah. one, to start of that new uh, Black Label prestige. Ah, I have missed so one. That's probably in the first show. That, yeah, that goes on week one. There you go. That goes on that, well, week one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We can move Justice League. I don't think Justice League needs to be in that first batch now. Okay, fine. We'll move Justice um, League. When I say too much, I mean by page count because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. Although I'm it's. I'm yeah, looking it's... forward to it. Right, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, that is. Yeah. Uh, uh, just while I'm here, I'll, I'll rattle through a couple of the books that are coming out that we haven't mentioned yet uh, because uh, we're not covering, but we usually do that, right? Yeah. So. Uh, so just just to sort of just I want to recap something here just since we shifted things around here. So week so episode one eighty six out on the Sunday normal time. Doomsday Clock, Batman, Batman Superman, Hell Arisen issue one, Suicide Squad number one, Wonder Woman Dead Earth issue one, Last Night on Earth issue three, and Lola Woods issue one. The idea is is that all the event stuff, all the issue ones or big yep. conclusions are on that first week or the first episode, and the second episode is all still a lot of exciting stuff, but is uh in the second batch, so. And, and Harleen, because it's just too damn big to fit in the first one. Yeah. Exactly. So Harleen, because that's going to be probably a big discussion, maybe not quite as long as Doomsday Clock, but it'll be big, so that's on the second half. Yeah. Oof, right, there you go. So coming out that we, we're not doing, that I can see, because I'm just skimming here, we have Catwoman 18, yep. uh, Flash Forward Issue 4, um, Infected, <laughs> The Commissioner, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, John Constantine Hellblazer Issue 2, uh, Last God Issue 3, uh, Lucifer 15, Nightwing 67. Uh, is that it? Am I missing any more? Oh, Teen Nightwing. Titans 37 and yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman 83. Yeah. So just imagine if we were reading some of those other books. It's, sure, a, uh, it's a huge week. 
I was speaking to my shop because DC are not the only ones pulling this trick with the Christmas no. week. Mm. Marvelous, Marvelous too. Yeah, uh, D, uh, my shop said it is the single biggest week of releases they have ever had in their existence yep. of being open. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, so just to put that in perspective, that is eight books on, on episode 186 and then nine books on 187, which are both healthy enough, but obviously and, some of those books are huge. So Yeah. Like I said, Harleen's like three, three or four long. So, so, and obviously, it's not like it's like it'd be one thing if this was a natural size that we're going to do every month. So we just start cutting books, probably. But it's not. It's just because they're pushing two weeks together because they're bastards. Um, So that is the plan. So there's two episodes coming, and then we will have our annual coming after that. Yeah. So, so basically, the week of Christmas, because there's no books, uh, much like we did last year, is the regular timed episode at the weekend. Assuming, I I mean, I think we're recording at the usual time because it's not like it's falling on like a Christmas holiday or anything like that. Um, is going to be our annual episode where we do our best of the year and I think I'm going to put out some sort of way for people to vote on some sort of uh, you know an audience pick of some of those categories uh, so you guys can vote and we'll have some uh, audience picks along with our picks uh, for that annual episode so that'll be fun um, how nice will it feel though not to have to read a bunch of books uh, before the episode for, before the recording for one week <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to feel weird yeah, it's, been, it, it's, it's been a year since we last had to do that yeah the, uh, the last annual yeah episode. but now you got to think about the flipping last year oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that I bit yeah, it's yeah. Good. I'm wing it. yeah so <laughs> you know generally speaking we do obviously our favorite books of the year we do like a top 10s there but we pick we debate our favorite artist favorite writer um some of the best moments of the year that kind of thing so and it's gonna be weird because obviously like in previous years that we've been doing the show like tom king's batman's been pretty high up oh I yeah i suspect I, it might I not can, be this year i can kind of guess another tom's gonna make a push uh <laughs> this year so yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroes in Crisis. I mean, the hell, if it was a, maybe like a most depressing or a worst moment of the year, maybe Heroes in Crisis will swoop in and take it. Oh, uh, we want to be that negative. It's, it's possible. It's possible. But uh, so yeah, and obviously we'll talk about our hopes for for the next year and um, whatever else. Uh, maybe a little wrap up on like the DC movies and TV of the year and how we feel about that stuff going forward. You know, the usual the usual shebang. Uh, so that's the plan for the next two weeks. Uh, so you're getting two episodes. We're splitting the books the next week in half. Uh, and yeah, just go back and hear me list off what was in week one or episode one and episode two of those. Uh, so that's episodes 186 and 187. Um, oh, actually, the numbering is off slightly. Because the annual... Um... Yeah, I've, I've numbered the annual and that shouldn't be numbered. That's that's annual number four, not uh, 188. Uh, so it just means that the uh, episode 200 is a week later than I thought it was. But that's no biggie. Is it still in March? It's still in March, yeah. Okay. So it's just the last week of March instead of the second last week. So no, whatever, no big deal. Uh, but hey, so yeah, that is the show. So yeah, I mean to wrap up, uh, we let survived. Us, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. All that does help us out. As does going to Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Uh, share the podcast out on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media you use. Um, I once accidentally said Tinder instead of Tumblr. Um, but hey, if you want to put it on your t- your Tinder profile. <laughs> in case anyone look at your profile I think listening to us on your Tinder can only look good it can only, yeah it can only look good um, I can only imagine <laughs> it'll show just how cultured you are yes <laughs> uh, cultured is another word for crazy huh of course of course the downside is is that you know the you know they might click on it you know see see hear and see some sexy voices and accents and people and go you know what this guy's boring now 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 these three are the are, are the are the dream scenario 
possible. We might steal your Tinder date. Um, <laughs> no, that's Tim's thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mario used to say, lock up your wife. Tim Margulish is in town. Oh, uh, oh dear. Um, although Tim's a married man now. He's uh, he's off the market. Yes, I know. But, that's what I said used to say. Yeah. Um, uh, there, give it a couple of years. Maybe after the divorce, he can be back in the pro. Well, um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would not wish that upon those two. They're of course a not. delightful couple. That, 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 yeah, they're delightful. He's not wishing. No, Connor... He's just saying it's an inevitability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cutter and Paige, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, we could talk. Hey, if any of the relationships out of the the fuzzle is going to end with a hammer bashing to the head, it's going to be Cutter and Paige. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Connor, look out behind you. <laughs> Do you know what's funny, Matt? Is every so often, like, Ashley will make a cameo at the door in the background yeah. and we'll catch it on camera. And, but, you know, Ashley will lean in and wave at us and I'll, you know, I'll wave back. Like, I think, Paige, I've seen, like, a hand sneak into the frame once in the entirety of the years I've recorded with Connor. <laughs> like, she, she's done her best to make sure she is her presence that, is never felt. No, and that was probably <laughs> to try to stop Connor from drinking to save his liver <laughs> during a DC night. Uh, oh, God. she's fast asleep at that time. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Wait, the show. Uh, yeah, you can also, of course, rate us on the on Apple Podcast. Give us five stars and a little review. Um, and I do, I, I, I do check from time to time to see who's if anyone's done it. And it's nice to hear, he to hear the nice words. He, he he tells us any particularly amusing reviews. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, not not in the college podcast, but it was a great one about how great I was and how bad Connor was on one of the TV uh, podcast happened. reads. Yeah. Uh, Guys, don't do that. It only pumps up his flipping already <laughs> massive ego. I don't have an ego. I mean, I don't have an I'd ego. I'd say a bit, but it's more like a lot. I. If it wasn't for the time, I would say that Ego, the Living Planet, was based off of you. <laughs> I do not have an ego. I just enjoy, like, I, I. The only ego I have is when it's compared to Connor. Whenever someone says I'm great and Connor's terrible, that's where the ego comes in. Generally speaking, I don't really care. Like, whatever. But yeah, it's yeah, when they're Connor saying Connor's bad. Worst. It's when it's when people dislike Connor. I really enjoy it. Okay. He does. He gets off of it. I really enjoy it. Uh, so you could do that, of course, and then you can support us financially at patreon.com slash TV. I keep meaning to do the uh, the Patreon producers in the middle and not at the end, but here, I've forgotten again. So um, so thank you to David Shaw, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess for being our Patreon producers. That means that they are in the $20 tier or up on patreon.com slash TV. But of course, don't worry, you don't have to be a producer. You can go and support us for as little as $1 per month and you get bonuses, outtakes, and stuff. The wrestling talk that me and Matt had, of course, you'll get there for the $1. You'll get also, you was talking about metal covers that we did for like 10 minutes earlier on. And uh, soon. Hopefully, you'll get a discussion of me and Pete talking about Crash and Infinite Earths. Become... Yeah. I'm close. I'm, I'm halfway through issue nine. I'm, I'm nearly near the end. halfway through issue nine since like Wednesday. It's been a busy week, okay? It's been a very busy week, but I'm getting there. Um, yeah, I've and... been done with this conversation since Wednesday, too. Let's get it going. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, those at the $5 tier and up do get the podcast now sometime on Saturday night. There's no concrete time because depending on the length of the podcast, it can take longer to upload and export. This one in particular may be very late. <laughs> if you're listening to this now, it took a while to export this. Uh, so thank you very much uh, once again for joining us, uh, for watching or listening. We love you loads. We always appreciate it. Um, this has been the end of 
I, I'm can, I'm definitely confident this is the longest one we've ever done. It's so just thank a monster you. Episode. Once again, uh, we appreciate it always. Uh, so thank you from from Matt. Thank you from Connor, and especially thank you from me. That is the DC Comics podcast. <laughs> that is episode 185. <laughs> thank you very much. Keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Just realized I gave out way more nines than a uh, German getting his car backed into. 